All right, all right, all right. What is going on, everybody? And welcome on in to a brand new edition of the Cinema Lords podcast. Episode number 12. I am very giddy because this is officially Halloween week. I love Halloween. I've been talking about it for months now to you guys. I love it. It's finally here. I'm excited. I got my costume ready. I got my Halloween party this weekend. That's all ready to go. I got all my candy ready to hand out to the kitties on Monday. I'm ready to go. I'm hyped up. And uh, not just that, I also had a, another Champions League game today. We only needed a, uh, a draw to solidify a, a, a placing atop the group. And uh, sure enough, it's exactly what we did. We got a draw on the road in Dortmund. Tough place to play, tough team to play. But we came away with the uh, with the draw. We move onwards. And now it's time to just chill out with my boys and have a nice little podcast. We got a couple shows that continue discussing this week. We got our finale for House of the Dragon. So that's exciting to talk about. Always fun to talk finales. And then for the first time on this regular weekly podcast that we've been doing, no special edition, the first time we're going to cover here on the show, we're going to be covering Andor, episode seven of Andor. Yeah. So uh, we got two shows still to cover, even though Rings of Power and She-Hulk wrapped it up. And we got uh, some other things that we're going to dive into too, off the top, now that we have a little bit more time, some more recommendations, a little bit more news, some trailer talk. So we have a lot to get into today. But before we do it, let's go around the horn on the ones and twos. The utility man himself, you guys know him very well at this point. He's been a, a regular part of the show every single time now for the last, I don't even know how many. I can't remember the last time you didn't do one with me. But it's uh, Mr. Seth Rogers, ladies and gentlemen. How are we doing, Mr. Hey, fellas. What's going on? <laughs> how are we doing today? Uh, yeah, I'm excited for this one. Nice to have, uh, you know, not to say I didn't like the, the three-episode rundown, but I think it's nice to a little change of pace for this one. A little yeah. bit more general discussion. Got some things to talk about. So, yeah, as always, let's get into it. We do, we do. And then back with us to talk the Game of Thrones finale of House of the Dragon, our aficionado of Westeros, Mr. Luke Klein. And what's going on, baby? Doing good, doing good. Got a got a big episode today. End of a end of a era for a little bit with House of the Dragon ending. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, but like Mitt said, get some primetime coverage for Andor and a uh, lot to go over. Yeah, yeah. Andor's going to be getting the solo treatment uh, after this week, baby. It's going to be getting all the attention, which, I mean, it's a great show, so I'm not, not going to lie. It's, yeah, it deserves the attention. I think that it's going to start getting, now that these other shows have ended, I think Andor's actually going to start getting a little bit more talked about. I think there's going to be more uh, word of mouth, you know what I mean, spreading it out, saying this one's actually good. Check it out. Um, but before we get there, uh, right off the top, I want to remind everybody that we're going to be doing our special Halloween podcast this week. Um like we've mentioned, I think it's definitely going to be something that you should tune in for on the YouTube. It's going to be a lot of funny visuals. Sure. It should be funny. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Uh, we're going to be recording that on Friday night, and I'm going to be posting it first thing Saturday morning. So it'll be up for the weekend. You'll have it Saturday. You'll have it Sunday. And then Halloween's Monday before you know Halloween actually starts getting going. It'll be get, you know, a great thing to, to toss on and kill some time any one of those three days. But I'm really looking forward to that. Should like burn CDs, give it out to the kids on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, take this I like that. CD. Burn it on some DVDs. Yo, check this out. Watch it with <laughs> your parents. Tape. They'll love it. <laughs> but uh, Mitz will be back here again. Like I said, he, he's been can't get rid of the kid. He's here every all the time now. Um, but me, him, and Los will be here Friday night. I can't wait. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a blast. I think it's gonna be a real yeah. good time. Um. But first things first, let's start now. Let's get into our topics. Yeah, I wanted to... I'm actually going to start the show today a little differently. I got some things that I've been watching that I wanted to just talk about real quick off the top. So basically, I guess my recommendations real quick, you know what I'm saying? And then good. we'll dive into our trailers and some news and stuff like that. We'll yeah. just throw this in first. Uh, the first one is something that fits the spooky time. I, I mentioned it to both of you guys uh, last week on Netflix. Seven episodes long. Based on, you know, somewhat true events and stuff, I'm sure there was some dramatization added to it, but was The Watcher. 
which I, I, I liked a lot. Um, like I said, based on true events, basically this couple that lives in New York, they have two kids, uh, you know, big city life. They're kind of ready to have, they, they've made a lot of money. Like they're ready to kind of more sort of settle down. Like let's go move into the suburbs. We got kids. Let's get them a yard. Not, you know, so much crime everywhere. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, so they move, you know, to a nice new house and right away they start getting these really friggin' like bizarre and sketchy letters, like hand, like uh, hand typed. You can tell it's like on it right away. As soon as I looked, I was like, oh, that's like a. That's like a typewriter, you know what I mean? You can tell mm. the difference between a typewriter and a nice new computer paper in fucking 2022, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a, that's a sign of a weirdo for sure. Right. So, and you know, they're very uh, threatening, ominous. It's, uh, you know, pretty creepy. But like I said, based on a true thing, so I thought that made it kind of cool and it was, you know, grounded. It's not like a lot of the other things you'll watch now where it's, you know, whatever it is, monsters, serial killers that don't die. This one's realistic, grounded, you know, story. Uh, I think it's good for people that maybe don't love like horror movies and stuff like that, but want to watch something that's kind of Halloweeny vibe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's it's not like scary, but you know it's like oh wow this is because it's real and stuff like that. Like it there's a creepy vibe to it. Yeah. For sure. Sus- so. Suspense and you, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You worry about the characters and yeah. definitely, definitely. Like I said, I think that's a good watch for those. You know what I mean? You're watching something with your girlfriend or with your boyfriend, kind of a thing, just chilling out. If you like I said, if you're not a huge you know gore and stuff like that, this is I think this is a good pick for you. But I really liked it. Um, my only problem with it was the ending. But then again, it, it's, again, based on true events. So it's not like they can do too much as far as, unless they just straight up change the ending, which they didn't do. They just right. kind of went with what happened. But, you know, whatever. But didn't love it. But the rest of the show I thought was really good. It was really, uh, really entertaining. Uh, the second one is something that I watched. the So the second season last night came out this week, Gangs of London, which I've mentioned on the podcast before. Yeah. Gangs of London is is so good. I like honestly have a hard time saying that because I feel like anybody you talk to nowadays, they're gonna tell you how many shows are so good. And I know that I say a lot of things are so good. This show is like next level fucking good. Damn. It's like if Peaky Blinders and then the Sopranos met and had a baby, and then that baby met John Wick, <laughs> and then they had a baby. This is what this show is. Yeah. The friggin' high praise. Oh man, yeah. so two babies, man. It's awesome, dude. Like it almost. You'll have almost. So the first season already, like I said, it came out. The second season just dropped. We watched the first four episodes last night. There is no single episode where like nothing happens. Like there is always at least one or two just like crazy ass fucking action like action sequences. And these action sequences are like not cheap. They're like, you can tell they're like, like the John Wick action scenes. You can tell it's like one long shot for a long time. They're going through this whole, whatever it is, a bar or a hotel room or whatever the hell it is. You know what I mean? Cool. And twists and turns. It is like, like I said, we started watching the first four episodes of season two last night. And it'd been a while since we watched season one when it aired. Like, I don't know, probably like a year and a half ago. So it'd been a little while. And like right away, I was just like, oh my God, like I forgot how good this show is. I was like, this show is fucking crazy, man. First, the first, the first episode of season two I was just like, I, I was sending out that uh, that gift there, the the Joe Rogan gift from the UFC, where they're just like going crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. That was me. I was like grabbing Steph on the couch. I was like, this is crazy. This shit's nuts. Yeah. You watching what I'm watching? Yeah, uh, like I'm telling you, if you if you haven't checked it out, absolutely go do so. If you're a Peaky right. Blinders fan too, I don't know if any of you guys are. Uh, Joe yeah. Cole, he's the youngest brother of the three. Okay. He uh, John. he's like one of the leads in this, which I love him. I think he's a gangster. Cool. Yeah, John. He's in a. Um, He's in a movie too. I, I think I saw it on Netflix where he's like, he's in some like jail in say like fucking Thailand or something like that. And he's like, you know, shitty, shitty prison. He just has to like fight his way literally out like in like jailhouse fights. Damn. It was awesome. 
I do like him a lot in Peaky yeah. Blinders, but that's all I've seen him in. He was my he was my favorite character, I think, pretty much in that show. Obviously, like Tommy's awesome. I do love yeah. um Tommy fucking uh, Jelly. Oh my god, there, my boy, friggin' who, uh, Bane. Tom Hardy's character. Tom Hardy's yeah. character. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Tom Hardy's character. That show is amazing. Yeah. Peter Baelish is in it too. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, I think there's a few Game of Thrones people in that one. Yeah, and Anya Taylor Joy near the end. That's right. Yeah, she pops in. The kid from Animal Kingdom, he came in. He was in there for a while. That's what uh, I was thinking. That's not the same person. No, 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 no. Joe Cole's. Uh, he so Joe Cole and the kid from Animal Kingdom. I don't. Maybe for one season, on the show together. I think maybe one season. But the Animal Kingdom kid doesn't come in to like four, and I think yeah, I think that's how many uh, Joe Cole's in for. Um, but those are both awesome. I'm, I'm, I might dive into episode five later on tonight. Got a lot of things I want to watch. Um, the other recommendation I got that I didn't just watch, but I actually mentioned it on the podcast because I went and saw it in the theaters. But I figured I'd let everybody know because I just saw it when I was tossing on uh, Game of Thrones or House of the Dragon just now for my rewatch. I noticed that Barbarian is available on HBO for those of you guys that had HBO. I mentioned Barbarian. That's one of the movies I went and checked out in the theater by myself recently. Mm. And it was awesome. Hard for a horror movie to be really, really good nowadays, in my opinion. But this one knocked my socks right off. I thought it was fucking amazing. I can't wait to watch it again. So I'm probably going to dive into that at some point this weekend. But I saw it was on HBO and I got excited. I was like, hell yeah, let's go, baby. Love that. But go check that out if you have HBO. It was awesome. Total sleight of hand. Don't just just watch the trailer and don't do anything else. Don't look at anything. Just if you're gonna, you know what I mean. Is it like crazy scary? Like my, my girlfriend doesn't love like super scary. I'm not gonna. I'm well. I'm first off <laughs> the fact that I was watching it in the in the movie theater with basically myself. There was one other guy in there with me, and he was like three rows ahead. So I was virtually yeah. completely alone. True. I think did add a little bit to it. Um, but I definitely think that it was. It was pretty creepy. It yeah. was it was pretty friggin' creepy. Yeah, I'm interested. Yeah, it it starts off. You know what I mean. The, the burn comes like the, it's a burn. Like the beginning, you're you're on edge. You're on edge, but then you realize you were on edge about something that is not even close to what you should have been worrying about. And next thing you know, things are off the fucking rails, man. Cool. It's a movie. It's awesome. I love it. One of my favorite horror movies I've seen in a while. It's one of my favorite movies. I think I said on the on the review when I was giving it. Uh, but it was one of my favorite movies this year, regardless of. Any genre, you know what I mean? It was awesome. All right, I need to watch that one too. Yeah, HBO. HBO, it's ready to, ready to be watched. Yeah, yeah, go check that out. And uh, I think that's pretty much it for recommendations. Favorite, uh, what's it, Halloween? We don't talk before Halloween, right? I don't know. I, I, I did watch a horror Friday. movie. Which, which favorite, horror movie? favorite horror movie? Favorite horror movie. Which uh, your Halloween go-to wow, horror movie? throwing me on the spot. Jesus. Luke, how about you? You got one? That is tough too. Uh I would definitely say The Shining is up there. Love The Shining. That's a great pick. Yeah, but uh, it's a, good one. a little cliche a good, uh, too. But I feel like there's the ominous feeling it builds the whole time, and like the I don't know, you don't know what's coming next. There's also all sorts of crazy shit and supernatural. Nope, definitely. Without it being like I don't know, too horrifying of images or anything, you know, yeah. it's just that one's one's really pretty, creepy, pretty suspenseful. Yeah, for sure. I'd probably say, oh, like it sounds very generic. OG Halloween, gotta be it. OG Halloween. Yeah, I think right. just for the time that it came out and just like the the precedent that it set. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to double oh, yeah. check, but I think it's the Crazy first things. of the slasher films that came out. Pretty much um, between him, yeah. Freddy, and and uh, Jason. Oh, it was the first one of those three. Yeah. Yeah. That's so sure. I don't know. I just think the the like two years. precedent that it set, and at least the, we'll talk about it more on Friday. But I'll explain how much I enjoy it. But oh yeah, we definitely will. I love it. Have you seen Hereditary? 
I have a couple times. I think that one was really good too. I really like Hereditary. Creepy, 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 creepy. Hereditary also comes in here saying it's a horror movie, and let me tell you, the first hour of that movie is not horror; it's straight fucking depression. And what <laughs> yeah. it does is it takes your god down. Because next thing you know, you like while you're enjoying the story, it's super depressing. So next thing you know, you almost forget you're watching a horror movie, and now you just feel sad and you're like emotional. And the next thing you know, your god's down, and then they bring in the scares and the hour mark, and you're just like. You're yeah. freaking out. Yeah. You get, I can see what you mean, getting caught off guard. And they, they don't hold back once it starts getting right. supernatural. Yeah. It's like that, that first hour, man, is just like pretty sad. Yeah, it's like it's I said, it, just beat, it almost beat you down watching. Like, <laughs> I thought you were watching something scary. When's it going to get scary? I'm just sad right now. I want to cry. I know. But then it hits you, man, and it hits hard. That's all good picks. All, all, no, all good picks. The Shining's also, uh, that's a great um, like cold weather watch. Mm-hmm. Snow day, you know what I mean? Get the day off from work or from school, whatever it is. Yep. Blizzard conditions. Good one to toss on. Nice snowy movie. I agree. I agree. Uh, Stephen King's got a, quite a few of those. For sure. Famously hates that movie. Who does? Stephen King. Oh, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just Hated. the way that they did it, huh? Yeah, I guess they like the director and him just never saw like eye to eye as far as how like you know taking it from the book to the movie and he yeah he like notoriously just like hates it which is crazy because it's probably like his most successful one I'd say probably. Like Kubrick right. too. Was and it's Kubrick. Yeah. Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Ooh. Usually everybody loves. So yeah, like, he was like the like king alien, of his time. Alien, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, a lot of good shit. Yeah. Alien's a good pick. Good call. If I had to pick my go-to, I honestly, it's probably the original Scream for me. I've seen that movie a yeah, trillion times. I love a million, I love Scream. My newest one that I was late to the game on that I now watch like at least once a year, sometimes twice a year, is Trick or Treat. I fucking love that movie, man. <laughs> I fucking love that movie, dude. It's like, the, it's my, it's it's literally me in a movie. It's not like, it's like 15 stories. Have you ever seen it? I don't think so. It's like 15 small, not 15, it's like five or six little stories all taking place on the same Halloween night and then they all kind of like converge together. I like that. But it's like wildly bloody and wildly funny and wildly goofy, which is basically like what I like, what I love. It's exactly my kind of movie. It's, it's me if I made a movie. <laughs> all right. Uh, but I love it. So actually, there you go. There's, some, there's a whole bunch of free recommendations. Sweet. Uh, from there, let's go and talk uh, some news and some trailers. First thing I got down, Seth mentioned Black Adam last week. Black Adam, while not doing great with critics, is killing it amongst yeah. the uh, the commonest. Yeah. The U's and me's, the me's and U's. Doing wicked good. Testing at 90% on audience scores, which, I mean, that's really friggin' high. It's higher than the last couple of Marvel movies have done. You see the, the bigger news, too, today from a, a bigger landscape for DC movies? No. They gave James James Gunn the key to the kingdom. No, they fucking did not. Yeah. You're joking. No, they said, basically just said, like I said, James Gunn, here you go. Here's the DC universe. <laughs> you serious? Make it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is there so, Feige? That's crazy. I literally have been calling for that for years. I have like a trillion tweets. Well, actually not anymore because my Twitter got demolished by Twitter. Shout out Twitter. Now I have my new one that's got like 100 tweets on it. Over 10 years of my life poured into that account. It's fine. I'm not mad about it. <laughs> Uh, but I've been calling for James Gunn to get the keys to the kingdom for friggin' ever, man. If anyone can save it, it's him. I mean, Suicide Squad was one of my favorite movies. I think it was my third or fourth favorite movie last year. I loved Suicide Squad. Yeah. I can't believe I'm just hearing that now. That's crazy. He did Guardians and stuff, right? He did the two Guardians, yeah. Guardians 3 is his last one. Didn't he get kicked off of some movie? He got kicked off of Guardians, and then the whole cast, like, literally was like, well, we're not coming back if if it's not with him. Oh, okay. So Disney had their hands tied. They were like, all right, well, I guess he's coming back. All right, nice. I didn't realize that. I thought the cast didn't like him or something. All the way around. No. You know how much, like, that must feel awesome, man. That must feel, like, so freaking cool to have all these guys go to bat for you to that point where they're just like, nope. 
I mean, they're getting a bag. You know what I mean? Chris Pratt, especially Zoe Zaldana, Batista, even uh, Vin, Diesel, uh, Vin Diesel, Batista. It's true. They're all getting bags. Bradley Cooper. But I like friggin' I can't imagine just saying like, yeah, we're all walking if it's not with him. But goes to show. I mean, Peacemaker was awesome too. That's yeah, him. Yeah. The Peacemaker series was awesome. <laughs> Those are like my two favorite pieces of DC content right there, and they're both him. The Batman to some, but not to all. <laughs> yeah. The Batman was up there. I thought it was all right. I, I was a little bored, but a little. There were some good moments. <sighs> easy, easy. I'm still waiting to be woken up from that nap. Man. <laughs> Jesus Lord, have mercy. Um, but that's awesome. I can't believe I hadn't heard that. That's crazy. That, like TV that, shows. That just blew my whole movies. mind. My whole brain is like just destroyed now. Yeah. It's crazy. You name it. I mean, I'm not surprised. I, I feel like that had been rumored. I, I wasn't the only one that was calling for it. And like I said, if anyone can do it, it's going to be him, man. If he saves that universe, it'd be something to behold. Um, so, yeah, Black Adam, like we were saying. Tested really, really good amongst audiences. I have not seen it yet. I do want to see it. Um, it's just kind of a matter of, like, when I'll get over there to actually check it yeah, out. Time is a little brutal right now. Yeah, it certainly is. We have a lot of a lot of things planned on the Oasis right now. Then we got holidays coming up. The World Cup's coming up. We have all kinds of things coming up. But it looks pretty cool. I mean, it doesn't look terrible. The thing is, me, it's, it's DC. It's been in the making for, like, how many years does this movie get delayed? It got delayed, like, for five or six yeah, years. Yeah, I was going to say this has been going on for six years now. It, 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 like, took forever to get actually, like, made. I don't know. Critics, I never really like, agree with their opinion, especially when it comes to, like, comic book movies and stuff like that. I just feel like th this isn't for you guys. You know what I mean? It's not for you guys. It's not... Right. Not made for critics, right? So I have to follow all the same rules as a like, yeah cinematic masterpiece. Exactly, know. right? But I mean, at the same time, too, maybe it was a good thing that it was pushed off that far back because you know, what I mean, that was going on during like you know Superman versus Bat. That was that version of DC. True, Superman versus Batman. You know, all, they were all getting bad reps. So honestly, it might have been the best thing to happen to them. It might have been to not have it be delayed. You know, have it be delayed six months or six years. Yeah, yeah, it might have been, you know, you never know. I'm looking forward to checking it out whenever I do get around to it, but I always like The Rock, man. I'll watch the fucking People's Champ do anything. He's the Brahma Bull. I fucking, he, was my, he, was my, he was my childhood. <laughs> He's my adulthood. <laughs> my future. All right, I got a few trailers I wanted to talk about. The first one I didn't actually mention to you guys just because I don't think either one of you guys have seen Dark on Netflix, right? No. No. That's another language, right? Like crazy. It's uh, it's su it's sub. Uh, what do you call it? Not subtitled, but um, dubbed. Dubbed. But this one, like, so normally that shit pisses me off. Like even on that uh, that famous one that just went wicked. Squid Game. Squid Game. I didn't finish Squid Game. I only got to like episode four or five, and that was a big part of it for me. It was like, I can't, I I can't do it's these weird. voices and shit. I prefer subtitles <laughs> over dubbing. But. I do too. Which but. people kept telling me to do that, but Steph's not a big fan of sitting there and reading for like an hour, two hours at a time, and stuff like that. She'd rather just do like say like a movie where it's like ninety minutes and she's done, rather than like all right, every day this week we're gonna watch an episode. You're gonna read for an hour. She's like, fuck. She almost thinks it's like homework. You know? What I mean? Yeah, understand. Understandable. <laughs> yeah. If you're not that into it, especially. Yeah. Um. But this one, uh, the Dark Show, was dubbed, and I, I thought it was actually like really good. I kept saying too, is like, I don't know anything about the actual German language, like the German language at all. I don't know if it maybe is a little bit more similar to the actual like base that it, like English is, mm. because a lot of times like their like their mouth with the words weren't like say totally like desynced, or they would look like super super close. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. So I think that also might have helped. You know what I'm saying? But just the actual way that it was, it 
I never found myself like being annoyed by it or thrown off by it. I thought the voice actors were actually like good. I was gonna say that a lot of that has to do with the voice actors, like, right? In Squid Game, there are some kind of strange, like monotone guys. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's like my problem. Can throw you out of it. Um, but Dark was awesome. So the so the writers, the creators of that show, uh, they're doing their new show. It comes to Netflix on November seventeenth. It's called eighteen ninety nine. But the trailer just dropped for that. And I'm very excited for it. It's supposed to be along the similar kind of sci-fi, dealing a lot with time and how it works kind of a thing. Linear, can you go back in time? Things doomed to repeat itself. Can we change the future? Can we change the past? All this kind of shit like that. There's a lot of a lot of stuff like that. Very Christopher Nolan-esque almost, you know what I mean? You know how much Christopher Nolan likes to fuck with time. Yeah. Um, but the trailer just dropped for that. I thought it looked pretty cool. Um, I noticed that there was a lot of the same actors too. So, you know, like along the lines of like what American Horror Story does with a integrate new stories but with the same characters yep. kind of like that because I noticed a couple of the people were from the same like uh, from the same show like I said so that got me excited too cool. and then uh, yeah I think uh, what did I got the description I actually just wrote down but steamship is heading from London to New York and it gets caught up in a mystery when they find a second boat stranded at sea cool so I'm into that yeah and this is also going to be dubbed or it's dubbed okay. Netflix cool. yep same thing I think it's going to be like you know originally in German or whatever because they are the writers creators all that the actors and all stuff they're all German and stuff Cool. Um, but I'm very excited. Dark is one of my all-time, all-time favorite shows. It's incredible, wildly, wildly addicting. It's just like I feel like, especially for someone like you, who yeah. like puzzles and stuff like that. It does sound perfect. You just, yeah, yeah, you just trying to, and your your brain's going like just going crazy. You know what I yeah. mean? It's just like, all right, could this? Could this, how do we? You yeah. like that crazy gift there from Always Sunny? You know what I mean? Yeah. You're throwing on the whiteboard, your fucking hands pulled out. Yeah, <laughs> you're just losing your shit. For sure. It's fucking... Yeah, it's my, my style, for sure. Yeah. And we're like, well, you have to watch it a couple times to, to I've, grasp uh, it all the way. I've only watched... I've only watched the whole thing th- of Dark, like the whole thing through once, and then I've watched the first season a second time over once I finished, which I did enjoy watching it a second time because it was like... A, a lot of things seemed a lot more almost like right there and in front of your face kind of. Oh, yeah. So I was like, all right, this is good to watch. Like, I like it. I like the... You're able to pick up on things a lot easier, but... It's it's a wildly fun show, cool. wildly fun. But that's coming, like yeah. I said, November seventeenth. This other show is not related to Dark. No, it's supposed cool. to just be its own separate thing. As so far I'll, as I I'll, know, I'll watch this when it comes out, and then hope that, hopefully that'll get me interested in Dark. I like oh, it. That's, that's the plan. There you go. There you go. Let's do it. But yeah, it looks cool. And even uh, I noticed there was some like you know, kind of like I don't know, like storms at sea kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like a fucking tornado at sea kind of thing with like all the water spiraling. Like, look, and I was watching like, oh yeah, I was like, this looks pretty cool. I was like, we didn't do too much CGI stuff in dark, but I was like, we probably gave these guys a little bit of a budget after how well it did. I was like, we're pulling out some more stops. I was like, this looks cool. This looks cool. You know what I mean? Because while dark is CGI, I mean like uh, sci-fi, it's not like, you know what I mean? It's not like spaceships and explosions and stuff. It's just like, Right. Crazy shit, you know what I mean? Messing with time. Not, yeah. Right, yeah. But they do it all in a grounded way. They, like, fucking caves and stuff like that, you know. So, it's not, like I said, it's not all the CGI cost, but it seems like they get a little bit moony from this uh, from the success of that show. Because people love it, man. People love it. It's a great thing about Netflix. A lot of uh, a lot of unique projects getting getting some good funding. Mm-hmm. They, they miss on a lot of stuff, but they make some really cool shit, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they can't hit on everything. Not everything is for going to be for everybody. You know what I mean? You just scroll to what you like. But I, there's been a there's so much Netflix stuff that I people say that all the time that they think that Netflix has been like going like downhill from what it used to be. And I was just like, I, 
what are you talking about? I was like, what? I literally don't even understand what you're saying. I was like, from when they used to like mail you DVDs? Yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? I think it's just because like, they don't have stuff from back in the day. You know what I mean? I think they're coming out with a that? lot more original stuff. Yeah, yeah they are doing a lot more original like, like the office was on there and stuff, yeah. you know? Well, that happened because of Peacock, obviously. Yeah. They own, NBC owns the office, so obviously yeah. they're going to use their own. I think that's people's philosophy program. is going downhill because they're not having shows from Old school stuff? Yeah, you could be right. Anymore. Yeah. So you got freaking Stranger Things, you got freaking Cobra Kai, you got, I mean, there's so many bangers. Yeah, Peaky Blinders. Yep. And, all of the, uh, the whole Mike Flanagan universe, which is all those shows that I've been talking about in this show, The Haunting of Hill House, yeah, The Haunting, Haunting of Blind Manor, Midnight yeah. Mass, uh, Midnight Club, all bangers. Yeah. All bangers. Yeah, a million good shows. Yeah, lots of it, lots of it. And, but yeah, that is part of it is that they're, all these other companies are getting their own streaming services and taking a lot of the, their own content back. And so... Yep. That's what it's kind of reduced to is yeah. whoever can make the continue to make the best stuff. We're literally just going back to cable. We're just literally just we, yeah, go, we went forward to just go backwards. Now we're just going to end up being playing cable bills again, basically. Yeah, we don't have thirty channels anymore. We have thirty apps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're paying for each one individually, so it's going to yeah. end up being the same thing. <laughs> um, the next one that I wanted to get into is one that I am very, very, very excited about. It's from a universe that I love, thanks to my mom. Shout out Patty Souls. She is one of the biggest Rocky Balboa fans I have ever met in my entire life. She loves Rocky Balboa. She loves Sylvester Stallone. So she got me into those Rocky movies when I was real young. I've been watching those things since I've had, like, you know, brain function, I feel like. I didn't know that about her. That's awesome. That's yeah. A good good uh, series to choose to hang on to. I like Definitely. It. Yeah. Yeah. She loves a lot of the... A lot of the good... My mom's got... My mom's got some pretty damn good taste, if I say so myself. It's fucking... <laughs> way better than my fucking dad's, man. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Trying to sports pick a movies. movie for that guy is like a friggin' nightmare. He asked me that the other day. He's like, can you give me a movie? I was like, you don't like anything. Which actually, they ended up watching one that I kept telling them to, and I didn't even think of it yesterday, which was Elvis, and they really liked it. So I was like, I told you, Elvis was bomb. Check it out. Elvis right. was really good, man. The fucking performances in that movie were awesome. And that kid, the kid that played Elvis, Austin Butler, was friggin' fantastic, too. He's coming to Dune 2. Oh, Dune 2 is going to be amazing. That will be so good. But uh, <laughs> back to where we were. Uh, we got the trailer for Creed 3. Which, unfortunately, though we do love Rocky Balboa and Sly Stallone, this is going to be the first one of these movies where he is not in. He's out of the universe on this one. He is not going to be a part of it, which is sad. You know what I mean? What, is, what are these movies without Rocky Balboa? Yeah. This is the first time. First time, yeah. yeah. He was obviously, he was training uh, Adonis Creed, Michael B. Jordan's character, in the first yeah. two movies. Right, he's the main characters and everything. Yep. But uh, now he's, not, yeah, he's not in this one. I know that they had, there was some falling out between him and I think it was either the studio heads or the script writer. It was somebody closer to the top. And they had, you know, a falling out basically as far as I think the script and storylines and stuff like that. And Sly was like, I'm good. Uh, I've, you know, I've done enough. I got my hands in enough projects right now. I'm, I'm all set. Which, you know, is sad. Which that kind of threw me off guard actually when this trailer dropped. I was a little bit nervous in that sense. I was like, oh shit, like Rocky without, you know, what's Creed without Rocky? Creed, you know. Right. But this trailer looks sick. It did look <laughs> <Yeah>. really good. <laughs> I got wicked excited right away. This movie, so this movie was supposed to come out. This fall, I think it was supposed to come out like November, might have been November 3rd, don't quote me on that, but it, you know, ended up getting pushed back a little bit, and I think that they just did it basically to like clean up little things, it seemed like, not like 
there wasn't like any like big. I don't think there was any too big like reshoots or anything like that. I think they was kind of just taking a little bit more time in post production than they expected, so they pushed. And I've now heard. I was reading about it today that they have now been doing like those very first screeners to like you know trial audiences and stuff, where they just like personally invite like you know a hundred people to come and watch the movie. And the scores are like as through the roof as they've been all year long. They're saying like it's like basically like a hundred percent every single person that's come out said wicked crowd pleasing movie like wasn't what they expected but was perfect like just it was it was awesome so i was like all right that to me i was like maybe fucking adonis loses in this one you know what i mean because we got jonathan majors coming in he's based off who, he's, who he look how he looks For real. <laughs> dude, he might be in trouble know, he's a tank yeah we got jonathan majors who you guys might know as king and loki is going to be we're going to be talking about him more in a second because he's going to be in the ant-man movie uh, but he's got this role as well. He's going to be kind of playing the um, the bad guy, if you will. The guy that Adonis is going to be fighting. And he looked like, I mean, yoked, just fucking huge, man. Beast. Seriously. I know, like, his character is like, so if in the trailer you see, he's like just coming out of jail. So obviously he's been getting, had plenty of time to freaking work out and shit and get those reps in. But, and obviously probably plenty of time to pick some fights and fucking throw hands and stuff. Right. But apparently him and Adonis, they grew up together. They haven't seen each other in a long time. I think he was in jail for like 18 years or something like that, they said. So now he's fresh on the outs. And he's trying to get back into the ring. And then next thing you know, it's going to be him versus Adonis. But, I mean, my God, dude. Kang looks huge in this. I couldn't believe it. I was like, holy shit. If he's coming like that in the, Avan- in the like Ant-Man and Avengers movie, too, I was like, Avengers better watch out, bro. Right. He's going to snap you. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Not no Thanos now. He's going to snap you. I love the, uh, it seems like like an original storyline, too. Like, when I saw him the first time I saw the trailer, I was like, because, you know, he just faced uh, Ivan Drago's son. Like, right. I was kind of thinking, is this Clubber Lang's son? You know what I mean? Like, they just, like, kind of refreshing the same thing over and over. But yep. it looks like this is, like, an original character, original storyline. So I like that they're kind of branching out. They're not just... Going Recycling. going back to who did Rocky face? All right, now it's now it's his son facing yeah, no, Creed. I, I think that's a good call. It's actually like uh, you said in the second one, you're fighting somebody from Rocky's past. Now we're fighting somebody from from yeah, Creed's past. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. So now it's the other, other side of the coin on this one. But uh, looks awesome. Michael B. Jordan is going to be making his uh, directorial debut in this as well. So that's another thing. While this trailer looks awesome. The test scores are good, so that's a good thing. But I was going to say anybody can make a good trailer, but it seems like this isn't just a good trailer. It seems like it's going to be a good movie. So it does look good, yeah. Uh, kind of get the, the black, like same vibes that I got from Black Panther, where you're kind of rooting for the villain a little bit. Like you kind of see where he's coming from, yeah. And he's such a badass, that yeah. You like kind of, I don't know, you, you don't know he what side to pick. Awesome, almost, yeah. In Black Panther, I'm gonna have to watch that like this week because that's only uh, that's a week from Friday. That's right. so soon. Oh my god. Right. Yeah, we see in the trailer that he he kind of took the hit for. Right. For, yep. Yep. And yep. Like took, went to jail for 15 years or 18 years. Yeah. Or something, something like that. It was I think some teen. And so you know, as a viewer, he, he does kind of owe him in a lot of ways. Yeah. And like I don't know, you, you don't really know who to side with and something like that. Right? Which in the trailer you definitely pick up on a little yeah. bit. It seems like the people around him are kind of like, yo, why you don't owe this guy nothing kind of thing. But they weren't there. You know what I mean? They didn't take the fall for him. So it's it's different. You know, you haven't been around the whole time. Right. So Adonis trying to keep up that loyalty, which I respect. I'm all about loyalty. I'm the most loyal guy you'll ever meet. Loyal to a damn fault, which is why I've been posting all over the place that Tom Brady's still going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Always believe. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I never lose faith in my guy, man. I don't know. I believe, yeah. I do. Uh, we'll talk on uh, Friday after we play Thursday night, which sucks. Nothing like getting your ass kicked by Carolina and then say, hey, let's go turn around and play on Thursday night against Baltimore. Yeah, no. Yeah! Yeah. Sick. Baltimore coming off of a rough couple of weeks, too. And like, True. So True. they're going to be coming this back hope. pissed. Yeah. This hope. There's always hope. There's always hope when you have Tom. 
Yeah, I, I believe. <laughs> I believe. He's going through some shit right now. It's a tough time for Tom. He sure is. He sure is. Antonio Brown just will not let off that guy either, man. Did you see the, uh, the post the other day? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> he put his face on, like, Tom Brady. Like, he, like, just photoshopped his face of Tom Brady on the field with Giselle, like, wrapped around. What? When he was, like, leaving the field, too. Remember when he was leaving the Jets? He put Tom Brady's face over them, like, throwing out the deuces, leaving the stadium. Man's lost his mind. He really, he really has. Not that he ever really had it to begin with, but my God. Didn't Tom let... Antonio Brown like lived with him for months. And, like, That's right. Basically, let him sleep on his freaking couch, vouch for him, and nobody yeah. else would. Probably in his own master bedroom, like, <laughs> on his couch. He has like his own wing, probably guest house. No kidding. Yeah, man. You know Thanks. that's how you know the guy's crazy. Yeah, he's he's not having the best couple months either. No, no. But now he's putting Tom through the ringham, and Tom's already going through the ringham. We don't need this. AB, go fucking go go on a boat or something. Just sail off. Go do some AB things. Right. Get out of here. Just alone. Uh, but yeah, so that's Creed 3. That's coming uh, the spring. I didn't actually write down the date, which is unlike me. I almost always do. But that's coming, uh, it's this spring. So be on the lookout for that. I'm very excited. And then, like we just talked about a little bit, uh, the last one is going to be the Ant-Man Quantumania, tra- uh, Quantumania trailer, which just dropped as well. March 3rd, by the way, before we get into that. Oh, March 3rd to Creed 3? Lovely. Thank you, producer. 3-3. See that? Mitts on the ones and twos, ladies and gentlemen. 3-3. There you go. I like that. That's soon, man. That'll be here before you know it. It's... Yeah. It's like those people. That's like, see, that's a total opposite. I hear, well, granted, it's only a couple months away, but I hear Monster, and I'm like, oh wow, like that's you got like, holidays, you got the World Cup, you got this show, you got Mandalorian, you got The Last of Us. I'm like, Monster's gonna be here in freaking no time. Next thing you know, not the next thing you know, but then you got people like, we have to wait two years for the next season, of House of the Dragon. It's like, do you really want to rush this shit, people? Are you guys that over what just happened in our lives? All the suffering and loss and anger that we felt, and now we want to just rush out seasons? It's like, two years is no time at all. Two years is no time. It'll blink and it'll be over. They they haven't even started filming. Like, how are they going to do it? They're going to do it faster? They're going to film the whole show. They got to go through post. They got to fucking promote. What do you mean? Two years is nothing. Preach. I'd rather them take fucking three or four years and make a damn good fucking show. Don't make it end so bad and then we won't have to want it to rush back. But we'll, we'll save that. We'll save that for Big later. Big Big we'll save it for later. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, the Ant-Man Quantumania trailer. Uh, very different from the one that got leaked a couple of weeks ago from Comic-Con. Definitely very, very different. Uh, this one had a little bit more... Actually, no, I guess they both had pretty ominous vibes, but... Uh, this one was pretty interesting. I, I liked it. Very, uh, a couple of things that I took away. The first off was that uh, Catherine Newton, who's going to be the daughter of Cassandra Lang. She's like one of the only recasts that we've had. Very few in the MCU. Very few. Yeah. Uh, what was she doing that she can't Don, reprise that role? <laughs> like, yeah. I, like, I, what, she, what do you got going on? She's been in a couple things that I've liked, but not like enough where I thought they would recast. She was in the uh, the Detective Pikachu movie, which I actually loved. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> I don't know if either you guys saw that. No? no? I haven't seen it. Oh, either. man, dude. Ryan Reynolds is like voice Pokemon. Pikachu. I love some Pokemon, but... It's like, uh, what do you call it? Like the real life CGI shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I thought, wasn't yeah, it, Sonic was. Wasn't yeah, it very controversial, though, like that he was talking... He's supposed, to, he's supposed to say Pika P. I don't care. No, Ryan Reynolds can do whatever he wants to do. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds' uh, Pikachu was hilarious. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Um, but she was in that, That's which, startling, like so. I said, I enjoy. I liked that movie. I was a Pokemon fan growing up, and then I watched it, and like I said, I'm a huge, like, I love Ryan Reynolds. And it's just, he just is Ryan Reynolds. As long as he does the Ryan Reynolds thing, it's always funny. But now he just does it as Pikachu. It's fucking hilarious. I thought right. it was hysterical. She's in that. And then she was in uh, that movie Freaky that I thought was pretty good, too, with Vince Vaughn. 
the Halloween one from like a couple of years ago where her and Vince Vaughn like mm. switch places. Oh, yeah. She's like a high school girl and Vince Vaughn's a serial killer and they like Freaky Friday basically. Nice. <laughs> uh, it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. One of the last things that Vince Vaughn's done where I've actually said, hey, that was actually good. I feel like everything that Vince Vaughn's in lately, I'm just like, what are you, why are you doing this? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> why are you so sad? <laughs> yeah, he hasn't been uh, finding the best roles for sure. I think comedians are just all struggling right now. Seth Rogen's been doing a bunch of weird shit. Everyone's been doing weird shit. Comedians can't do comedy. You know what I mean? It's a weird time with the fucking PC culture. It's crazy. I know this was like a while ago now, but I think he was in Dunkirk maybe. Or no, he was... Uh, something similar to that? Yeah, the one with uh, Andrew Garfield. Oh, uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. yeah. And I thought he was really good in that. He was like a lieutenant. Yeah, 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 yeah. he was good. That's yeah. right, good call. That's right, I actually... Got the movie wrong, but... Thank you, thank you, Mitch. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> movie. <laughs> Nominee for Best Picture. But, yeah, that was ten, five, ten years ago at this point, probably. So. Nominee for Best Picture. 2014? That's a guess. 2015, 2014, 2015? that's about right. It's a guess. Five to ten. But the other thing I took away was that the visuals from it to me like really resembled a couple of different scenes from the Loki series and then big time like Guardians of the Galaxy vibes too to me. Kind yeah, of like with the, the costumes even. Yeah. Because everyone's in you know space and stuff. More like, you know, wild costumes, colorful, very flashy and, you know, creative shit. All of that stuff I kind of took away. And then like I said, some of the the settings reminded me of some some of the Loki settings kind mm, of. Yeah. So, and it's kind of multi the multiverse some stuff too. Yeah, yeah. But Loki obviously more. that's where Loki like we just met King in Loki. Right, He's doing idea. multiverse shit. So I wouldn't be surprised if Loki maybe pops up in this, not like you know as even a cameo maybe. Mm-hmm. They're traveling through friggin' some portal and yeah. next thing you know there's Loki, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Or maybe some of the other Lokis. Yeah, exactly. Some of the other Lokis, perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Easily. Um I actually saw one thing online that the scene there from the closing of Loki where like they leave and it's the new uh, the new TVA but it's like in like some kind of like crazy city basically looking kind of mm-hmm. thing they were saying that it looked similar to a couple of the visuals from that nice so I was like alright that works and then you have all those I have no idea if there's a connection there's only so many things I guess you can do but all those rings that kept floating around came. that's what I was gonna say that was the biggest thing I took away from that I, I think that's I don't know if it's supposed to Shang-Chi's rings but I think there's some kind of connection where that's Ultimately, what okay. I think what I think he needs Ant Man for is to help him get his time share, right? Yep. What, but I I think like I think Shang Chi's rings, or I might be I saw a couple things about uh, about Miss Marvel, her bangle, yeah, that, that being too. one, yeah. So yeah, that was the biggest takeaway I had was that there's some kind of connection with the rings, regardless of like I don't know what aspect it's at. That makes sense. And and Kang is asking. Ant Man to help him with some kind of, some kind of time heist again, right? It seems that yeah. way, yeah. yeah. But very, you know, ominously, very yeah. like you know, help me or you're gonna die, <laughs> right? I just killed every other Avenger in every other timeline. And yeah, then, that's yeah. that we saw in the leaked one, which we didn't bring up just because it was leaked and we didn't want to ruin anything, and it was tough to see, you know what I mean? So I was just like, let's just skip it for the show. But like you were kind of hinting at at the end there, Kang is like, uh, he's like, have I killed you before? And Ant Man's just like perplexed by the question because it's it is a weird question he's just like what you know what i mean he's just like you know it's hard to keep track with all you avengers i've killed you all so many times kind of a thing and right he's like, oh shit <laughs> oh fuck i know this guy knows what he's doing for real not and the same <laughs> king that we saw in loki for sure no that's true definitely yeah. a different variant this is going to be more of that king the conqueror you know what i mean for sure the only yeah. thing i'm a little nervous about is that i i i hope it's not kind of like a repeat of like, I don't want him going after, like, objects to get more power. Like how Thanos was with the Infinity Stones. 
You know what I mean? It kind of seems like the it's not repeating itself. I get him you. wanting to get objects to gain more power, but like you said, that time chair is his whole bag. That though, seems basically. to be his that's kind of his whole bag. Yeah. So like I, I don't know. Like it's, that's the only thing I hope not. I hope that doesn't happen. Is that we're not just going over objects for him to get more power, like they're Infinity Stones, like what Thanos was going after. You know. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think that's kind of gonna be that might be where we're trying to. Yeah. But the com- like I don't know, at the same time the combination of him and then Doctor Doom coming down the lot like. Marvel looks pretty fucking good right now. Like, the main stories. Yeah, Doctor Doom's supposed to be appearing in uh, Black Panther next week. Let's go. Yeah. I don't know anything about him. No? He's a badass. (laughs) (laughs) He's a certified fucking G. (laughs) You guys know him from from Laura? Mostly from Fantastic Four. Uh, Uh, He's like, he's a big, big, he's like one of their, like, the mainest villains, I would say, him and Silver Surfer, probably. Um, Yeah, I I thought it's the most recent. Galactus, yeah. Fantastic Four. Oh, actually, I got you. Good call, sir. Um, but yeah, no, that's very exciting. It's going to be the first movie that we've seen King and Loki, but that was obviously only for one episode. You know what I mean? Just a little taste. This is going to be the first time we really have him featured on the big screen. Right. Main villain kind of a thing. Because he is like the main bad guy for this movie. There's no one else kind of sprinkled in, at least that we know of. So, Right. Very, uh, very interesting. Strange of these. Sorry, I didn't cut you off. Did you see the poster too? The poster is one of the coolest posters I've seen in Marvel. It's it's just a big picture of Kang, and he's got his so. he's got his like his hand out, yep, and like Ant Man and the Wasp are right on like his like middle finger, oh, that's just cool. about. Hmm. And it's a huge picture of Kang. I don't know, it looks pretty cool. Pretty cool. That is good. Pretty cool. What were you just gonna add? Just that it's weird that he um, is still like asking Ant Man for help in a way. You know, like why if he's so powerful and he needs well this specialized guy with just weird technology. You know. I think if you go back and watch the Loki finale again, I think that can probably answer your question right there because he's not—he's not all and powerful. As he's just a human, he's just a guy. You know what I mean? But he is a brilliant mind, and he's from a future age, and where he's able to come back with all this advanced technology and basically make himself into a supreme being. So I think we're going to see some of that along this build-up, kind of. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's kind of exactly what he hinted at, like in Loki. Mm-hmm. I love that finale. I've seen that finale like. Four or five times. Yeah. That finale is fucking so wild, good. man. And I think that I think there's going to be like a time and, you know, whatever it is, maybe like five years or something like that, where you'll be able to go back after we've seen all these movies and you'll be able to go back to that finale and you'll be like, he literally told us he every single whole- thing that was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. But I um, like, so was- like Iron Man was the same thing too with uh, Age of Ultron. Then it was like, oh, had like the dream. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you can kind of have the same kind of connection with that, hopefully. One day with the end of that that finale, still people constantly rumoring about Tony Stark coming back. Now's the best time. Multiverses, mm-hmm. right? Are they basically saying that the multiverse is the same as the quantum realm, or like I don't know? It seems like they're crossing over a lot in these two things. It does seem like they're crossing over. I don't know. I feel like the quantum realm is what? So it's like it's supposed to be just so like super small. Yeah, it's like the most microscopic. But then why is Kang chilling in there? Like. And I don't know. And it's like you said, it looks more like Loki than. I think the only way they could explain mm-hmm. it would be the, the quantum one would be like the underworld, whereas the multiverse would be like the outer world. Does that like does that make any sense? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, or maybe he's like hiding there. Like he's not only is he in a weird specific timeline, but he's also in the microverse of that timeline. Like, yeah, know. is he just like wicked deep in there? I don't know. Well, can you we'll even, see. like, be, like, in the... You're not, like, in the multiverse, though. Like, the multiverse isn't... The multiverse is, like, a term for, like, the multiply of universes. Mm. 
You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just like the multiverse isn't like a right. universe. It means that there is now a break it's like and the there's timeline. trillions. Right, right there's yeah. exactly. It's just, we went from timeline to timelines. Right. It's just strange the similarities between the two. It's, yeah. It's, I don't know. Right. I'll see if they cross it over somehow if they're connected. Yeah, I'm sure we will. Because I mean, just mean, I don't, I guess, so I mean, wouldn't that just be like there are multiple quantum realms? You would think. Right. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a fucking another whiteboard, another whiteboard scenario. Yeah. Yep. But definitely looks pretty cool. Uh, I'm excited to see it. That's coming fucking quick too. That's what January, right? January, February. I thought it was February. February. That's uh, that's the next one after Black Panther, though. It's going to be kicking off Phase Five. Yeah. That's the next project we have after Black Panther. We don't have anything. Oh, actually, that's not true. We got the freaking Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, we baby. Do. Yeah. Cool. Can't wait for that. Yep. Definitely going to be a comedy-based thing, probably, right? Yeah, James Gunn said that, like, it's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be, basically, he <laughs> said it's going to be a good thing. You're gonna, you guys going to like it. But it's supposed to basically tie from, like, two to three, basically, like, kind of perfectly. Like, kind of fill a little gap if there was going to be, say, any kind of a time jump. Cool. This would just fill that void, basically, perfectly. And, you know, it'll lead off right into Guardians 3. Pretty that's smart. It. Pretty smart making a Christmas theme thing. Yeah, just to rewatch every year for every Marvel fan. Exactly, know? and like Genius. we've been saying, the friggin' short, like the short view, the specials. I, I think just that's gonna be the way to go. Did. Yeah, I think that's gonna be the way to go. I'm gonna watch that again. I think in the next couple of days before Halloween pops. I watched that on your recommendation too. Did you? Did you like it? I liked it. Yeah, it was cool. No, it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, the ending was kind of like abrupt and like. Uh, like I don't know. the ending was good, and then they just kind of like have the campfire, and it just ends. Like, yeah, I like how they went to call so for the campfire. They definitely want leave you wanting I more. That. Yeah, I liked that a lot actually. Just kind of showed a different vibe change now. You know what I mean? It's like okay, now we're kind of back into the regular MCU kind of. Yeah, I liked it. I, yeah, I'm interested to see how it connects in any way. So, yeah, that guy's going to be coming. I, I, I have to imagine he would play into the Blade movie at some point. Or no, the Blade universe, I would imagine, right? Whatever, Whatever they vampires. can figure out the fuck out. Uh, yeah. Actually, I was telling Steph, I was like, uh, last night, going back to Gangs of London for a second, the main character in that guy is a main, I don't know his real name, the actor's name, the guy's name's Elliot in the show. If Mahershala Ali drops out, I was saying, I was like, this guy, <laughs> this guy can play Blade for me any day of the week because this guy's a certified badass, man. I love him. He's a gangster in that show. He's uh, he's like the main John Wick kind of guy. He's like a old special forces and shit, but now he does kind of all kinds of fucking... Here we go. Oh, man, it's awesome. I saw in one part of that show, I think it's like episodes early on, but he like kills two guys in a bar fight with a pencil. The same pencil. <laughs> Want to see a magic trick? Yeah. <laughs> right, right, the John it's, Wick. It's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. John Wick does that too. Does he? Yeah. yeah they might have, so you know what? That might have been almost like a direct call to that. Right. <laughs> I've only seen the first one and the second one once, and I've never seen the third one. John Wick? Yeah. It's, it's worth it. Yeah, I got to check that out. Really I liked the first two. It's just I feel like you kind of, you know, if I'm in the mood for it, it's, that's when right. I like, put it on. It's like I know what I'm getting myself into, basically. You yeah. know what I mean? Exactly. If I yeah. want to just sit down and just be like, holy shit, this is cool for two hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like eight eight minute rampages. Yeah. Just, yeah. I think he has like 400 kills in that movie. <laughs> it's, it's really so, have you ever seen any of those? Uh-huh. No. No? It's worth, worth a look for sure. Yeah, they're uh, they're pretty entertaining. I'm I, I hadn't watched them until like three or four years ago. Maybe right before three came out, and then I watched watched. I know he loves his dog. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you fucking killed my dog. Sad. Yeah. Keanu's the man. I love Keanu. He's one of the freaking most like beloved people on the planet. I feel like too. Yeah, seems like a good dude. Yeah, and you can like if you just like Google like I don't know like good things in Keanu Reeves. There's just like billions of articles where he just yeah. went out of his way to be the man for no reason. There's something from Matrix where he uh, I think he like donated most of his earnings to like all the 
um, on oh, the crew or something. Yeah, or yeah, like, yes. Did some like crazy gift to all of them. Like, I don't know, bought them all cars or something. I don't know, something wild. Yeah, I, I do feel like I remember what you're talking about. Something and, like that. And, yeah, Quarterback line, the... his offensive lineman watches, you know what I mean, at the end of the season. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I do remember something like that. Uh, but anything else from the, uh, the Ant-Man trailer? That was pretty much it for me. I thought I could think of... No? I love the music, too. Elton Yo- John. Yobic wrote, yeah, I don't know. Right. Very was cool a, touch. Was a nice touch. Yeah, that was a good like, touch. You're right. That was one thing I was... A huge step with, with the music, too. Like yeah. The Wakanda trailer, the first Wakanda trailer. Yep. Yellow Brick Road. I, I really liked it, too. Actually, yeah, that's a good call. I'm wondering what uh, Black Panther 2 is going to do with the soundtrack, because Kendrick did the whole first soundtrack. If they could just do the music from the first trailer, <laughs> like just do that the <laughs> entire time, that was fucking awesome. Then yeah. No Woman with No Cry, and then with Kendrick uh, Lamar, that was awesome. Yeah, Kendrick did that whole first soundtrack. Yeah, that was. Uh, I was gonna say that for the um, for this trailer, it, it does have a lot of Wizard of Oz vibes. I was watching a couple videos on it. Wizard of Oz vibes. Huh? So they were saying, uh, yeah, the song is "Goodbye Yellow Brick Road" by Elton John. Okay. Um, also in that show, Werewolf by Night. Yeah. And it ends with somewhere over the Rainbow. Judy Garland singing "Somewhere Over the Rainbow" and it going from like black and white to like totally right. filling the screen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then also in Loki. Kang was like the literal like man behind the curtain for like the entire TVA, right? He was yep. everybody was a puppet. He was just like the dude chilling, like, what's up, guys? Yeah, like it's a great point. I'm watching you do all this shit. Wow. Very much like Wizard of Ozzy. Wow. I like it. Yeah, not my not my thing, but I No, nah, it's a good call. Yeah, nice little research the, right there. Yeah. Pretty, I never pretty cool. Found that. I like that. Pretty cool. I think Bill Murray's character too kinda has I, yeah, yeah. some Wizard of Oz vibes to him a little bit. He certainly yeah. does. So what do you call it? The guy that works at Oz. What uh, what's that little, the little dude that, that guy like the munchkin? Yeah, that's what he reminds <laughs> me of in that with that blue jacket <laughs> is and shit. There's a lot of munchkins though. Cue ball head. Yeah. Where he's crying when they don't let him in. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like Dorothy starts talking and then he's just like bawling his eyes out. All right, all right, all right, I'll let you in. Good times. I love Good that times. movie. I love that. I fucking love so Wizard of Oz. Oh my God. One of the most ridiculous things I've ever had to sit through. <laughs> I liked it when I was little. Come on. But it is like an acid trip. If it is it an yeah. acid trip. <laughs> Which I think is what actually happens. Like, I don't know. I think that's probably what it actually is about. <laughs> honestly. Probably, yeah. Or she hits her head and has a crazy trippy dream or I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's what ends up happening in the end. She wakes up. That's what, yeah. That's probably what all it is in general. Craziness. Maybe she got some shrooms, you know? Maybe. Nothing wrong. A little magical fun guy, baby. <laughs> exactly. Gross from the earth. Can't be that bad for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, with that, though, I think that's going to wrap up our news and shit, and we're going to dive on into our recaps now, yes? Yep. Do All it. right, let's do it. We're going to start off with Andor. We'll treat House of the Dragon as the, the queen that it is. We'll put it dead last. Uh, and we will do Andor, episode number seven, The Announcement. This is a good one. I like this one. Yeah, that was good. I agree. This one um, didn't feel like the... So like we talked episodes one through three very much felt like one arc. Four through six very much felt like one arc. I didn't... Get this like this vibe as much from this one. It didn't look like we were setting up the next heist or the next issue that we were trying to overcome. Right. This one was more like seems like short story kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think we were setting up one thing, and it was just the the next like big villain in uh, not the Star Wars universe, but for this show. I think it had a nice nice step forward for like the main villain of the show. Okay. Which I thought it did. Which is going to be who? The I can't think of the, the girl's name. Oh, Deidre. Yeah, Deidre. Oh, uh, yeah, a nice like nice step forward for her. Okay, I think, I think it had more of a took on more of a character role for her to be the. Like I said, like Star Wars universe is a, is an overstatement, but 
No, for I know this, what you're for saying. For this show, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, she took a nice step forward to be the main villain of it. She freaking verbally bodied that dude in the yeah, freaking yeah. <laughs> front of everybody. Yeah, she wrecked him. Yeah. She absolutely just gave him the business, man. Um, but this episode, like I said, I liked that it was a little bit more, almost a little bit more of a Mando vibe, like I said, where it's a little bit more open and closed and it's not so much like lead off to something else next week that's going to be tied directly to this, a little bit more short story. Yeah. I liked this vibe a little bit more. I agree. Um, but I for think, our purposes uh, too. Yeah. 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 For real. Good call. Definitely. Um, but I, I like this one. Let's dive in. Uh, we open up, we see that Ramsey Bowen, AKA, uh, civil, right? Civil. Yeah. Civil. He's Ramsey. But for anybody that might be new, who's never watched the other ones, Ramsey, Civil. I'll, I'll try to refresh all the nicknames that we got going on. Uh, yeah. I have in my in my notes says Ramsey. Now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's yes, how, that's how we're talking about. Him, so. You just autocorrect it, like just every time you put Civil, it's Ramsey. Now. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but he's still at home with his mom. He's still looking depressed as shit. He is uh, just kind of beating himself up, it looks like. He just looks like he's depressed as hell. Mm-hmm. And he's apparently getting ready for a job interview, and mom is back on him, giving him more shit right away. This is how you're dressed. Talk some shit about his collar. Yeah. She's like, what's wrong with my collar? She's like, it seems like you're just begging for attention, basically. Like, you're an attention hole with that kind of thing. Yeah, he tailored that one again. Put a higher collar on it. Yep, yep. Always trying to dress a little bit fancier than the next guy. Look at me, look at me. Right. But you can tell he's just wants to get out of this fucking house so bad. You can just see it. You can, he's just he's like, this is why I left. You're killing me from the inside. Yeah. You're killing my will to live. You can see it in his eyes. He's sad. <laughs> yeah. Looking longingly out the window. Like, Yeah, for real. <laughs> Someone save me, please. Yeah. Uh, and then the, uh, I don't know if it's a radio, a TV, or whatever that they have in Star Wars. Yeah, it's something that's playing loud. They don't show it. I was waiting for it to, to see what it was. I assume it's a radio or a television, something like that. Yeah. But, I think it'd be a... <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to get off track, but just like a newsroom of just like an alien, like a Star Wars alien reading the news. <laughs> yeah. would just Ron be Burgundy alien fucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, that, now that's a show I could get into. And now for sports, we I go. Could, <laughs> I could get into Anchorman meets Star Wars all day. Um, but there's going to be a news reporter that's going to come on. And he's going to start talking about the heist job that just happened on Aldani. So yep. kind of ears perked up and he's just got to be like, ah, shit, this seems like another another stone for the rebellion kind of thing. So could it be his guys? Could it be more Cassie and Andor? Who knows? But we'll see. We go to the Empire. We see Deidre, who apparently is going to be pretty big bad, which I'm getting the vibe that she was, but I didn't know she was going to be like a big, big bad. That's, I like that, though. Kind of for this, this show. I, was, I think so. I was still hoping she might be good. Uh-uh. I was getting some vibes oh, like she might be. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would I hate that. To be I don't honest. think yeah. I was. I don't. I, Ramsey's the one who I still see as one who yeah. might be the turncoat. Yeah, 100%. yeah. by the you end of this so episode, yeah. the end of this episode, the last yeah. shot. Yeah, I think. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good call. Yeah. You can almost hear the freaking music playing. That it wasn't like it's closing time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Deidre is going to be Deidre Kyburn, the Empire. They're all kind of making their new plans and stuff. They're sitting at this meeting. Kyburn's not at the head of the table for this one. We have a new a new boss man here. Yeah. Not sure who, who talk, this guy is. He talks to somebody huge. Yeah, he's going to mention uh, Senator Palpatine, yeah. the, em- the Emperor, for the first time. First right. name drop of the Emperor. And we're going to get a lot of those this this yeah. episode. I would, I would love to see, like, I can't, I'm not going to anticipate seeing the Emperor, but I would like to see, like, a hologram of, you know what I mean, delivering I think that's a message totally or possible. something. I think that'd be in the realm of possibilities. His yeah. voice on, like, a recorded message or something. I could definitely see that. One of those, yeah, like one of those little fucking communications that they yeah. do all the time where he's just there, like, in a, like, a little video. Yeah. I could see that totally. That'd be a good little Easter egg that fits in. I don't think that they would just name drop him for no reason, and they name drop him a lot, like we said, oh, yeah. a lot in this in this episode. Um, but he's basically addressing all these guys, all these Empire head of security guys, and he's kind of like, all right, you know, this was bad. We're gonna kind of crack down now. Everything that's all the punishments, we're gonna fucking 
drive him like I think he says like five times high. You know what I mean? If you're in jail or whatever, you're going to you're going, you're going to be locked up for six months. We'll freaking throw the book at you ten years kind of thing. Yeah, uh, we're gonna crack down on everything, even small violations too. Even the smallest things, you're gonna get treated real big. And the empire is basically just saying, you know, we're gonna put our fucking foot down. We're gonna like stomp on this bug before it gets any bigger after this robbery. Right. And this is all kind of like what. Uh, the re- rebellion was going for. They wanted to kind of like lift the veil of the empire. You know, like now they're deliberately, outwardly doing all this sur- overly surveillance and like military state stuff. That right. They, they were doing kind of on the down low forever, like to a point that people were willing to put up with. And now it's kind of tipped it over the edge. And now, now like everybody can see what them what they really are. You know. Definitely. Yeah. Um. I also thought it was interesting that. Like, they were saying that they were basically just going to make it, like, super easy for anybody to just, like, call in, like, troops and shit like that. He was basically mm-hmm. just, like, whatever clearance, like, clearance, like, any clearance that you might need, you know what I mean? If you need to call in troops or you need to get in the security clearance, it's just, like, we're just going to waive all of those. Yeah. It's just, like, so any Joe Schmo can just, like, call in, like, a, hey, Darth Vader, we need you over here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Bring in the specialist. For real. I was like, we can just call in those, like, freaking, what are those super droids there from the Mandalorian? Those guys are badass there. The Doc Troopers yeah, there. Yeah, the Doc Troopers. Yeah. yeah. Freaking Joe Schmo at his desk and doesn't need any security clearance. Just calls in the big boys. Like, hey, I got a problem wife at home. I need some. <laughs> <laughs> um... But that scene's going to kind of close out, and then we're actually going to kind of see what Deidre was kind of... Actually, what you were just kind of mentioning now that you say that. Deidre is going to be talking to her assistant that we kind of saw a couple times last week. Yeah. And she's going to basically say what you just said, like kind of, this is this is dumb. Like, this isn't what we should be doing. This is what the rebellion wants. It's exactly this. Right. So he's kind of like, what, what do you like? What do you think that we should have done? She's like, we should have treated it like an announcement, which I didn't totally understand right away, but I did notice it was the episode, the title Tough for the episode. Yeah. But... Internal announcement, maybe like, know, yeah, kind of rather than like let's crack down, let's like start looking into things and start trying to come with like an actual strategy long term rather than just going kicking in doors everywhere. Yeah, I don't know, it was cryptic, it was cryptic, hard to really tell what it is. So. Yeah, it very, I think uh, this is why she's gonna be the main villain. I think she's all for the empire, I think she just hates how the empire is handling this so far. Yeah, so yeah. it's even more of a reason yeah, why how she's they're so, viewed. Yeah, I think that's yeah. why she's so more like. More driven towards the Empire. She wants to make the Empire great again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> I like that. Uh, we go to uh, Luthen, and he is also listening in on a little, picking up a little broadcast. He's uh, they're, they're kind of talking about the fallout of the, the robbery on Aldani. And who's going to show up but uh, Mommy Martha. <laughs> Mommy Martha. Mommy <laughs> <laughs> I was writing it down. And I was like, this is going to be funny later. And then I said it. I was like, you know what? It was funny, Nick. Good job. You were right. <laughs> Mommy Martha. Mommy Martha. What did it do? <laughs> She's going to show up there at the uh, that little antique shop of his that he owns. And right away, he's kind of like, what? She didn't even call first? No fucking, hey, I'm coming by or anything like that? That's kind of suspect. You know what I mean? And sure enough, she's going to be right away like, yo, did you, did you fucking do this shit? And he's going to be like, nah, no, I didn't do this. And she's like, I don't believe you. And he's like, well, good, because I did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Like, yeah. He doesn't come like right out and actually say that he did it. But he's like, dude, come on, man. Like, you know where this was headed. Like, I told you I needed money last week. You told me you wanted to bring somebody in. You know I ain't about bringing people in. We can't trust. We don't know who we can trust. So we need to get some money. Rebellions cost money. I went about it. I did it my way. Yeah. And she's all upset, like, you know what you just did? Like, you're just going to force the Empire to really fucking move into action. And Luthen's like, good. That's exactly what we fucking wanted to happen. Like, this was going to happen. You know what you signed up for. Like, don't get fucking cold shouldering now. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're in or you're out. Get in. You're in. 
Let's yeah. go. You see her like ethical side though. She's like, people are gonna die. Like it's gonna, you know. So you see her trying to deal with her moral stuff. Yeah, it, she's gonna know? mention like we. She's gonna mention Palpatine too. She's gonna say, uh, I don't know if it's Senator up. I think she says Senator too. Senator Palpatine like won't like uh, won't hesitate now. Right. And I think Luther literally says like, good. That's exactly what, like you know everyone keeps saying like, good. That's what we want. We want them to show like them for the freaking the crazy ass like fucking dictators that they are basically. Right. You know it'll be a lot easier to stop rallying a cause if other people are being impacted and treated like shit other people are going to want to stand up it'll be a lot easier to get this thing actually going uh but it seems like the rebellion you know is really starting to really starting and then he's going to mention that we know we need every single credit that we need and she's heading to a, a meeting later on that we find out so maybe she'll be able to uh find some like-minded allies there yeah i thought it was cool during this whole conversation too uh every time he turned away from like the window where the driver was yep like that, we should, which you know, we now know as a spy. Right. He uh, he would like change into his full Luthan character, and he would like change his voice and like start saying all this shit, and then he would turn around with with something new, and he would switch back to antique dealer. Yeah, just to like, show how how good in character he really like, is. Yeah, and uh, even at the beginning when she first walks in, she sees him smiling like his other. With like his Luthan character, right? And she's like, "Wipe that smile off your face." You can tell it's like, it's like crossing, <laughs> it's crossing the line, you know? Like he's like he's that. he was out of character for once. He was right. he was showing his face as as proud uh, rebel rather than the uh, the shrewd antique dealer who's not a threat. You know, that's a good catch. Yeah, no, definitely. He does. He slides seamlessly back and forth, back right. and forth. And even it, in that conversation, like, he does it. It almost seems like it's times. like somewhere like in his posture too. Like you know what I mean? Like when he goes into like the like the, the antique owner, he's like kind of up high, like better posture, like hey. Yeah. And then when he's like the rebel, he's kind of more like slouch, like yeah, and like grovelly voice, like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's very uh, it's very interesting to see him out uh, see him at work like that. Work, yeah. work. Um. So we go to Ramsey. Actually, we go back to Ramsey Bolton. We see he is now at his job interview. And the interview, I mean, this job is like, just seems like the nine to five cube just work. Yeah, that's going to just put a hole through your head real quick. The Bureau of Standards. Is that what it is? That's where you're working, yeah. Nice. Not a great time. Uh, and the, the next part was funny to me because you see it in uh, like other things. It actually kind of reminded me of like a scene from uh, Cobra Kai when they asked Johnny on an interview, like, oh, what was the last thing you got arrested for? And then he starts just going on a list of like 15 things. I don't know if you've gotten that far yet. Uh, but basically he's like, oh, you know, so Moana 1, I see there's a little a little incident here. Like, you know, what was that? Just some little minor thing. And then Ramsey's going to be like, a couple people died. Some people thought it was my fault, but fuck that. That's not really what happened. And actually, these guys, they weren't doing a very good job, you see. But yeah, a little property damage. <laughs> some things were stolen. Some things got exploded. Really? A couple of people died. It's fine, though. And you can see the guy's face kind of like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, uh, okay, maybe we should go and edit this a little bit before we get you started. You know what I mean? Give you a nice clean slate. Start off the day. Start off the new job fresh. Right. I was just like, hell yeah. Who did, this guy seems like a good dude. Yeah, it seems like he's wiping his whole record clean, right? For yeah. real, yeah. Got the Uncle Connect going again. Yeah, that's right. He even mentions that. He's like, I think that's what your uncle would want kind of thing. So Uncle Hollow got to be someone pretty important. Yeah. Which maybe Uncle Hollow is going to be how this guy turns to the good side. Maybe Uncle Hollow is like someone yeah. we know. I, uncle Hollow has I to hope be somebody so. we know. Right. He has to be. Right. I refuse to believe that this is a new character. Just the way that they talk about him. It makes no sense. You know what I mean? Han Solo. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Harlow. Han Solo. <laughs> I think it could be Saw. I think it could be Saw Guerrero. Could be. He's, black, he's a black guy, though. I don't know how. You know what I mean? It's Star Wars, man. Anything can happen. Family sure. lines. Who knows? Well, yeah. Game of Thrones. It's possible Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But basically, yeah, like we said, you know, given given a, a good, nice, clean, fresh start, and he's going to get a new job. And it's I wrote down in fuel purity. Have fun, buddy. That just sounds mm. awful. He was a guy that yeah. you could tell was really like overly overly aggressive, which is not necessarily a good thing, but overly aggressive and really trying to do some good and make some change and try to turn things around and try to actually make an impact in the world. And now he's fucking. Just a nine to five or at a cube testing fuel for how uh, pure it is. Yep, and he's finally wearing the right uniform. Just a gray uniform, no mods on it. He's, and <laughs> then, just like another and then like the, the cubicles they have are like little hexagons or whatever too. Yeah. And it's like they zoom out and it's just like a beehive. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. literally it's like a lot, the yeah, a lot of It's the purest like symbolism for just worker bees all just buzzing away, like doing their little tiny job. It's like the mindless yep. the thing he doesn't want to do. You can tell that's exactly opposite of what he wants. It's battle of two evils right now. It's either do this and be miserable or go home and be verbally abused by my mother. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... That's it. I need my own place. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta work at Subway. Gotta do it. Uh, from there, we go to a uh, an interesting little quick scene, but Deidre's gonna go and find a new Imperial lackey, basically, and she's gonna give him a little bit of a secret job, kind of, you know, don't tell anybody, don't tell anybody what you're doing, you're gonna report to me and me only. But she wants to find out all, basically, all of the any equipment, anything that's from that's from the Empire that's been robbed in the last two years across all of the friggin' uh, what is it, the star systems, which I got to imagine the shit ton. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. She wants to know all of them over the last two years. And uh, the guy, obviously, you know, shit, that's going to take me forever, but okay. Yeah, it was a quick scene, but it seems, yeah. seems like he's going to come back up in it. He's uh, He was kind of funny, he was, like bumbling, kind of. like. Yeah, yeah, that, actually, that was funny. Yeah, he yeah. like, she's just, he's asleep when she walks in. She wakes him up, and he's like, oh, yeah. sorry, sir, ma'am, sir. Yeah. <laughs> and and then, his uh, uh, uniform's all shitty and, like, open. And, yes. Yeah, he stutters, and like, thing. five more times. Sorry, sir, ma'am, sir. Yeah, he's like. <laughs> And at the end, he's like, can do. She's like, will do. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So I, I think they're going to bring him back. They, they call him, uh, his name's, I forgot the placement he had, but Falzoni's is his name. Okay. But like private Falzoni's or something. And yeah, it's kind of, we get the, just, you know, the sense Deidre, she was told to kind of focus more on her job kind of last episode by Kyburn basically. She said that, you know, she's good at her job. Just kind of focus on what we're giving you. But it seems like she's still like, yeah, I got all that taken care of. I'm still working extra hours. I'm something's not up. Something's up here. You know what I mean? I know it. I'm gonna figure it out. And I'm gonna. He he did say that too, though. Like you know, bring, if you have real evidence, bring it back. Right. So that's what she's looking for, I guess. But yeah. Uh, and then we're going to go to a cool scene that I liked. We're gonna meet a new character. I don't know if either of you guys can shine any light on her. I have no idea who she was. But we see that this new woman, uh, hooded and robed, kind of looking almost a little bit like uh, Melisandre. Yeah. I, <laughs> red, I just got her robe. name. I don't know who she is, but. Clea. Clea? Yeah. So she's going to make her way across whatever planet she's uh, just landed on. She's in this little city environment. It seems pretty popular. There's a lot of people walking around and shit. Um, and she's going to meet with Vel. But it took me a second to realize it was Vel because Vel does not look anything like we've seen her the last three episodes. Yeah. She's got a disguise of her own, just like Luthen. She's all dolled up and stuff. And apparently she seems like she has some kind of a high-ranking job of some sort. Yeah, not a goat farmer anymore. No. Moved up. Yeah. yeah. I didn't fucking... I, let me tell you, that shocked me. I was like, oh, wow. Like, I did not see that coming at all from fucking last week. Same. Totally blew me by surprise. I was literally writing down at first. I had to erase it. I was like writing down two new characters on me. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, but we're going to keep making references to him, which I thought was kind of a bit weird. I, I was like, it's got to be Saw Guerrero. We keep like, 
you know, he wants this done. He this. Huh. He like he wants these things. Where he, he wants to know about this. Like, so the, it's the guy in charge. So I'm like, okay. I thought it was Luthen. No, could be. Yeah, I could see Saw too. I didn't think of that at all. But to me, I got the vibe that. Be, well, just based off, say, of, like, episode four, when Vel and Luthen talk, I got the vibe that, like, if Luthen had something to talk to her about, that he would do it himself. Right. You know what I mean? This seemed more of, like, almost a guy that was high up and sending, like, a messenger to go take care of things because he's got so much shit on his plate. Yeah, that's a good point. But Luthen's in disguise, too, so he could just not have the time to leave the shop and give up his, you know, his, his disguise, basically, right now. I, it could be either one. No, I think what you're saying, too, because she does, like... I don't know the way she says it. She's like, I really thought he would be here. She says that like two or three times. Like, that's like if it was Bell does. Yeah, if right. it was if it was Luthen, right. maybe right. she would have said right. Luthen. So yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I didn't pick up on it, but that's kind of leaning towards it being not Luthen. Yeah, because if she, exactly like Luthen, clearly the way that she talked to him in episode four, they've exchanged words plenty of times, met plenty of times. She has no problem saying what she wants to say with him. Right. This seemed more like somebody that she had only maybe met like once, kind of a deal, like someone she looked up to, kind of a thing. Like, right? I really wanted to see him. I thought, yeah, right. cool. I thought he would be here. Yeah, again, I'm so going. I, I leaned towards going to, what you were saying. I didn't think of that at all. I'm going to saw. Good spot. I'm going to saw. Um, but then this, this new girl, what was her name again? Um, what is it? Clea. Is it Clea? Clea? Yeah. Clea is going to give Vel a little bit of a new mission. She says, uh, you know that guy, Clem, that helped you out in that little robbery last week? His real name is Cassian Andor, and he's a loose end. And we gotta wrap that up, and we need you to do it, so you're gonna have to go and find him and kill him. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, that's not good. Obviously, um, she already probably is a little bit on the outs because of the way he left and possibly killing one of her friends. She doesn't still know the whole truth of the situation. Mm -hmm. Which actually, he got brought up. Skeen got brought up and she said, that's one of the things that she mentioned. She said, he didn't trust Skeen either. So that's one less problem that we have to take care of. Right. She's almost like admitting that he was an issue. Yeah. Like, so she whoever this, knows what whoever this guy somehow. is, he was on the Skeen too. Whoever yeah. This fucking this guy in charges. Yeah. I don't know. I really thought it was Luthen the whole time. I didn't even think about it till. 30 seconds ago, so I don't, yeah. I don't know. Seth, what did you think? What, what, what did you, did you, him, Luthen, saw someone we don't know, a new guy entirely? Probably Saul, so, yeah. I would say, if I had to, I mean, he's, it's just a matter of when. I mean, they, they talk about him. Right. So, it, with all these connections, he's gotta be Coming sometime. somebody, yeah. I mean, they do talk about Luthen by name later in the conversation. Ooh, yeah. yes, all right. We don't we got to rule. We almost have to rule Luthen out of this thing. So, okay. I thought it was like continuing talking about him. But, but, yeah. but they, think about how many times they said him and he right. before. Right. Like, and she says we, we can't have, like the reason she says to kill Cassian is we can't have him walking around with Luthen in his head. So. Ooh, okay. That's interesting, too. Good call. So, I don't know. I don't know. It's confusing. That I don't, is know, little, I don't yeah. know what to think. Well, that is interesting. Well, I'm sure we'll probably see some of that real soon. Right. I, I, yeah, it could be soft because they, like, if you're going to refer to Luthen by name three times, you wouldn't. Start with he four times and then right. finish with Luthen three times. Right, right. It would have been one or the other, you'd imagine. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We go to Cassian Andor for the first time this episode. And he is arriving back at home on Phoenix. He uh, he hasn't been gone. He's been gone since he left for the robbery. Uh, he, you know, killed a couple of super troopers, uh, storm troopers. And um, he's back. He wakes up uh, his, He wakes up his mom in the middle of the night basically trying to sneak in. He's like, yo, since when do we saw fucking locking doors around here? <laughs> And uh, we see B2 Emo, and I was like, let's go, baby. Boys are back. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And he comes right over like a dog, which I thought was hysterical. Basically, just like, 
just like comes zooming right over, and Ando just kind of like taps him on the head. Just like he's yeah. just giving him a little pet. He gives <laughs> a little purr kind of thing too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Marv is going to let him know that uh, after what happened, basically after the the incident, Ferrix is now under Imperial authority, and he can't stay here. He's a very wanted man. You know what I mean. And she's also going to let him know that the guy that ratted him out was Tim, that bastard, that simp Tim. With two M's. Son of a bitch. Tim with two M's. That's right. Tim with two M's. That fucking guy. Oh, him and Carl with a Q. All of his Good times. Yeah. It's been fun. I've had fun reviewing these shows. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of glad that it's coming to an end, but it's been fun. (laughs) Um, Definitely definitely no more Tim. Yeah, no, no, no. Tim, Tim very dead. Tim very, very dead. Um... We're going to find out that Bix is okay still. She's kind of just doing her own thing. And then Andor is going to be like, all right, Ma. Or, you know, Marva. But basically, it seems like his, you know, his mama figure. Mm-hmm. He's going to be like, hey, I finally got lucky. I finally scored. I got a whole bunch of credits here. Me and you, let's get the hell out of here. Be too emo, too. We're heading out. We're going to go on a ship. We can go anywhere we want. Away from the Empire. Live somewhere nice for the rest of our days. Marva just, like, doesn't say yes or no. But she just kind of seems, like, on the fence about it. Just like, oh, yeah. Okay, sounds like, like a good plan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adding her. Yeah. Yeah, just like, yeah. Weird. Yeah. Right away, I was kind of like, this is a little strange. Like, you'd think you'd be excited to get away from the fucking Empire and off this shitty little fucking hole that you're in, you know what I mean? Right. And then she seems kind of relieved when he says, we'll leave tomorrow morning. Yeah. She's like, yeah, 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 yeah that sounds good. Tomorrow yeah. morning. Yeah. Uh, which is, I think, basically what takes off. He's like, I'm going to go visit Bix. Blah, 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 Bix. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I'll be back. We'll leave first thing in the morning. Between was like first thing in the morning. <laughs> I love that guy. I'm like, so cute. he is. He's great. Um, we go to mommy Martha. Mommy Martha. Mommy Martha. She's at her. She she's at her meeting, and she's catching up with this old friend of hers from uh, from way back in their olden days back home, Tay Colma. This guy is a senator as well, and. Uh, is going to kind of suggest that she needs a little bit of help and he's going to kind of say, you know, about, you know, with what, like a personal thing or more of a political thing. She's going to say political. He's like, you know, maybe it's best that you just don't even tell me about it. And she's like, why? He's like, cause you know, the empire basically has been on my shit list. They're getting under my skin and my political views might not exactly go inside with yours and it might cause some controversy and a little drama. So like, let's just stay good friends. You know what I mean? Let's just... Keep business separated, you know what I mean? And this is this is news to Mommy Martha's ears. She's like, oh, wait, you have a problem with the Empire too? This is this is perfect. She's like, this whole fucking, this whole person you see, this whole reputation I have, this job that I have, what everybody thinks of me, this whole thing, it's a fugazi, it's a fugazi. Right. It's not real. Basically, doesn't come right out and say it, but she's like, you know, my views kind of align exactly like your views are. Says she needs some money. Needs to get into her family accounts. The guy that, this is the person that she clearly hinted at to Luthen a couple of episodes ago that she right. wanted to bring into the fold. Yep. Good call. So she's clearly doing it upon, you know, upon her own. Um, but this guy seems like, you know, he's he's kind of trying to play ball. He's trying to figure out exactly what it is because she's not coming right out and saying it, which is probably a smart move because there's tons of people around. Right. And as she's going to mention, some of them are scumbags like her husband who would be like very against this. So we don't want the wrong people to overhear. Right. But she very much implies, like, you know, hey, we're on the same side of this. I'm thinking the same thing as you're thinking. Let's get rid of these guys. I need some help. We'll be in touch. Right. Yeah, she was pumped to get the little bit of an okay to that little last bit she needed to tell him. You know, she's like, I've been looking for a sign, a reason to be able to, like, t- say this to you. And uh, you, you finally gave that to me. So, yeah. Here you go. Here, we're going to you're about to join this group of three people in the galaxy who know about that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And even when she says that, he's like, wait, why? Why? I don't 
I don't think I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why are you telling me? I don't know if I even want to know. Right. I like this guy. I really did. I actually, that was my takeaway. I can't, I can't believe it. I don't know anything about this dude. I was like, I kind of like him though. Yeah, just pick the right guy. Seems just like a good, seems like a good yeah. down to earth dude in Star Wars. <laughs> it's like the same comparison you were saying to Luke when uh, Mom Moff was talking to, uh, to Luther earlier. When there's mm-hmm. people watching, you got kind of got to put on a different face than right. when, when when they're not. You know what I mean? Because they're mm. at the party and they're like, "All right, you know, put keep a smile on, regardless of what I'm talking about." Same thing. Yeah, that's a great and, call, uh, Seth. Yeah, she coaches him a couple. She times. She says that to yeah. him like two times. Yeah, and it kind of just hit me too. Could he be the uncle, Mom Mothma's husband? Ooh, Ooh there we go. There we go. That's the best guess yet. I like that one. Conspiracy a little bit of the black the guy. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> a little more likely. A little more likely. A little bit more likely. Saul <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's a good yeah. call. Yeah, that's a good guess. Could be another possibility in there. You know, now that you fucking he kind of looks like the mom a little bit. Yeah, they have Definitely a they does. they kind of resemble one another a little bit. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I think it'd be a nice connection too. Good way of him to officially jump over to, to the rebellion. To the rebellion. Oh, that's a great idea, Mitz. I love Put that, that in the back pocket next time. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I like it. Yeah, um, but mommy Martha. She's a little a little different, I feel like, from the last scene that we just saw her in with Luthen. I think that cab ride over here with her guy might have done us some good. She had some time to think about things and kind of got ahead of kind of got her shoes back in the ground, and realized who she really is. Because when we last saw her, you know, like she was, you know, very like, oh my god, what'd you do? You started the rebellion, basically. Da, 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 da. But now she's kind of like seems a little bit more like she remembers who like who she is and what she's actually trying to do, which is you know, stop the rebellion. Yeah. Yep. Going back to playing the the Game of Thrones kind of thing. Yeah, she had a little swag to her, yeah. kind of like even with the way she said it. She's like, keep smiling. I know, that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> My husband's going to come good. over. Don't say a word to him. He's not to be trusted. He's a scumbag. Yeah, that, that guy pulled it off, though. Her, yeah. her husband's like, oh, what are you guys telling school stories? Or yeah. He's like, are we that predictable? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rolling with it. I like that call, though. I think that's definitely, I think that's, I think that's pretty spot on. I bet you'll be right on that one. Yep. I think that's a great, great call. And it does seem like the two of them grew up together. Tay and Mon Mothma. Yeah, they said they did. They said yeah. they were from the same home right. planet or whatever. I think they went to school together, actually. Right, that's what he, her uh, husband came up with. They said they had a reunion coming up or something? Yeah. Right. She's that's like, right. yeah, don't remind me or something like that. A right. reunion. Star Wars has reunion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if you moved to like a different star system? Do you still have to like... Well, I've joined the Sith. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've joined the Sith. Let's go. Darth Maul strolls into his high school reunion. Yeah. Oh my God, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I think we just came up with two great Star Wars shows. We keep saying to stop doing the same thing. This is what you got to do, Star Wars. Yeah. You got to expand the universe. <laughs> the universe. All these planets, man. Let's have some fun with these guys. Bring some of them to Earth. <laughs> let, them, let them have regular jobs, you know? Yeah. Darth Maul typing well, away in, in the office. Well, yeah, no, just some office board. interviews. Oh, shit. This guy, Jim's pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we go back to Cassian, and he is going to go pay Boba Vicks a visit. And. Um, Basically, fucking, she's not giving him any love at all. She's at first, she's just talking to the little, to the little speaker, and she's like, "You shouldn't be here," kind of a thing. Then she finally comes out, but then she doesn't really, no affection, no love at all. Just like, "Yeah, you should get the fuck out of here," kind of a yeah. thing. Everyone blames you for everything. That's right. Yep, she yeah. says everyone. Yeah, the, the reason that the empire's here, a lot of people think it's your fault because of the, the you know, that shootout, basically. He's yeah. like, "Yeah, well, if your simp boyfriend didn't rat me out, we wouldn't be, like, probably <laughs> wouldn't be him. here in the first it's a, place." It's a good point. It's a good point. He's not wrong. Him. Um, but basically, he's just gonna toss her a bag of credits, like twelve thousand credits that he's owed her over the over the various jobs that she's helped with over the years, I guess. Yeah. Um, and says, that's kind of it. Says to forget him, like tell tell uh, Luthen to 
forget me and you should too yep that's right that was like kind of one of the main things he seemed like he was there for he wanted more information on Luthen, and she just didn't have it she was like I don't know anything about him either I know basically as much as you do yeah actually you spent time with him on that ship you probably know more than I do now you know what I mean yeah she had no idea I believed her. So yeah, I did too. Yeah. yeah, it totally seemed like it was just kind of someone that she only did deals with kind of a thing. Yeah, but he's like, oh, if you see him again, tell him my debt is paid and uh, never talk, talk to me again, pretty much. Yeah. Later. Yeah, I'm very curious, though. I mean, I, I don't feel like this is going to be the last we see of Vix, right? Don't Which, think so. No. Yeah, I don't think so either. But it did seem like kind yeah, of a, it was, it was a hostile moment, kind of. Yeah, he's like, yeah, she tells, he tells her to forget him, and she's like, I've done that before. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. Even when he first went <laughs> there, he was trying to, like, play around a little bit. He was mentioning, like, old times. Like, oh, I remember when your dad called me fucking jumping over that fence. She's right, like, you shouldn't right. be here. And he was like, that's exactly what he said. And she's just uh-huh. like... So it's not like maybe he was trying to gonna gonna ask her to leave with him. Maybe yeah. could have tried. You know, he was, he was doing a bag of credits. I'm leaving with fucking Marvel and uh, B2. Yeah. Come with us. Yeah, I mean, he, did, he did his version of throwing rocks at the window thing. <laughs> did like the secret knock on the back door and like stereo over there. <laughs> he didn't quite get that far. <laughs> she, answered, she answered the intercom. He he did some poetry over the intercom, but yeah, <laughs> that's it. Uh, but that's not the only tough conversation that uh, Cassian's going to have because he's going to go right from Bubba Bix. He's going to go back home thinking that it's time to go grab my, my favorite droid and my ma, basically, Mava, and let's uh, let's hit the road. Let's go start our new life. Yeah. And as soon as he walks in right away, he's like, wait, there's no no bags, no suitcases. You haven't packed anything. Like, what's going on? And then B2Emu was just like, she said we can't go. <laughs> and right away, you can just you can hear the sadness in his voice. Like, shut up, B2. Like, you shut up, old hag. Don't be mean to B2, all right? Yeah. Just because you don't want to go doesn't mean B2 has to stay here. He can come with us and have fun. Yeah. Uh, but basically, Marv is like, I, you know, I ain't going anywhere. I'm basically too old. Fucking empires here. I was a rebel before. I'm going to be a rebel. She wants to basically go out a rebel. Kind of, you know what I mean? Wants to go out a gangster. Doesn't want to fucking. Yeah. He's already been waiting to die for a long time, she says. Yeah. To go out fighting, but yeah. now it's like the rebellion's finally going. You yeah, know what I mean, like the rebellion's in motion now. Right, because she's she been a part of this is. for a, like a yeah. bit now. Now it's we true. Got, now the wheels are turning. Like, come on, that's true. Yeah, you're not wrong. But she basically tells Cassie, he's got to go. She's like, I, I'm staying. I ain't going anywhere. I gotta stay. But you have to go because everyone's fucking looking for your ass. Yeah. And Cass is just like, Jesus Christ. All right, fine. I guess I'm leaving here by my friggin' self and all this bag of credits. I'll go find somewhere cool to chill. But he, uh, he says, I'll be back. You know, I'm, 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 I'll be back yeah. as he uh, as he strolls out the door. Hear what she said, though, after? She's like, like, sure you will be. Sure you will. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So I'm coming back. Sure you are. Interesting. Yeah. So she didn't believe it. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. But he kind of said it bitterly. Cool. He's like, all right, fuck you. I'll be back. And she's like, yeah, sure. I'll be back for B2. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I'm not coming back for you, Mom. I'm here for the droid. Yeah. Right? Uh, but that was, you know, pretty uh, pretty sad, I just thought. You know, Cassian comes back. He, he risked a lot coming back home. You know, obviously, he's a wanted man right now, but he's got all these credits. He's obviously pretty happy. He feels like he just hit the jackpot kind of a thing. He's like, I want to get the people I love, and let's go start this, you know, this new life. And everyone just basically told him to kick rocks. <laughs> that's tough. I already imagined happening. Oh, that's tough. Um, then we go to the scene that we addressed kind of sort of at the top of the show a little bit that we talked about. Deidre is going to get into a little pushing match, kind of. Yeah. Kyburn is uh, addressing... Kyburn is, if you guys aren't Lord of the Rings fans, but this head Imperial Thrones security fan. guard. Yeah, Thrones fan, sorry. What is you said Lord of the Rings. Lord, Lord of the Rings. Rings. <laughs> <laughs> Too many shows, man. Uh, if you're not a Game of Thrones fan... Um, 
He is the head uh, imperial security god. I call him Kyburn because that's what his name is in Game of Thrones. Yeah. But he is uh, addressing all of his troops, basically all of his uh, imperial security staff. And um, at one point, the guard that we met last week, whose name is Bledon, he was already the one that was kind of at odds with Deidre a little bit last week. Right. He is the one that is in charge of Morlana One and the uh, the Ferrix like star area. So it's like his 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 zone. Right, a little um, territorial. Yeah, yeah. He is going to in the middle of this whole meeting room, which I thought was pretty fucked up. Like right in front of all of his coworkers and shit, not behind closed doors. He's basically going to just call out Deidre for like breaches of security, basically, which is some pretty harsh accusations, especially if you're part of the Empire. You know what I mean? They don't take any of that shit lightly. Right. But Kyburn's going to basically be like, okay. He's so calm this whole time. No, like, that's a serious accusation. Deidre, what do you have to and say for response. yourself? Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about being called the fuck out? <laughs> he even actually, um, he, Kyburn even asked him, he's like, he's like, are you okay with us, like, discussing, like, you know, basically discussing good, your, inter- like, your integrity in front of all of your coworkers? And she's yeah. like, oh, yeah, by all means, have at it. This guy's an idiot. I <laughs> know, <laughs> she kills it. But they're going to have a cool little, uh, like, you know, Back and forth, uh, back and forth, and basically Deidre is going to be able to connect a few of these crimes like she's been trying to do. She's going to be able to connect a few of these crimes that she's been looking at from that star region, from from Milano One and stuff. And she's going to see like actually put some pieces together. Like, look, I was telling you, I got real proof now. There's a rebellion, and it's fucking starting right in this guy's quarters, and he's worried about fucking me and what I'm doing. You know what I right. mean? She's like, I suspect this guy knew I had a report ready to. Go and he's now he's throwing me under the bus, right? To, like as a desperation attempt. Yeah, like, she was awesome, like, man. Reams him out, like, bodied yeah. him. Yeah, just served him up. Kyron, like I said, though, cracked me up this whole time because he just never, ever, <laughs> ever even changes like, an inch. Like just completely, know. just like right, <laughs> completely unemotional. Even like when he goes against what everybody thought he was going to say, there. Yeah, you just kind of like agree with him. Whether I don't know, it makes sense what he's saying because he's so unemotional. Yeah. Uh, he's basically going to end up saying, hey, like, actually kind of like what I just said. He's going to say, hey, this is this was your system here, and this shit's starting up right under your nose. He's like, you don't seem to care about your job, basically. So, you know what? Your system, your zone, that's now Deidre's zone. We'll find you a new one that you can fucking go screw off and over there. Yeah. Right in front of, like we said, though, like right inside of this whole this whole staff. If that was me there, I would have been like with my popcorn. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I would have gone home and like, yo, staff, you wouldn't believe what went down today. Yo, Deidre and Blavon, they were going at it. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Are you seeing this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but DJ getting a little bit of a come up. She's starting to get some respect from Kyburn. And then as they're uh, kind of finishing up this meeting, Kyburn's going to be like, hey, DJ, come take a walk with me for a second. And he's just going to warn her basically, hey, watch your back. That's it. And then he kind of strolls off real ominously, but just watch your back kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! I know who was coming for it. You know, it's like yeah, all he said to her, right? It's, Basically, it's like, yeah, I think so. You said, um, "Let's go for a walk," and then you said, "Good." You said, "Good performance in there." Oh, he said, "Well, well played." Well played. There yeah. you go. But then, yeah, watch your back, and then just. But wouldn't me. you think he would beef up the secu- like to the security for her a little bit? You know what I mean? I think he he's on her side, and yeah, sure he's I mean, giving the heads up. But I think also at the same time, I would expect him to kind of beef up the security for her i could see that you're saying to help her or to yeah keep to, help, to help her like oh, saying yeah. watch your back but at the same time i would yeah. like, help i would want i would think that he would be helping her watch her back you know what i mean like yeah, I, yeah, I, I got, got your, your back but you know what i mean just yeah, 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 yeah look out as well kind of deal you know 
Yeah, sure. no, I think he probably see like he already mentioned that she was doing good at her job previously to this, and now this is probably a nice little boost to that too. He's probably like, I got a real fucking winner yeah. here. This girl, it's like the person that. flying up the promotion chain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like any corporation, whatever. They're like, yeah, no, somebody's yeah. gonna dig up some dirt on you somewhere down the line. So watch sure. your fucking back. I like Kybert in this series. It's just so different from actually. You know, he is kind of like level keeled in Game of Thrones too. Now that I think about it. Oh yeah, he is. He is very like that in Game of Thrones, I was going to say. But we can try to resurrect him. <laughs> he looks so fucking natural in that goddamn get-up two masks. Yeah. He is just a bad guy through yeah. and through, man. He is just a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. um, from there, we're going to go basically to our, our closing uh, our closing you know scenes. And we are going to basically see a new planet. Um, Andor goes to South Beach. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I literally wrote South Beach Star Wars. <laughs> nice. nice. Uh, Niamos? 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 One of those. Niami. Niamo. Lucas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we see Cassian is, like Seth said, he, South, fucking South Beach of Star Wars. Niamo means my name is in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. There you go. Perfect. So, yeah. It's South Beach. Uh, yeah. There you go. That's perfect. And he's uh he's kind of like waking up morning after kind of thing it looks like he's in the shower and all of a sudden you hear a girl chirping in and it goes over to it and she's like laying in the bed like, oh shit Cass I see you dog you get it your mom was hitting at you being a little bit of a dog but now we're all seeing it too you are a little how long have you been here you were just flying last night and you already caught the girl I see you he's got his credit he's having snacks. a good time for real. <laughs> Uh, but he's basically uh, taking a look at his little credits before he stashes them away up top above the shower, a little hiding place, and then he's going to head on down. He's going to start taking a little walk on the beach. And while he's walking down the beach, a few guys that kind of resembled sort of looking like rebels, but they were just, you know, people in weird clothing, cape draws. They're running away from these stormtroopers, and the stormtroopers are just trying to, like, the fat mall cops trying to keep up with them. Hey, slow down! Stop! <laughs> Cass is, like, watching the whole thing go down, just kind of, you know, checking an eye on it. Following the situation from a, you know, just kind of see, just trying to see what's going on, basically. Not doing anything wrong, minding his own business. The stormtrooper, though, comes on over to him and he's just like, hey, what's your deal? You're fucking staring at all this shit way too intently. Like, you, you look like you're sweating. Like, what's going on? You with all these guys? And Cass, like, dude, I, I'm fucking a tourist. I'm just here to get some coffee. You know, I'm just here to look at the waves. I'm, I have no idea. And stormtrooper ain't having it. Why are you running? I wasn't running. <laughs> hey, why are you sweating? It's hot out. I'm not, I'm not sweating. Which it does look hot out. Yeah, it does. It does look hot out. People run the beach. It's got to be warm. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he just ain't having it. And then we had a big moment in the show, which turned out to not be as big of a moment as I thought Fuck it was going to be. You can't tell me otherwise. Until you tell me that that's not him, it's him. We're going to see the, the stormtrooper. He's going to go fucking running off after these guys, and he's going to get one of these... Fucking big ass droid comes walking over, looks just like K2. It's K2 until you tell me otherwise. K2SO enters the picture. I thought for sure it was him. I was I was like, oh fuck. Yeah, here he is. Like, let's go, baby. K2, here we go. K2's mean. Yeah. He takes things very literally, too. Hang on to this guy. Just picks him up by the neck and pins him to the wall. He goes for a choke stand like he's Kane of the Undertaker. My God. Yeah, come on. But that was fucking, I got so excited. I was like, oh, baby, K2 is here. But like Seth said, you know, baby, I was thinking, you know, all right. They had to do that on purpose. Like, they all know oh, 100% of a K2. Yeah, 100%. Whether, it, like, Cassian has to go in there and tinker with his insides a little bit and turn him into a nice guy or whatever have you. But. And I was waiting for the, the stormtrooper to just say, if he's, he just said, like, K2, like, 
keep an eye out on him. You know what I mean? Yes. Like he said something like that, but he didn't. No, he didn't. But they didn't say he's not K2S, though. That's so true. So really tell me otherwise it is. I got so fucking... I literally got up out of my chair. I was so excited. I was like, oh my god, K2! Yeah, definitely could be. You never know. Well, they had said that he wasn't going to be coming in until season two. So I was like, oh, what a good sleight of hand for you guys to see that and then get all of our gods down and then you bring him in in season one. I love it. Well, if he's coming season two, then that's probably him. We'll I, I didn't realize he was coming in for sure. I'm hoping he's coming before that. I'm hoping he's coming very, very soon. I hope we get to hear with his insights. Um, like we said, the Stormtrooper, he's going to go running off. He's basically going to tell this droid that looks just like K2 to hold on to Cassie and Andor. And like Luke said, takes it very literally, picks up Cass, puts him in a chokehold. And basically, next thing we see is Cass is going to get brought to, like, the, right to the judge, right into courtroom, basically. They're yeah. like, hey, these are all the fucking, all the things we whacked against you, but they're all bogus. Like, running away from a guard and shit like that. Just dumb charges that weren't even true, either. I know. Bullshit. And uh, she's like, yeah, you know, under the old regime, before the uh, the robbery on Aldani, basically, last week, uh, this would have been a six-month offense. Six years. Ching, ching, you're out of here. And we're just like, oh, what? Six years? Like, what are you, what are you fucking talking about? Six years. How many people are they putting in prison? Like every every thirty seconds, they're putting someone in for six years. Yeah, think about that. Jesus Christ, think about that. Is that's what they're doing on this one planet, just right here to this guy? You know, the day after these new rules come get you know come down from up top. Ridiculous think about courthouse. how many people this is going to be happening to every single day. You know what I mean? Constantly now, craziness. These yeah. guys are just gonna be throwing everybody in jail. Yep. Yeah. Executing them, some probably some too. You know what I mean? The empire, they're crazy. Depending on the crime, yeah, absolutely. And this is part of the new rules that just came across the world, right? Probably. The, yeah, the, the tightening the the grip yeah. on society kind of thing that they kept talking about. So yep, that's probably why everything's escalated times ten. But there's got to be you imagine a bunch of other people that's gonna be in that courtroom just like Cass that didn't do a fucking thing that are gonna get fucking the book thrown at them too. Now they just like 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 we said we wanted the the empire to basically start acting a fool so that we can start really raising a rebellion and seeing everybody for what these guys are. So what's that's so we're gonna start doing. Yeah. Obviously, we know Cass ain't going to be in jail for six years. That yeah. The question, the other question is, is that who bails him out? Is it some? This is like a new character in jail, or because he's on a remote planet? You know what I mean? He can't. Yeah. There's not really a whole lot of people he can reach out to. You know, like maybe it's a new character in jail. Could be somebody coming in, but interested to see how he breaks out. I hope it's K two. Yeah, I hope so. I hope he somehow finds a way to tinker with this stuff. K two breaks him out, and there's the team. There you go, moving forward. Him and K two. That'd be great. I think I there was that. wasn't there another like same looking droid in the background of that. I think yeah, that was too. He like walked off, but yeah, I didn't so notice that. At least establishes them as like a security force on yep. the planet. So one of those, yeah, will be. We'll see if it's the same one. They're freaking wicked tall. They're fucking. Massive. I don't know why they got rid of them. The Empire. <laughs> like, yeah, they're pretty intimidating. Droids. Probably should have kept them around. Yeah, for real. kept things going. And then um, the very last, very last closing shot that we're gonna see. At the end of the episode, which I hinted at earlier, you're going to basically hit closing time playing in the background, the end at least. It's Ramsey Bolton. He's at his new job. He's just sitting at his cube, and he is just any other average Joe. And he doesn't say, he's just sitting there at his computer, and he just looks so miserable. Being the hive. Zoom out, yeah, and you can just see he's one of thousands, probably. Who knows? But there you go. That's probably up right at the camera. That would probably be my prediction for who helps him get bailed out. Yeah, he's logging in the criminal records. You know what I mean. He comes across this, sees the oh. name Cassie and Andor. Look at you! You, know, man. you put your thinking cap on before we started then this episode. Gets, then he gets back into it. That's a good call too. I like that. Yeah. What Ramsey. Depart- what department is he in? It's like redundancies, or I don't know. One of the, I don't know. The guy mentioned it when he's walking him through. 
Oh, the uh, that the fuel purity thing. That thing, are you? Um, yeah, maybe that's what he's doing. Oh, that's what, that's what he said in the opening in the offices. That was the opening in the office that he, they walked away after. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, I just can't remember what department he was in and maybe what kind of information he would have access yeah. to. But Yeah, I'm sure that they got yeah, that could He'd be the one. Details. He yeah, definitely seems like he wants to not be a cog in the machine. He wants no, not, not as long to be, be in the hive. He wants to stand out. And yeah. If the Empire is accepting almost. him, then right. he'll probably rebel, you know? Yeah. See what they can do. I'm ready for Ramsey to turn coat. I'm ready for good Ramsey. Right. Yeah. I'm ready for good yeah. Ramsey Bolton. I'm about to change his name at that point. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that wrapped it for that episode. Pretty good episode, like I said. I enjoyed it. I uh, I liked the uh, the scene with the new senator there, that mommy Martha scene there with her with her senator pal at the meeting. I thought that was really cool. I liked that back and forth. It was a few different exchanges in this episode, actually. It was, I, I it was good character development for like not the secondary characters. Yeah. Like said, Dino yeah. And, uh, Ramsey. Yep. I definitely. That's a good call. Martha. Yeah, they definitely built a little bit. I like the introduction of that new guy. Deidre had some good stuff. Good episode. I think we did miss a small scene too, where uh, where Cassian kind of flashes back to Phoenix when he was when he was younger. Yeah. yeah. Like kind of maybe when he went to jail at sixteen or something. Yeah, it looked like the Empire yeah. had already been there before. Yeah. It seemed like they had showed up once. He was with some guy who kind of was like, right, don't worry, it'll be fine. They're just here to plant the flag and go home. Right. And then it looked at like that guy very much got hung and executed. Yeah, not good. So I'd have to imagine that's probably part of the reason why Andor hates the Empire as much as he does, too. Right, and he had kind of an acid flashback kind of thing. You he heard the footsteps, too, of the stormtroopers. I didn't know if that was a throwback to the last episode. You know what I mean? Because he's used to the... I don't know, like the formation or the sound, I feel like, of yeah. the, the stormtroopers marching. It's definitely what triggered the memory. So. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Because as soon as that's right, it's, that's when he's leaving Bix's. Yeah, and just, yeah, just drifts into the memory of the those stormtroopers marching. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. So we'll find out more about that whole situation, I'm sure. Yeah, that's already tomorrow. Episode, uh, episode 8, out tomorrow. Nice. But this show is awesome. I mean, it's I, I'm really enjoying it. So I'm liking this, it way more. You got this and the new, and you got Tales of the Jedi coming out tomorrow, same day. Is Tales of the Jedi tomorrow? I think so, yeah. Oh, let's go. I'm excited for that. Damn. That'll be cool. A nice little double dose of Star Wars. Yep. I don't hate that at all. That's a good idea. That show's going to be cool, I think. I like that. I love Star Wars animation. I feel like they do such a good job. I love the way it looks, too. It looks so cool to me. Yep. Um, definitely gonna check that out. I wonder who they'll start off with. They should start off with like Mace. They got the one of the shows. It's probably a relatable character. I yeah, feel it's like gotta be a star. banger. Start off with Heat. Qui Gon Jinn. Qui Gon. Ahsoka. He doesn't really ever have any backstory, right? No, not much. He's cool. No, not too much. Um, but I think that's pretty much gonna wrap it up for episode seven of Andor, I believe, right? Yeah, solid, solid coverage there. I think we we got most of it. Yeah. Like I said, I'm looking for this show is way, in my opinion at least, way better than Obi Wan and Boba Fett was. I'm way more like into it every single week. It just feels like it, the writing is so much better. Like the storytelling and the intricacy, the detail. It's just less corny. It's more adult. The whole show is just so much more like grounded. The on you can just tell like the the on site shootings is so much better than all the CGI shit. It just looks so much better. Yeah. I'm just so glad too. As soon as um, when Andor got to that planet at the end there, that new planet was like what is it, Neomoso Niam- or whatever mm. it was. Yeah. I was just so happy to just see a planet that didn't say Tatooine because <laughs> yeah, I was just like for sure just ready for it. I was like, all right, he's leaving. Where are we going? The fucking cantina. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's all we go to. It was just so nice to go somewhere else. You know what I mean? So the sure. first episode is Ahsoka Tano, Ahsoka. Like her birth, and I didn't realize they're all coming out tomorrow. They're all coming out tomorrow. Yeah. 
Oh my god! How many are there? Uh, I think six. Let's go! One, two, three, four, five, six, yep. Let's go! Half hour? Hour? Uh, doesn't say length. I would imagine half hour. Yeah. Yeah, I I'd say so. 30, 35 minutes. Cool. Depending on character. That'd be sick. That'd be something to dive into. We'll definitely talk about that at some point in the book yep. for sure. Um, but let's uh, let's dive on into House of the Dragons, yeah. Finale. Yep. The Hello finale. Um, I would say right off the top, if this wasn't a finale episode, I would have really liked it. Mm. Agreed. This if... needed to be episode nine. Yeah, Ooh. I definitely. I think if this was last week's, I would have been a big, 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 big fan of it. I really, really enjoyed the episode. I just don't think it works like as a finale. It does not. At least to me. That's just my personal opinion. But I, That's hey. where I disagree with you on you can't have that be the finale and then do two years in between the next season coming out. Mm-hmm. If that was episode nine and then you had a really good action-packed episode ten, I'd be totally fine with the two-year layover. They, they left too much out on the table, and I just feel like you can't have that be the season finale. And not come out until two years later down the road. Yeah, I agree. Can't do it. I think it's just going to be so yeah. weird too to open up a season and we're just going to be like kind of dealing with like a fallout of like Luke's death. Like, is that how we're gonna? You know what I mean? The aftermath. It's going to come in hot. It's going to come in hot. Yeah. I hear what you guys are saying. Uh, and they definitely had they had like three or four things equally as big as what we like of the Luke I got death. You. That they, that they didn't use. So I feel like they're going to unload on us. Season it's two. Like it's going to come quick and like some. Big shit is going to happen right away. This okay. is this is going to be like the the story building season. No, it definitely was. It so absolutely was. In that regard, I feel like it needs a little more slack, and yeah. you guys might see it differently after more comes out. I think down the road, once this all unfolds, every season unfolds, we'll look yeah. back on it. And we'll say, okay, Very this, this is fine. But just but, in the in the present, being right now, yeah, I'm a little aggravated that it's going to take two hours. I mean, two hours, two years. Yeah. To have this unfold, and, and but once did, we're able to just hold rip back. through them, yeah, once you rip through all the episodes and all the seasons, I think it'll be a lot, yeah, a lot I, better. I, I was wishing that they would did one or two of those things I was talking about, like those other big events. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they could have kept it going with this whole domino effect a yeah. little bit, but I understand. They'll get what, to I understand it. what they were doing. Last yeah. week's episode was about the high towers, the greens. This is about the Targaryens, the Blacks. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Can't have it end that way. Yeah, these these two yeah, last episodes go very like hand in hand. Shot you know beautifully I mean? though. Two sides of the coin. Oh, oh yeah, honestly, awesome, thought it, honestly awesome, thought it was the awesome best. Shots. Might have been the best uh, like shot yeah. episode of the entire season. I agree. There was some Most really awesome too. scenes that just looked ridiculous, and not even just they were just some that like the 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 demon scene when he goes down into the dragon pit was awesome. That was <laughs> fucking. Yeah. I fucking Bad loved ass. it. Him just singing an old Valerian, just fucking strolling on down. I was like, who are we gonna find down yeah. here? Because it's gonna be someone big. Like, and I got it was. I, yeah, I've got a translation of the lyrics. That's awesome. We'll yeah. definitely get to that. That's it, great. It's, I love it's that. It's equally cryptic, but it's worth checking out. All right, so we'll go through it. Let's uh, let's dive on in. We got episode ten, the finale, the Black Queen. <laughs> And this episode, like we were kind of just saying, is going to play very much right off of episode 9. Where episode 9 was all about the Greens and Allison and Aegon kind of taking their real final stance before this dragon dance pops off. This is going to be the exact same thing for the other side. We open up and we are going to see that Luke is at the war table. Which, is this the same exact war table that Stannis is at? Yeah, it looks different in this. 
compared to Game of Thrones. Yeah, it but looks it's, fucking awesome in this. But it's the same one. It's, uh, <laughs> it's the one that Aegon built when he conquered That's what Seven I thought. Kingdoms. Yeah. That's weird. I was literally saying to Steph, I was like, I wonder if this is the same table and they just, like, Stannis was just never smart enough to figure out how to turn the lights on on this table. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like it, right? He didn't look underneath the switch. He didn't yeah. see the switch yeah. on the table. Yeah, it's, it's just called the painted table. For That's real. That's how it's known. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that got the lower illumination thing. That it's, thing was awesome. It was wicked cool in it. Can they turn yeah. it on and shit? That was really cool. Kind of similar to how the the cat's paw dagger needs fire and heat to reveal all the info it has, you know? I like it. The table needs it too. Targaryens using their fire. Keep yeah. keep little secrets, basically. Exactly. Um, but we're gonna see Luke standing at this like this war table, and he is doubting himself. Shaka. That's all he's done this entire show, in my opinion. When he's not doubting himself, he's staring at the camera with his mouth open like this. <laughs> I didn't think of that. I just want to slap him. Dude, it drives me crazy. I don't know how this kid got this job. I don't get it. He drives me crazy. I'm honestly, I'm not even going to lie. I'm glad that I don't have to see him anymore. I'm very Spoiler. glad I don't have to see him anymore. Spoiler. I do not enjoy this kid at all. But he is just sitting there and he's been doing, like I said, what he's been doing. He's been doubting himself. He's like, yo, Ma, I can't rule, you know, Driftmark, friggin' um, Granddad, which is the sea snake. He's like the greatest sailor basically of all time in the history of Westeros. He's like, I get fucking seasick anytime I get on a boat for two seconds. He's like, I, I, I can't do this. I can't rule. I don't want it. Right now, I was like, dude, you don't get a choice in this shit. We fucking are born into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was the same age as you. And yep. my dad named me. And yeah. Um, and he's going to say, like, you know, and she's actually, she's like, I was the same age. She's like, I'm going to say, I, I was afraid, too. She's like, I, you know, I was nervous. I was, you know, I had some doubt kind of thing. I was feeling like you were feeling. And he's like, yeah, I'm not like you. I'm not perfect. And she's just like, well, I'm not perfect either. My father helped me. I'll help you. We'll get there. You know what I mean? We'll learn. And then at that moment, we're going to have a god come strolling on in. And he's going to be like, hey, uh, Rainey's just arrived on Dragonback. And she wants to talk to you and Damon pronto. Which if I was Rainey, right away, I would have been like, well, that's weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that seems kind of suspect. Like, why would she fly over here unless something was wrong? You know yeah. what I mean? She assumed that it was about Corlys, but yeah, turned quickly. Yeah. Uh, so that's exactly what we go to. Raynara, Damon, they meet with Rainies. It's the three of them. They're in a little chamber by themselves. And I think, yeah, Raynara's an ass. Like, oh, this is about Lord Corlys, basically. And right away, she's just like, the king's dead. Yeah. <laughs> he did. <laughs> no and time I'm sorry wasted. about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no time wasted, though, at all. Just, like, cuts right through the bullshit. Like, don't worry. This isn't about me. Your husband's dead. Your immediate husband. Your father's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's going to, you know, kind of start laying out what happened. Aegon was brought in as successor. They made him, you know, king basically in front of the masses. And as soon as, like, she starts kind of talking about this, you see Rhaenyra go to, like, her her pregnant belly, like, in like in a little bit of pain. Like, she kind of, like, whippers. Which I was like, what the hell? Like, how these things coincide and shit like that? Yeah. Um, was it? Getting, like, stressed out. like Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good call. I, I always think it's something, cause... like, fantasy with this show. I don't even yeah. think of just, like, actual regular people's shit. Yeah, I mean, I know that's... Stress is bad for babies. Yeah, it's, it causes miscarriages and shit if you have, have some crazy stress or some intense moment. I My guess. brain literally never went there one time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, always just thinking of, like, voodoo and Game of Thrones. Well, it is, like, I mean? literally each word it hits her, so it, it yeah. seems more magical. Like... No, that's a good call, though. Yeah. I like that. Um... Damon is going to be, uh, he's going to go, he's going to ask how she, like, how, how did the king die? And Rainey's going to say, I can't say for sure. And right away, he instantly, he's just like, all right, well, he was, he was slain. You know what yeah, I mean? Reaches for his sword. And like, yep. Yeah. Um, Rainara, she's going to be like, oh, all right, the king's dead and you're here. This, they, they asked you to fucking bend the knee, didn't you? Pretty smart. She was 
always thinking she's she's a chess player. She's good. She's born to rule. She gets the game. She knows how it's played. Right. And Rainey's kind of almost seems like she is a little bit like thinking like that same thing. Like she's oh look at you like you ain't dumb. Good job. That's exactly right. You're spot on. Yeah. And they're like all right. Well, like then how are you here if you refuse? Kind of a thing. She's like, well, I fucking blew up out of that motherfucker and <laughs> flew off basically on Dragonback. And then Damon's gonna be like, well, wait, you. They had a coronation for the king, and, and you flew out of there on Dragonback, and you, you could have lit them all the fuck up. Like, they killed my brother. They stole his throne. You didn't think to light these motherfuckers on fire? Ding, ding, ding. Oh, for real. I was oh. really close to doing that. She, yeah. She doesn't quite get that far into it, but she, Would, she was really close. She was, like, thinking about it hard. Yeah. She's going to say exactly what the writers said last week on the pre-show, on the post-show thing, which is that it wasn't her her war to fight. Which makes no sense. But then to me. she, yeah, we'll get into it because but, she directly oh. goes against it with Lord Corliss. Yeah, it makes oh, no sense. God. It's totally illogical. It's coming. But. Seems like she's just waiting to talk to him first. I uh, guess she's same, a loyal wife. The same way that she, she doesn't. Is a loyal she doesn't kneel at the, the coronation. Of, yeah, no, she doesn't. Sure doesn't. For same, for the same reason. She's yeah, just waiting. I, I thought it was weird at the time, but I think it's kind of cool at the same time too. Yeah, I got you. I got you. She is. She's loyal. She's a loyal, loyal wife, man. She doesn't do anything without her husband's consent kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I can get pressured into anything because everybody else is declaring. You know, she's like, no, I got processes for this. We're, we're going to go talk to my, my hubby first. Yeah. If he lives. Right. <laughs> and we see him again. Right. <laughs> a lot of good things happen. Um, but Rainey's is, you know, basically says, like I said, not her water stop. And uh, she says, the greens are coming. She says, the greens are coming for you. Basically, we all need to get the fuck out of here, like, right now. And Raynara is her pain is going to, like, elevate to a, a level that's been worse than it has been for the rest of the scene. And you can tell that she's, like, really in some agony. And she's going to, like, basically, like, reach down, like, you know, in between her leg kind of thing. Pulls out blood all over her hand. Which I was, like, right away, like, oh, that's not, like, good. And she's just, like, the baby's coming. But she didn't seem worried about it. So I was kind of just like, all right, maybe this is normal. I have never been around a fucking pregnancy, so I'm not going to pretend I know what the hell is going on. Yeah, I was confused, though, because she didn't, she didn't seem like she was huge. Right. That's what, exactly. All right. Yeah. You were with me. Yeah. She was like, all right. Like, Same thing. I'm not, not claiming to know there, what's going on. Yeah. But like, she yeah. doesn't seem too big. Right. right. She's know. already had four of these kids now at this point. She's yeah. like, oh, yeah, all right, time for f- number five. Yeah. You know? I didn't think that yeah. she seemed worried, but right away I was Blood's not good. Yeah. Bad. I know water breaks. Shouldn't be bleeding yet. I don't think. Yeah, I, again, I don't know. <laughs> just <laughs> wrong just, guy. Me, just me looking at wrong it. Seem bad. <laughs> uh, and we're going to see that she is kind of like, you know, in her birthing room. She's like strutting around, though. She's clearly in a ton of pain. And we're going to see that Damon at the same time. He's already kind of drawing some of the lords into the war room. And they're kind of starting to go over how they're going to defend Dragonstone. Um, but it just seems like she's in, again, like we just saw the blood. She's like, walking around. None of like, it, it seems like she's frantic too, because none of like the, um, like the little maid keeper things, like none of them can even like kind of get her to like listen or talk or yeah. like they're all like, you know what I mean? It's like she forced them all away. It's like fucking leave me alone kind of a thing. The mace is on the other side of the room too. Yeah. Um, and then the mace is also going to kind of like throw it in like, this is, this shouldn't be happening. Like she's still got a couple months left kind of a thing. Like. This is not normal. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. And Raynara overhears him, and she's just like, well, it is fucking happening. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> it's it intense. It does. It does. Um, we go back to, like, Damon in, like, the, the war council room, and he's, like I said, he's still kind of, you know, planning the attacks and stuff. They're saying they're going to send some messages out. They're going to start sending some, you know, uh, ravens to the families to try to tighten up some alliances. But the whole time, you can just hear Raynara just, like, screaming from the chamber. Yeah. 
just like Jesus Christ, man, it's brutal. I did not like. They've done a lot of baby birth and stuff this this season, which I didn't mind. I I didn't enjoy. Yeah, I was gonna say that I didn't enjoy the other ones, but this one for some reason really bothered me a lot more. I got fucking made me feel kind of nauseous. Yeah. Uh, we see while this is happening, Luke and Jace, they're down on the beach. They're training with their swords. They got a couple of gods there keeping an eye on them, kind of teaching them up a little bit. And Jace seems like he's a little bit more intense than we've last seen him because it seems like he's always been like the good older brother, kind of a calm, cool, collected, headed kid. He's going to kind of give his brother the business, kind of kicks his ass, and then he's going to kind of be rough with him, kind of like grabs him like, what the hell are you doing kind of a thing, pushing him around sort of. Seems like Jace getting a little... A little more intense in his old age. He knows, it seems like he might know that war time's coming. Luke, meanwhile, yeah. is doubting, him, doubting himself about everything, you know what I mean? Seems yeah. like these brothers are kind of drifting, not drifting apart, but they have different mentalities, very different personalities. Yeah, and Jace is more of a man. Luke is still a kid. Like, That's true. They're like yeah, they're what, a few years in the 18, pop, right? 14 or something. I don't know. That's the vibe I get. I don't really know what exactly they have him at in the show. Yeah. But. but clearly you can tell, like I said, Luke's been doubting himself like crazy, and Jace... She seems like he's starting to, you know, get a little bit of that strong strength. Right? I know. It's in their blood. Um, we're going to see that Princess Rainey, she's going to come down to the boys while they're training. And she's going to say, hey, boys, mom needs you right freaking now. So that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to fly on up to their mom's room. And Reynaro's going to kind of give them a quick little uh, little four-on-one lowdown on what's going on. King's dead. The Greens have usurped the throne. Uh, and R- Jace right away is going to be like, what are we doing about it? She's like, nothing. We ain't doing nothing about it right now. We ain't doing anything about it until I give the order to do something about it. And he's like, you know, where's Damon kind of a thing? She's going to be like, that's kind of why I was calling you up here. She's like, I need you to basically, it kind of seemed to be like, she's like, I need you to go like slow him down kind of. Yep. He's planning, his, he's playing his game of war over there with the guys. We're not making any moves yet. Go and kind of be annoying basically until yeah, she, I'm back on my feet. Lays down the stakes real quick. She's like, I'm now the queen. You're my heir. I need you to make sure no one does anything that I don't say is going to happen. He's like, he, he understands. He catches a drift. Yeah. It's like, all right, you yeah. got a ma. Yeah. Ma. Lo- loyal kid. He, he knows what yeah. he's doing. Yeah. Um, we hear that the sea, we go to like the war council and we see, we hear that the sea snake is actually alive. He's doing a little bit better from his wound. Damon going to be like, all right, great. Like, perfect. Where's he headed? We don't know. We don't know where he's headed. <laughs> it's to be decided. Yeah. Hopefully it's heading over here this way because obviously we need that fleet. But good to know that the Sea Snake's doing a little bit better. We know that Damon also, we find out he's going to be planning to go meet with... There's a lot of name drops of families that we know, obviously, from yeah, Thrones in this. But this is like the first one I thought he's going to say, oh, he was going to go meet with uh, Lord Tully. Mm-hmm. Go and try, and try and tighten up that, that's, that relationship there. And as he says that, Jace comes pretty much strutting on into the room and he's like, no, you ain't, bro. <laughs> and Damon, you can tell right away, just like fucking like, no, nah, it's not the time, dude. Like, I ain't playing daddy right now, dude. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and he's like, actually, he kind of is a little bit, though. He's going to try to almost kind of give him the little the little kid routine. Like, oh, look, it's just in time. I wanted you to go secure the skies on your dragon. Why don't you go fly around on your dragon and yeah. have fun? Be a good boy, okay? Go go keep yourself entertained. Yeah, while the adults talk. Yeah, for real. Yeah. And um, Jace, he ain't, he ain't being pushed off. Like, he's not just being turned into a soldier. He's not dumb. Like, he's like, I was sent here with a mission. He's like, did you just hear what I said? Like. Did you not? Did you not just fucking hear me? Mm-hmm. Uh, Damon gonna basically down. blow right past him. Just gonna ignore the little the little command. Basically says, "Hey, send out the ravens. Continue as we all are fucking doing." The lords kind of look at him a little bit, like hesitant, like, "Ooh, should we?" 
end up going through with it. Damon's an intimidating guy. You ain't going to say no to Damon either. He still slows his roll, though. He Definitely. He stops from, like, all right, everybody go now to yeah, let's send some Ravens. Yeah, send some Ravens. I can get away with that. <laughs> and then uh, delivers a little cool little thing. Got to grab, you know, goes over to Jason, goes, I'll, uh, you, I'll show you what real loyalty is. And mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. I found that cool little line just because obviously that's exactly what Jason's doing. He's trying to be loyal to his mom. Right. You know what I mean? But at the same time, calling out Damon in front of all of his fucking, all of his supporters basically too. Because, you know, by association, he is kind of king sort of. You know what I mean? King console, I think is what they actually call it. Right. But, you know, it's he doesn't want weird... his integrity questioned either. Especially by some fucking kid in front of all these important lords, his armies, his general and shit. It's like, dude, come on, man. You're... For sure. It's a weird power dynamic though. Because he definitely he is the heir. Jace is the heir to the throne, not not Damon. So Jace is almost ahead of King Consort in that regard. I don't know. Oh, I got you. Yeah, because he's like heir to be king. I got yeah. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Might, like, like Damon will never be king, bit. no matter what. That's true. I got you. Jace is heir to be king. Don't tell Damon that. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> don't. According to how it's currently set up, that's don't, how it is. Don't but, tell him. That. Yeah, that's why he's <laughs> more pissed about it. Uh, but we're going to go see right to what Damon's lesson was. We see Damon and Jace. We are, you know, outside on the, the cliffs of Dragonstone. And we have these two the two members of the King's God that have been with us at Dragonstone. Yeah. Now, were they or, were they here because Raynara was the heir? Or were they here because... I think they were there defending Raynara. Rhaenyra and Damon, yeah. Okay. Because, yeah. like I said... Doing she's their heir. duty as, yeah, as King's Guard kind of thing. Okay. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. So... Um, Damon is basically going to say, hey, like you guys, King's God, you guys remember the oath you took? And they're like, oh, yeah, I remember I'm good. They're like, all right, well, guess what? The king's dead. Queen, like, you know, usurped the throne. Like, you guys remember the oath you swore when he made Raynara heir? And they were like, hell yeah. And they're like, all right, so who are you loyal to? They're like, the princess. He was like, great, good stuff. I want you to swear a new oath to her as your queen and, you know, the whole King's God speech thing that they do. Um, this was an awesome scene too. One of the good shot scenes. Yeah, like, yeah. This Strax is yeah. right on the side of him. That's actually yeah. Right now, it's when yeah, the, w- the way that down. They, the way that they shot it was so cool. Yeah, kind of added to that intimidation factor Yo, a little time. bit. Like, which side do you want to be on? Yeah. You know what I mean? Caraxes flies on in, lands right next to him, and like you said, it's all like he's kind of just standing there, like sword on hilt thing. But like Caraxes is like in the background, but they look at their side by side. Very cool. Very very cool yeah. shot. I'd say this is also the first time we really see. Or not the first, but how deep Damon's connection is to his dragon. Yeah, they don't talk to each other. Mm. He just the dragon reacts to what Damon like wants. It's yeah. like like the most obedient dog ever. You know, yeah. like just like I know my owner wants this, exactly. and here I am. Right, and, right, right. They share one brain. Yeah, and we'll get into it more later too. But Damon seems to understand dragons better than everybody else. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think he's been he's one of those people that comes to me off as like very proud to be born a Targaryen. You know what I mean? Like yep. he realizes that he was born into this great, unique family, and he wants to make the all of it. Yep. Very much the vibe that he gives off. Um, but like I said, these two guys, they're like, all right, yeah, you know, no problem. They see Caraxes, obviously. They're like, oh, okay, you know, this sounds pretty good, and then. Damon delivers a pretty sweet line, which he delivers like three or four this episode that I thought would just fucking heat. But he's, you know, basically, if you guys just say that you guys swear, if you guys aren't team right now, if you're loyal to the, the king and queen, or king and Allison, just say so now. You'll get a clean and honorable death. And um, if you guys lie and you guys swear fealty and then turn cold later, you'll die screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Laying down the law, but I thought yeah, I thought that was just pretty fucking gangster. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna swear fealty and stay loyal. That's Actually, my, they didn't. That's they didn't say anything incorrectly the whole time, too. They're like, no, they got it all right. All right answers. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right. It's got to be done, though. You know what I mean? That's the, especially the, all these people in Game of Thrones land. They're all so true. Well, not all of them, but so many of them are so true to their freaking words and their uh-huh. oaths and shit. And in Game of Thrones, though, it's also kind of considered like voiding an oath if you do it at sword point. I don't know why he would do it that way when they're already agreeing. Because Damon don't give a motherfucker. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm giving you the choice. Yeah. But, I don't know. You see Jace, too. They go, the camera pans to him for a second. He kind of drinks the whole, like, kind of the whole thing in. You know what I mean? It seems like this kind of might be, like, a little bit of a learning moment for him. He's like, all right, we're, like, little iron fist ruling. I get it. I got it. I got it. (laughs) Lay down the law. But it uh, seems like we just got two uh, two members of the King's God, basically. Team Team Black. Let's go, baby. Nice thing to have. You can never have yeah. too many King's God, you know what I mean? Best swordsman it's in the realm. Start. Yeah, symbolizes a lot, too, to, to people looking in. That's you know? true. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, definitely like a good uh, sign of like good faith, basically, mm-hmm. to the rest, of the, the rest of the kingdoms. Yep. And then we are going to go to what I would argue is just the worst scene of like all time, basically. It made me feel fucking sick. Uh, Reynara is going to be given birth. Mm. And it was it was awful. It was really really bad. The screams, the sounds of not the screams, but the birthing scenes were awful. The wet squishiness. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of cool that they would do they were doing quick like flashes of dragon of a dragon too. Like the dragon was feeling the same pain that yeah. she was feeling. Like I like that. Actually, kind of like what you were just hinting at with Damon and his dragon. Like they have a connection that extends beyond words. Right. Kind of the same thing. It seemed like every time that she would scream in pain. The yeah, you see the drag, but God Almighty, didn't offset how yeah. gross it was. Yeah. It was a cool, a cool little thing to do, though. Like, yeah, especially like kind of what you were just saying, the connection between per- like rider and dragon, which wow. we're gonna see later on in the episode is a fucking big problem for some people. Right. Well, I also couldn't tell if that was her dragon or not, Cyrax. Oh, I just uh, assumed it was. I don't know because um, in in the book, one of, like the guy Mushroom, I've mentioned him before. Yeah. He has like the more outrageous stories version of events. Um, he said that, that this baby was born with dragon-like birth defects and had like a, a, a tail and stuff, kind of similar to Daenerys's, baby? Daenerys's like cursed baby that gets born. No shit. Uh, so I was looking out for that in the first place, but but maybe cool. that's uh, Rhaenyra, like her like POV, seeing it happen yeah, or like, yeah, yeah, feeling yeah, the yeah, dragon yeah. inside her or something like that. I don't know. I didn't. It didn't look like Cyrax. And it, I don't know. It seemed more like that, but oh. but the, the baby didn't have any clear defects or anything. There was like some weird shit on its head. I figured yeah, it was just yeah. like birth stuff, but could have been scales. Or Again, something. we're not experts. Again, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> the technical term is birth stuff. <laughs> if you want to get scientific, if I had any balls, I would absolutely title this episode "Birth Stuff." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to get technical. Uh, yeah, no, that that would have been fucking wild if they had done that. If they had brought it out with, like, dragon scales and wings, like, right. Daenerys' little baby was all fucked up. That, so, uh, that was the rumor from Mushroom. But it doesn't, doesn't seem like it was that clear, uh, at least. But but that's the kind of, I don't know, I got, got that question going from her having those dragon flashes. Yeah. And it didn't look like her dragon. Huh. Um, all right, word. She's also, so, like we said, obviously painful birth pretty gross she's also gonna literally deliver the baby standing up which is fucking yeah. wild just plops it down just on plops the floor just it fucking down <laughs> on the floor and unfortunately the baby never uh, never really has his first breaths never lets out a cry or movement the baby is unfortunately still born yeah looked all wrapped up in its cord kind of thing. yeah very very sad yeah 
Very sad after being very grossed out. You know, it's just a terrible combination. Yeah, I did a full look away. Like, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> Even didn't the look away is bad because you can still hear the sounds, though. Yeah, like, it was. <laughs> look away and ah, it doesn't help. Show. It yeah. was. It was tough. It was tough. Um, we see her, like, literally prepare the baby herself, too, which I thought was just a nice little mom moment, basically. She's in there with the, the silent sisters preparing the baby for the funeral, wrapping it herself. Yeah. Um, and then we are going to go to literally the, like, the funeral service that we do for the Targaryens. We put the body on, um, like, one of those little processions. We're going to light the whole thing on fire, like the Targaryens do. Mm-hmm. Everyone, the whole, you know, the whole Dragonstone is gathered for this funeral. Rhaenys is there. Obviously, all the kids, the gods, all, all, all people, the lords and stuff. Um, and then we have a newcomer joining to the midst, which led to a very cool scene and a moment of real sadness and pretty, pretty awfulness. Yeah. A pretty cool moment ended up turning into it. We kind of went from a funeral and we basically turned it into almost like a coronation moment. Uh, we see that Lord Eric, who is the one that was trying, who basically broke Rainies out of her room last week and was able to free her. After getting separated from her at the end of episode nine, we didn't. she flew off on Dragonback. We didn't know what happened to this guy. Well, not only did he make his way to Dragonstone, he also managed to fucking do a little pickpocketing before he left. Yeah, stole Viserys' crown. The but, golden crown. Yeah, because uh, the Greens chose to use, Conquerors. I think it was Aegon the Conqueror's yeah, original crown, which sick. which they thought was like really symbolic and everything, but they kind of missed out. They, I, I agree. Like letting, letting Rhaenyra get the same crown that her father had. Just continued, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I feel like it's way more symbolic. Yeah. Uh, Lord Eric, he's fucking... Right away, like when he shows up, the uh, the other two kings got that newly sworn in, basically to Rainara. Right away, go to like draw swords. He's like, "Brothers, at ease. I ain't here for that kind of stuff." And they're like, "Oh, sweet, let's go!" <laughs> Thank God. Pulls the crown out right away, though. Just goes down to one knee and swears fealty right there on the spot. Doesn't yeah. no conversations, no nothing. Very poetic oath, too. Just yeah, like, very cool. But when you show up with that, when you show up with that crown, man, that's like. You go from this guy being questioned a little bit to like now you're going up the ranks, bro. Like that's a big move, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's some serious respect right there. You were able to steal that thing. I'm sure that wasn't easy. Good for you. I like it. I like what you're doing here. You're gonna be a good guy for us. Yeah. Um, so now we got these two brothers on opposite ends of this war, for sure. We already kind of seen it last week, but now we we really see one turn sides. Turn right. sides. Yeah, we'll see if they cross paths at some point. So. Oh, I'm sure they will, baby. Game of Thrones yeah. always gives us those justice moments. I'm sure they'll come together. Yeah. Fucking kill one another. We'll see. We'll see. Um, then we see Damon. He's going to go grab the crown, and he's going to go over. He places it on Raynar's head, goes down to one knee himself, my queen. And then we see everybody that else was here, like we said at this funeral, all of the kids, all of the lords, all of the soldiers, every single person in attendance except for Rhaenys, because she's a bitch, bend the knee to our new uh, to our new rightful queen, Prince uh, Queen, queen Raynar. Queen Raynar. But it's the same stubbornness that made her not burn all the greens too. true yeah but, which we don't like either yeah no, but, no true don't. but that's just, you know she's consistent at least yeah know? she's waiting for her boy they can decide together yep and dude fucking as soon as I, they do like that you know like that pull away shot a little bit and they show Raynar with the crown on i was like oh my god man i, was like, I you put that crown on I was like, she looks just like her dad she looks just yeah. like viserys does with that crown the hair and shit i was like oh my god yeah it fit her well yeah, 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 right, huh? Perfect, one size fits all crown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, I haven't really, like, I ever once really said, like, oh, yeah, they look a lot alike. But, like, in that moment, I was like, oh, I, I, obviously that's what they're going for. You know what I mean? That's what they want the audience to think. It's like, oh, wow, look at the the, connect, the similarities. Yeah. But I was like, oh, wow, they, they killed it. I was like, 
she looks just like him. Well done. Yeah, it was really, really well done. Like I said, it went from a really sad scene to uh, a pretty pretty badass little scene. I really enjoyed it. It's like outside on the cliffs and stuff, Dragonstone looking mint, another another good scene that looked really nice. Yeah, but, and, I, and I was initially kind of mad at Rainey's for not kneeling, but Rhaenyra didn't seem to take offense to it. She and, didn't. And I thought it was kind of, like I said, it was more consistent with her character. Rhaenyra's smart. Same stubbornness she had at not burning those guys. She, she yeah. Like waiting to see and Reynara knows, she's like, I could sit here and express some annoyance with you not bending the knee and make a thing out of it, or I could just let you come to the decision on your own, I can get your armies and make the best of the situation. Right. She knows what she's doing. Right, she's still 98% supporting Rhaenyra. Yeah. She just is waiting to tip over the edge to kneeling. And yeah, She knows She knows what's coming. She's playing smart. She's, she's going to be a good queen. Yep. I've been saying that since the jump. Um, we go to the war council kind of thing, and we see, like we were mentioning earlier, we see the war table, and it's getting lit up, which is sick. Yeah. We see that if you, like, basically, like, pour some, like, lava flame, or whatever the fuck you want to call it, some lava, into this little thing, it runs underneath the table, and the whole thing just lights up. And I was just like, that is so dope. I yeah. thought it looked wicked cool. Very cool. And yeah, only heat can reveal the secrets, same as the, the dagger. Yeah, 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 right, 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 right. But very fucking, very cool. Like I said, I, I just my first thought was like, why the hell did Stannis... Actually, and Daenerys, too. She was at the table for a little bit. Only like the last season or two there. But yep. she didn't figure out how to make it work either. And she is a Targaryen, you know what I, I mean? Know, they're missing out. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> um, we see that... Uh, so we're going to kind of form our first real council now. Because like, the, the previous ones, obviously, Rhaenyra was on the birthing bed and stuff. Now we've really, you know, we sworn her in as queen. Let's start, you know, start getting these plans together, basically. We see that she lets... Uh, Raina and Bella, or Bela, really? uh, Damon's two daughters, they join the war table too. Another good sign for Rainies, because obviously if all of her grandchildren are on this side and they're actually having a cause in it and they're playing a role in it, she's more inclined to check us out and stay with us, you know what I mean? Yep. Small yeah, Raina is her cupbearer, which is the same role that Rhaenyra played for her father. Oh, perfect. There you and, go. And yep. like, that's yep. what let her be at all the council meetings and all that. Great way to learn. Hear yep. all the businesses, all the ins and outs. Um, then Reynara is going to ask for the numbers. Basically, she's going to say, "How are we looking? You know, how are we looking for troops?" And right away, Damon's Damon's going to say, 30 knights, a hundred archers, and three hundred men at arms." And I was just like, "That's it? Yeah, that's our army. <laughs> we have like four hundred guys." I was like, "Fuck me, we're screwed. Oh, we're gonna have to do some recruiting." He also mentions he's got some guys in the in the Knights Watch still over in King's Landing that might be loyal to him. That might turn like turn coat, but. Not exactly oh, sure yeah. how many. The gold cloaks. Gold the gold cloaks. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the Knights of Us. The gold cloaks there. Yeah. I got some guys. Uh, the City Watch. There you go. Yeah. Um, got some gold cloaks that might turn cold. You know what I mean? Come join the cause, but right. don't but, know how many. But yeah, they need some they need some Baratheon, Tully army action going. Stark, right. Stark army, something. Right. So we need to start sending out some fucking ravens, like you said, to send all, all to these families. We find out that the Sea Snake, some good news. We, uh, we find out the Sea Snake is heading to Dragonstone. Mm-hmm. So if he's heading here, I mean that's got to be more good news for our cause that he's going to be joining the right side of things. I'd imagine. Yeah, um, yep, he's, yeah, feeling feeling better. He's going to survive, which is good. All good stuff. We'll wait until uh, we have a decision. But we find out that the Riverlands are going to be a very crucial pr- crucial part, basically. I guess to our success, just to kind of move around the map. It seems like. Well, we want to get all these other houses. It seems like that's just more crucial and like i said the, the the migration basically of our move to the throne the king's landing right obviously like we want the starks but they're all the way up fucking north so like while we'd like to have them not as crucial as some of these other things yep i think uh i don't know if it's this scene or the next one but 
Damon, Damon eventually IDs Hall as the ideal starting point. Yeah, yep. Maybe the, maybe the next one. Um, I'd actually like to, at this point, like when we kind of stop mentioning the Riverlands, is when that one lord is going to chime up, basically, like the annoyed guy, and just like, yeah, like, but what about the dragons? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've, Damon just kind of starts listing them all off. Yeah, right. he gives us the full rundown. He really does. Was it 14 to 4 or something? 13 like to 4. 13 to 4. Uh, that's including, like, the wild dragons, though. That they're, yeah, but those are... While they are wild, they are currently at least residing on Dragonstone. So it's almost yeah. just like a, we are the closest. So, yeah. And he gives a hard look to Reyna also, who's the uh, the oldest of Rhaenyra and Lannister. And she doesn't have a dragon, right? Correct. Or actually, the, the yeah. She's not. She's uh, Damon and Lena's child. Right, right, right. Yeah. And she doesn't have a dragon yet. So he kind of like gives her a direct look, definitely foreshadowing that he expects her to, to claim one. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I think there's three of them that are unclean, right? Is this the part, too, where they're talking about the Starks and the, somebody says uh, the Starks have never broken a vow? In which case, I laughed and I was like, ha, 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 you have no idea what's going to happen <laughs> yeah. later on. I down think the so. Road. Is that, oh, the Starks have never is broken that a vow. that when the sea snake comes in? I missed that line. Yeah, actually, I think that's when the sea snake comes yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, the Starks never broken a vow. Like, yeah. <laughs> you stupid bastards. You guys, <laughs> you Let no me idea. tell you a story. Yeah, I'm going to blow you your mind. no idea what's going to happen. Only to the phrase. <laughs> Um, but like we said, you know, 13 dragons, the four, that's a, that's a nice, 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 right. you know, and, uh, advantage to have for sure. There's a little extra info here too. Um, the four, the fourth one, you don't really, he doesn't list and it's, uh, it's kind of like hidden so far for the greens. Yeah. So Vagar, obviously. So yeah, you only have Vagar, whatever, whatever Aegon's Aegon's dragon is. And is that one like Sunfire or some shit? And then, um, Helena's dragon is Dreamfire. Oh, that's right, Helena. I don't remember Aegon's dragon, but um, but there's actually another child of Alicent and Viserys that they haven't shown yet in the show. His name's Daron, and he's the same age as Jace. He's like a little, just barely younger than um, Helena. So it's it's very strange. They, it has been confirmed he's in the intro. You know how the intro is like a bloodline tree. Yeah. He's in, his little cog in the thing is in that. No shit. Um, and so he's, been, he's been hanging out in Old Town, apparently, this whole time. Oh, fuck you. But yeah, he has a dragon named Tesserion, and that's the fourth dragon. No shit. Oh, that's interesting. He's probably yeah. trained to be like a maester or fucking something. Yeah, shit. And, and in the book, um, actually, this kid Daron and Jace are raised together. They have the same um, wet nurse, and it's it's like kind of like a Jon Snow, Rob Stark no uh, right situation kidding. like they try really hard to make them be boys right 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 um but they just kind of left, left that part out of the show and made him basically non-existent i don't think they say his name they might be saving him for season two or just drop a huge fucking but yeah he's the fourth he's the fourth uh dragon rider oh man yeah it's a good call i didn't even because they obviously they, they there would be no way for you to know this, yeah. but they don't even talk about the ones for the uh for the greens at all you know what i mean yeah you'd have no way to know but that's that's who the fourth one is no shit i did not even I had no it's, idea. It's weird. It's very kid. strange. That's that is weirdest, fucking weird. That blew my mind a little bit. Yeah. That is. Um, but we find out, you know, Damon, like we said, we have, we have the dragons. Damon wants to be, like, really aggressive. He's like, let's rally all of our strength at Harrod Hall, like Luke mentioned. We move on King's Landing. We'll have all the fucking heads on, the green heads on spikes in, like, a fortnight, he says. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, word. Um, but then, actually, at that moment, we get our meeting a little bit interrupted. A god strolls on in and says, hey, we got a ship fucking rolling in. It's about to land. Uh, green dragon. 
Yeah, the green three-headed dragon. Green dragon. So it changed up his sigil a little bit. Yeah, sure did. They didn't waste any time doing it, too. What have you been king for fucking three days, dude? You already got your new band. It's like, so this was shit that was in the fucking works. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then Damon, Damon's pumped. Damon literally just grabs his fucking sword. He's like, all right, sweet, let's go. Watches fucking manual walls. Let's go fucking see what this is about kind of a thing. Like, let's go. Yeah. And we're going to have ourselves a nice little standoff. We go right back to the exact same wall that we were on for season, uh, for episode two. When Damon and Otto met for the first time, and very, very reminiscent of that that second uh, that second episode. Yeah, same, same, same vibes in almost every single way, basically. Yeah. Um, Otto gonna be like, "Hey, I was instructed to talk to Reynara and Reynara only. Where is she?" Sure enough, what happens? She fucking just flies right on in, makes an awesome grand entrance, just like she did in episode two. Lands right behind the greens, Otto and his men, just like, again, she does in episode two. Right. That time, she comes as more of an ally. This time, it seems like it was more of a little bit of an intimidation move. Like, now you're sandwiched in between my fucking dragon and my army kind of thing. For sure. She ends up being kind of an ally, though. She Yeah, she ends up being two-piece. She, this scene actually the... really pissed me off, to be totally honest. Not like pissed yeah. me off, but she pissed me off really yeah. fucking bad in this scene. I, it really annoyed me. I'm with it. She did a good, good amount of rage, too, but... Yeah, Otto literally says, "Hey, I got terms. Swift fealty. You guys can keep Dragonstone. You can keep Driftmark. You just lose the Iron Throne, the biggest seat of all of them. Uh, your childrens will get good seats at court. Knights will all be forgiven for their treason for working against the throne. And then we get one of my favorite scenes of all time. I mean, one of my favorite scenes. One of my favorite lines. He goes, "I'd rather." <laughs> Damon goes, "I'd rather feed my children <laughs> to their dragons than have them serve cups." For a drunken usurper cunt nice. of a king. <laughs> That's beautiful. Damn, I missed the, I missed oh, the power man, of that. Oh, man, I fucking ago. loved it. I was saying this stuff. I was like, it seemed like he was like, I don't know what one I want to go with, so I'm just going to go with all of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me use all the adjectives. Yeah, I couldn't just pick one because they were all too accurate. I'm going to go with all of them, but I'm going to feed, I'd rather feed my own kids to their dragons. I was just like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Extreme. Uh, and then he goes, let's be done with this, like this Mermis Foss. Tells one of his king's god, he goes, bring me Serato so I can do this, you know, do it myself. And then, like I said, Reynara is going to kind of fucking piss me off. And she's like, no, no, we're not going to have any fighting. Very annoying. She says, basically, you guys will have my answer on the morrow. And I was just like, what the fuck? Dude? So you're showing, Damon already got shown up by your kid a little while ago. Now he's getting shown up by you. I was like, this is not going to go over well. And I was like, not only is this not going to go over well, I was like, like, what What do you, what more do you need? Just because it hasn't been like an actual act of violence, they didn't just take like a seat from you. They took the Iron Throne from you. We don't even know if your dad actually died of legitimate purposes yet or if they actually did kill him like, like Damon's right. been hinting at. Like, now they're here and they're literally basically telling you to bend the fucking knee and we'll let you keep the little shitty chairs that you have now on your two islands cast out in the middle of the fucking seas. And yeah. uh, kids can serve cups. Like, this is an act of like This is an act of war. They were dumb enough to send her dad and these friggin' like two or three king's gods in here. Let's send them back in a box. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, she's she's just doing it slower. She, she doesn't even know who's on her side yet. They haven't gone and talked to anybody, you know. So she's you know I feel like she's almost side? stalling. I don't know. Damn. Yeah, no, I'm with you. She she does toss his thing into the sea and rims him out. That part was cool. Yeah, she rips his hand of the king um, little pin out and she rims him out, calls him a piece of shit, and 
Yeah, it says like you all that much, as much but, bite, uh, to that pin as Aegon has the throne or some shit. Right, basically everything she can say without declaring war. So she, I think she knows where it's at, but she it's, really doesn't. She knows where it's going to go it, once it tips over that point of war, and so she's trying to hold off as long as she can. And that seems like what Allison wants too. They're the only two people that don't want war. All these, all these other guys are pushing for it hard, like War Council. I, all of Allison's war council, same thing. Yeah, like, it's true. Yeah, yeah, let's like, fucking right. do this. We're actively working. To let's take go kill all these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're never gonna battle us. Yeah. Well, this is the part too when uh, when she gets like the the piece of paper that she ripped out of the book. That's what he does right now. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yep. I was gonna say maybe that's why she had a moment of hesitancy. Which also pissed me off too. I was like, right. you gotta be fucking kidding me, right? A piece of paper from a book that happened like 15 yeah. years ago. I was like, what are we talking? And you about? saw it in like the the previously on deal too. Yeah. You know, so it was right, like you knew it was gonna recircle back eventually. It does um, have some symbolism, though, because it is. Uh, it, it was that book about Nymeria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's like a great explorer from a long time ago, and, and someone that they're going to do a spinoff show on. Oh, that's right. I did actually I hear like that. Thousand, like, ships. Uh, thousand ships. Yep, yep, yep. And so that, that, that's the girl that uh, already named her Direwolf after. Yep. And uh, the translation of that page talks about how, like, when Nymeria says, Nymeria does fleet dispersed at the coming of the first storms, sweeping them across the sea, east and west, lashing the nation together with ropes and cables so she she basically had this massive force of a thousand ships and she used it she dispersed it gave up her power and used it to patrol like the whole world and hold everything together and that's like that's what the the quote was about in the interesting book. so that's what she's that's the symbolism also just the reminding her of the relationship they had together yeah the, like semi-romantic relationship as teenagers you know that yeah. we, we talked about but yeah, she's trying. She's I trying. Yes, I guess. I just thought it was so lame. I was just like, really, like, really, <laughs> really. I would have fucking taken that. I would have thrown like, just like she just threw the hand. You take that, fold it into a paper airplane, <laughs> sail it on down, dude. You fucking sail Play it, it on, on down. Play it on. Uh, Otto, <laughs> and then yeah, Otto's basically just gonna be like, yeah, all right, like you know, uh, we look forward to basically getting your answer. And then that's when fucking David goes. The Queen can have her answer now, stuffed in her father's mouth along with his withered cock. <laughs> Nice. Like, there was three or four times he said shit this episode where I was just like, "You're amazing, dude. I love you. You're amazing. You're you're one of a kind." <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, and he does more talking in this episode than all the um, all oh, combined. Yeah. yeah, so much watching in all the other ones. Yeah, he's usually silent. Yeah, now he finally gets his time. Yeah. Um, and then that's when you know, right now I was like, "Nope, we get the answer. You're gonna get, you're gonna get your answer tomorrow," which I was like, "All right, whatever." Yeah. We go back to the war council, basically. Rhaenyra and Damon, their war council, they're at the table. And Damon, you can cl- you know, clearly tell he's been annoyed. He's, he is annoyed. You know, he's been called out twice now, once by Jace, once by Rhaenyra. And he's kind of like, you know, like kind of what I was actually just saying. They've already, like, kind of, they've been making all these pushes against us. Like, we need to defend ourselves. Like, we need to fucking make kind of like a stand. He's like, and then he mentions that, you know, we have all the dragons. He's like, so... We can just, like, go and end this thing. Like, we can go fucking grab five or six of these things, go fucking light up a bunch of people, end this war basically, like, right now. Yeah. And then was going to say something we basically heard a few times back in Game of Thrones. She's going to say, when dragons go to fight each other, there's fucking nothing left but ashes. And she's like, I don't want to be the queen of ashes. Right. Yeah, Straight out of fucking Daenerys. I don't, yeah, I do not wish to rule over a kingdom of ash and bone. It's a good line. Yeah. Just huge, huge, especially the young version of uh, Raynara reminded me a ton of Daenerys. Now that she's obviously grown up a bit, it's a little bit different, but. But yeah, that's a straight quote from Danny. Yeah. I guess Danny's straight quoting her. But. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was good little, good little, 
quote to sprinkle that in was same danny that was before she was <laughs> that's when she had good intentions yeah before uh i actually saw a couple of good things basically on after like how this episode ended i saw a few people online that were just like so see drogon just lost control daenerys couldn't get him back on guard that's uh, why really? he blew up all of king's landing i was just like i like this i like this guy you're speaking sense over here <laughs> yeah. this is a good call all right i can see it conspiracy <laughs> yeah big time conspiracy um basically though damon's gonna be like listen like they already started the war what are you gonna do about it right now she's gonna clear the fucking room which right away i was like oh shit things are about to get intense if she's clearing the room it's just yeah. you two now like oh she had business about to pick up yeah and um you know he's like you know you can't bend the knee to these people they stole your birthright and she's gonna be like dude like you do realize that i'm trying to just kind of slow slowly progress into this thing because this isn't our main goal here like we have a bigger thing and he's kind of just like you talking about kind of thing like looking at her, like confused and she's just like the song of ice and fire like Aegon's dream like the war that's coming from the north like you yeah. know all this and a <laughs> and she mentions that her dad was the one that like you know i told it to it and a fucking damon just fucking yeah. snags her by the fucking throat not his best moment yeah i was not ready for that i wasn't either and chokes just gives her a good choking for a while. Yeah. It's a longer time than I would feel comfortable choking somebody. I know. <laughs> she didn't seem too worried about it, though. It's weird. Fucking Targaryens are probably used to this kind of thing. I don't know. She's into it. Trippy shit. <laughs> um, but, you know, Damon's going to just kind of be like, listen, dude, I don't give a shit about my brother and all these dreamers, dude. Like, dragons are what made us kings, not fucking dreams, dragons. Opposite of what Viserys told her in yep. the first episode, which is... Like the control of dragons is an illusion. You yep. know, like Which we're going to find out was right. like uh, an understatement. Right. Um, but as soon as he, he's going to let her go, and then she's going to realize that she's like, yo, he didn't he didn't tell you about Aegon's dream in the Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah. And that, I think, is kind of why he snapped the way he did was because I think he now, especially now that his brother's dead, he probably thought that he was done being belittled by his brother at this point. Like, he spent his whole life being belittled by him, I felt like, or at least he felt that way. And then now he finds out, even in the moment after his death, when he's kind of trying to probably mourn him still, because it is his brother and shit, he finds out that he was still keeping something else from him, too, because he didn't trust him enough to tell him. Right. Even though Damon was the heir for a while. True. Yeah. yeah, it's a good point. That's right. And it's supposed to be the heir's job to carry it on. And you would think there should be two people that know all the time, right? Yeah. At least, at least, at least. the current and the heir. Right. So he just never trusted him to, to give it the info. Yeah. I think that was a big part of what I mean. Obviously, still not a good thing to just you know go choking your wife and shit bad, but yeah, I do think that's where a lot of it stemmed from. At least you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, something I was wondering about, like we were talking about him uh, having a lot more insight into dragons and like connection to dragons. Yeah. Um, there's a line earlier about how he like in one of the earlier episodes where Lena says that he spent most of his ten years in Pentos, like studying Valerian scrolls and things. So. He might have some, like, magical understanding of dragons. I gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and he could, I don't know, maybe he could know about the Song, the Song of Ice and Fire, Fire somehow. somehow. I don't know. Somehow, It's um, the same way that, like, Rhaegar Targaryen apparently read it in a book, right? He he realized, one, like, one day he realized, I, it seems I must be a warrior, because he read some that's shit. That's a good point. Yeah, it's so, actually a good call. And that's literally all that Damon does that whole time. He's in Pentos, and... Yeah, so I'm, I'm not. I'm not point. totally convinced that he didn't know. I, his reaction was weird for his sure. His reaction was weird. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it just confirms that Viserys didn't tell him. Mad that if he did, well, like, if he did good. find out from a book, right? 
Maybe he was thinking like, oh, she like he just didn't tell anybody. Then he finds out she does know, and it's like, right. oh, he trusted you more than he trusted me. Right. So I don't know because it's it's in some book somewhere. That's how Rhaegar finds out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe cool. unless he finds out from the dagger somehow. I don't know. But that's always possible too. Yeah. I mean, that's not the most unrealistic situation. That some soldier's chilling by a fire with his blade out, and the next thing you know, you know what I mean? It's like, right. let's oh, see what oh. happens when I hit up this Valyrian steel. Yeah. But, I don't uh, know. I feel like there's still some question marks there. We'll see. Intense scene, though. Very, very, very intense. Intense, intense, intense scene. Yeah, very. Uh, we go over to Rainey's, her chambers, and we see that the sea snake, he has arrived. He is in bed. He's uh, While he's doing better, he still doesn't look like he's, you know, ready to go fucking back into war right away. He still looks like he's a little, you know, recovering from his wounds and stuff. Yeah. Um, Rainey is pretty upset, you know, pretty mad. This guy's been away at war for a while. They just lost both their kids. She's felt pretty abandoned. Sea Snake's like, dude, I fucking lost everything. Renee's like, motherfucker, we lost everything, dude. I lost my kids, too. And you can tell he's like, shit, you're right. My bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Corliss is basically going to just, like, say, hey, like, let's retire. Like, let's move down to Florida. Let's just, like, not declare for anybody. We'll just go, you know, chill out on the beach and drink margaritas, and we'll just enjoy our last days. Yeah. And uh, Renee's is like, bro, we're in too deep. Yeah, she's like, none of our grandkids are going to be even remotely safe as long as this psychopath is on the fucking throne. Like, oh shit. And Sea Snake kind of surprised. Like, really? Like, you want to fucking back this girl? Like, she was definitely like in, involved in Lainor's death somehow. Like, nothing's really ever good come from us being loyal to her. Like, why should we go to a fucking war for her kind of a thing? Right. Rainey's going to go to bat for her big time right here. Basically, you know, she's the only person in the uh, in the entire kingdom, I think she says, that's trying to do the right thing, that's trying to avoid war. Everyone in her council is trying to push her towards it, and she's doing everything she can to avoid it. Basically, saying that she thinks she's going to be a good queen, for the, you know, for lack of a better term. Yeah, she's fully vouching. She uh, shows her what her thoughts were during all these times when she wasn't bowing and stuff, you know. But she was just waiting to, to talk it over with Corliss. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, seems like he's on the same page. He's he's willing to get past the questionable Lenor thing. Yep. If she if she is, and she's kind of his leader. It seems like at this point, she's kind of even though she was waiting for him to decide for sure, he's kind of following her. Seems like the most legitimately like strong marriage that we've seen in friggin' Westeros in pretty much ever. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he did abandon her for the last few years, they, they seem. That's back. true. That's a good point. Actually, touche, touche, touche. But you just like you but just made it seem like this wasn't your war to fight in, right? Which is why I was frustrated with it. Oh, I was too. I was. You too. literally just made a point that this wasn't your war to fight in, and you got offered this opportunity to run away and, yep. and live your life, and you turned it down. Yep. So I, that I don't understand where we're. We're going back and forth with it. It's just like the, the actions don't equal with what they're saying. Nope. That scene just didn't make any that's sense. That's what that frustrated scene from the end episode. Yeah, yeah it still it, it dates back to that one. It didn't make still any sense. That's, 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 that's the problem. problem. Yeah, right. That's just exactly what it is. Right. Well, just, when she before the um, when before like her leaving, her leaving, like her just being there with a the dragon, having the opportunity to oh, do yeah. that and not doing it. Just yeah, like it doesn't make sense. Well, like we were saying, just show she her. She does escaping. have a part to play. Like it's. Made no she sense. Couldn't, couldn't decide. Maybe it's crazy. And if she's like, she's been around the game. Like she's been around this game of ruling the Game of Thrones. Like she knows that war is on the outbreak. You know, like if you're like a, if you consider yourself like a woman of like, you know, you know, you know, like a, a warmonger and psychopath, you can save like thousands, maybe millions of lives in that moment. You kill ten people, you avoid it, um, an entire war. The kingdom, no banners are called. Everyone stays where they are. Rhaenyra and Damon are fucking king and queen, and that's it. You know what I mean? It's true. Instead, now who knows? You you're like you're, you're too 
Yeah, two granddaughters technically could maybe somehow die. If they're riding on Dragonback, who knows? Bela's gonna Bela's gonna dragon. She's riding around. She's a liability now. She can die. Your husband, he just fucking almost died fighting on the stepstones. He's old. He could die. Yeah, no, you're right. You have tons at stake in this fucking war. Don't lie to me. Don't you? She could have simplified it. Exactly. She could have simplified it a lot. Just frying them <laughs> for real. Yeah. Um, but like you said, it seems like they're on the same page. And that's exactly what's going to happen because we're going to go back to the war room. Snakesteak's going to fucking stroll on in with Rainey's. He's basically going to kind of get the get the update on where all the families are standing and stuff like that. Going to say, all right, well, you know, this isn't that good. And she's like, well, we're hoping to get a couple more. You know, we're hoping to get the, the, the stocks. I think we're hoping to get the Baratheons. And he's like, yeah, hope's a fickle thing. And she's like, well, you know, dude, you also fucking swore allegiance to me. And that's when he's just like, you're right. And I'm here to swear allegiance again. My family, my fleet, the whole thing is yours. And not only do you have the fleet and me and all that good stuff, I got better news for you. I've been fighting on the Stepstones for a while, and unlike last time, we didn't leave it unmanned. The Stepstones, the Narrow Sea, it now fucking belongs to me. Mm-hmm. And everyone at the table, you can see everyone's eyes kind of get big, and everyone's like, oh, sweet, let's set up fucking some blockades. We'll just starve these motherfuckers out, you know what I mean? Yep. If the fucking oceans are cut off, if the seas are cut off to them, there's no way for them bringing food. They'll all just be stuck in King's Landing and Red Keep. No food, they'll die, you know what I mean? They'll have to give up the throne, they'll surrender, forfeit. Exactly, yeah. It's called the gullet. That's the, the whole strait in between. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he controls that main passageway. And, Perfect. Yeah, shuts off Blackwater Bay, pretty much. Huge, huge thing to control, you know what I mean? Huge thing. Yep. Controls the tides. And obviously, we have a lot more dragons so that we can actually kind of help pr- protect these, you know, ships and whatever else, these blockades. So obviously, wood, liability to their dragons. But if we have 13 of our own to defend them, too, or, you know, however many we have right now, 10, 7, whatever. Yeah. One, four. It's a nice little nice little thing to have. Yeah. And that's basically, nice. uh, yeah, it's what Rainey's basically says. She's like, all right, word. She's like, I'll go fucking head over to that gullet myself right now on fucking Dragonback and I'll patrol it. It was just like. Okay, so now you're really getting involved. You went from being on the sidelines. Yeah, you're in it now. Like you're in it now. Yeah, <laughs> for what real. Fuck, that was man. another thing that I kind of oh. was just like, I'm, I'm very confused. Like, I don't know. Like I don't know why you do the things you do the way you do them. But <laughs> and it's such a simple thing from the last episode too. Like we were saying, you could have shot it so much differently. Yeah, you could have had the the church. What if, like. Yep. earthquake kind of deal oh my god what's going on I just see her escape with the dragon yep. you didn't have to have her come in and do that yep. and then the next episode be like oh this is what I'm going to be to be involved in this war yeah. this is dumb uh, I mean it's still not a war yet though like Rhaenyra not until the very last shot is it a war when when Rhaenyra's son dies and she's like Bullshit. It's you fucking steal on. the Iron Throne wars <laughs> yeah, on, it's on. You steal yeah. the Iron Throne wars on. Well, the queen on the other side hasn't declared war yet until uh, she's in charge, dude. She's been sitting there shouting off her feet pics to fucking Lord Corlys or whatever the fuck his name is there. The, the hot <laughs> well, yeah, her too. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra doesn't declare war till the end. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think Allison ever technically She's still in feet pics too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's got an OnlyFans. <laughs> I got you, though. Um, and then the last thing that we're going to see here before this uh, scene closes is like, all right, you know, send out all the ravens, send them off to Stark, send them off to with the Vale, and then uh, the Riverlands, send off the three ravens. And then Jace is going to be like, you know what? Don't send the ravens, send us. Dragons are faster, sends a better message, a little bit more kind of an intimidation thing, too. Lord Corlys, like, that's a great idea. Yeah. Right now, I was like, all right, sure, fine, let's fucking do it. Yeah. So we literally go right to there. This episode, fucking fast. I feel like it was kind of sort of not fast paced, but. It didn't jump around because we didn't go to the King's Landing at all or anything like that. We just stayed like on Driftmark. Right. It was just kind of like very linear, which I liked. I didn't hate it. Yeah. Um, but we see Raynara. She's going to send the boys off. 
She's going to make them swear, basically, that they are going as messengers and not as warriors. Swears on the, the like seven gods, too. Yep. Which she's trying to, like, make them embrace what the common people follow, even though... Already getting ready to be queen. Right. Even though she just had a freaking ceremonial, like, Targaryen wedding. Yep. Or not just had it, but she seems more detached from the seven than, yeah. than other people. Um, she knows that it's important for their... For what they're about to do, so. you got to be able to work with the people if you're going to rule them, kind of a thing. If you're yep. just going in there like a dictatorship, that's how you get rebellions on your hand. Yeah. Um, but we're going to send Jace off to the. Uh, he's going to go to the Vale, a uh, quick stop at the Vale, and then yep. off to Winterfell. Yeah, Winterfell, yeah. A bunch of name drops in this episode, like we said. So he's going to go do a cool little. That's going to be a long flight, I mean. Even on Dragonback, that's a fucking. Whoo! It's a long yeah. ways. Uh, then we're going to send Luke off to the Riverlands to treat with House Baratheon. Yeah. Name Storm's drops. End. Storm's End. Um. And then we see a quick little glimpse, cool little shot. We see Luke, Jace, and Princess Rhaenys, who's heading off to go defend the uh, the blockades. They all fly off on dragon together. We get three dragons flying in the air together, but yeah. always cool to see dragons at once. Yeah, a little bit of an ominous exit for Luke. He he has like he's the darkest cloud he's flying into, and, oh, no he, and shit. he gives like a little like last look over his shoulder, like looking back. No shit. It's like eh. I don't even notice. That's that. your last last little glimpse, buddy. Good luck. We go to one of the cooler scenes that I really like that I mentioned earlier. We see Damon. He is basically just climbing down into like looks like caves. You know, he's definitely like underground, very dark, just light his way with a torch. He is singing in Valerian the whole time. And as soon as I saw this, I was like, all right, we, you know, he mentioned that we have three dragons that are unclaimed, that he's got to be going to go try and uh, find one of these things. And sure enough, that's who he's going to come across uh, Vermithor. Yeah. The dragon of the peaceful king that we met in the very beginning of the show in episode one, uh, the old King Jaharis. He has been vacated ever since, I believe, right? He hasn't had a hasn't had a he's ride been chilling, since. Yeah. So he's ready to go. <laughs> and he's mean looking. And, yeah, he is. and bigger than Caraxes. He's the second biggest second big, dragon. Yep, yep, yep. That's what I I heard that too. I don't remember who said it, but I did remember hearing that. Vagar and then Vagar's still way bigger, but Okay. Um, I mean we see that one scene earlier in the year where uh, in the season where Damon's flying next to Lena, where it's Caraxes and Vagar. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's like half the size or whatever. You yeah. Know? So maybe maybe Vermithor is like sixty percent the size of, of Vagar or something like that. Yeah. So Caraxes got to be right there in the running too. It's got to be a top three or four kind of. Yeah, Caraxes is like third. Okay. Yeah, tied with uh, something else. Oh, Melis is about the same size. Oh, all right. Yeah. That's all, the one that Rainy's rides, right? Yeah. That's Rainy's dragon. Where and both of them are like barely bigger than Drogon, which is obviously huge. Oh, yeah, Drogon was. Drogon was massive. Actually, that's a good diameter now, though. Put things in perspective. Um, But, like I said, get those those three. They're all flying off. Oh, I'm sorry. Jesus. Jesus. Uh, Damon going down into the caves. Finds Vermithor. Yeah. Does the... uh, Sings him a little little lullaby. Yeah, a little lullaby tune. And uh, Vermithor seems like he likes it. At first, it seems like he might light him up for a second, which I don't even know what would happen. Probably just walk through it. I don't even know. I don't know. Uh, it seems like he kind of likes it. Yeah, it almost looked like almost like a like a dragon purr. If dragons purr, yeah, it's weird. I, I was surprised when I looked up the lyrics, so I, I have the lyrics. Oh yeah, let's hear that. It's kind of weird, uh, but I'll go through it. See what you guys think. You're gonna sing it for us? <laughs> I could. <laughs> oh, no, a fire breather, winged leader, but two heads to third a sing. From my voice, the fires have spoken, and the price has been paid with blood magic. With words of flame, with clear eyes, to bind the three to you I sing. As one we gather, and with three heads, we shall fly as we were destined, beautifully, freely. So it almost seems like he's trying to recruit him to be like 
the leader of him and Rhaenyra's dragons, or I don't know. There, there's not much precedent for someone having two dragons other than Danny with her three. Yeah, but she never really rides more than Drogon. You know, no, right? But they definitely like do. But they obey her, like, right? I was gonna say they definitely listen to her her commands and stuff. Yeah. So like the beginning is fire breather, winged leader, but two heads to a third sing. Interesting. So he's like trying to recruit this dragon and yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. get him to join their cause without riding him or. Or maybe he's setting it up for um, his daughter to ride it. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't like, obviously, we don't know anything about like, where the song comes from or anything like that. But my first, my, I was thinking of three. Obviously, Aegon the Conqueror conquered Westeros right. with him and his two sisters. Right. And their sigil dragons, is the three-headed dragon. Three-headed dragon. Yeah. Interesting. We'll see. Interesting. Uh, I do know, uh, not like two, not like, actually, I guess it is. I'm not going to say it, but I do know that this dragon is going to cause some problems in this fucking story going forward, unfortunately. Well, in the book, it's he's claimed by some random guy that we haven't met yet. Yeah. So yep. I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. I think might be changing it. Oh, okay. Seems Interesting. like it. Interesting. This, this guy's been mentioned at this point in the books. Okay. Well, hey, who knows? We got uh, apparently a fourth son that we haven't fucking heard about, from, uh, you know, from Viserys and Allison. So who knows? Darren Targaryen, baby. But I love that scene uh, with Damon. I thought that fucking scene was very, very cool. Really cool, yeah. And uh, it ends ends with uh, shows like his reflection in the dragon's eye and the dragon's reflection in his in eye. His eye, yeah. Almost kind of hitting what you were just saying with the whole Daenerys having being able to control like multiple dragons, kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. that'd be interesting, especially if you can control two massive ones, man. Yeah. And like the main poster for the whole show was uh, it shows like a big dragon eye behind all the main characters. Yeah, you know, I remember that. Yes, and, that's but, right. And the, the pupil of the dragon eye is the cat's paw dagger. Okay. And if you look at that. And so, I don't know. This is obviously a song of ice and fire kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dagger is the song of ice and fire. It's got the reflection in the eyes. Maybe maybe Damon missed out on the Song of Ice and Fire from Damon from uh, Viserys. Maybe he's trying to get his own thing going. I don't know. Very interesting. I like you pull out those lyrics. That was a good idea. Yeah, was I, very, I was curious very, what it meant. Cool idea. It took one second, and everybody was already all over it. There's yeah, people, people all. It's hard to even relate any other, even Targaryens to Daenerys, though, because it was such a unique situation. She literally gave birth to dragon eggs. Like they've talked about how sometimes <laughs> dragon eggs just don't hatch. Right. And it seems like then they just keep them as like these really like important like almost like relics sort of kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She took those three relics and fucking created birth out of them. So I can see why those you know dragons listen to her pretty intently. Sure. Um, from there, we're going to go to the climax. We're going to go to our last bit here to close out this season and this episode. We see that Luke is going to arrive in storm uh, the Stormlands, and it's looking stormy. <laughs> yeah. There's some thunder, some lightning, some rain. It's dark. It's Finn. ominous. And the first thing I noticed here, because it's a little bit different from when he was just flying off, but he gets off his dragon, and Luke obviously is only like 14 or whatever, like you've been saying, so he's not exactly a huge kid. And his dragon next to him does not look big. I was like, oh my god, dude, this is a peanut of a dragon, dude. Right. Fairly Luke flyable. Peewee. Yeah. Fairly flyable, probably. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. still big. It's It would it'd yeah, be bigger right. than this whole room yes, and yeah. everything, but, but yeah. In compar- like I said, even in comparison to size. Luke, I was just like, oh my god, this is like, you know, maybe like Four horses or something like that. Yeah, this isn't like that big of a fucking dragon at all. Right. And that just kind of goes again. Like, this kid's a bitch. He's got a bitchy dragon. That's probably why he's a bitch, because he's got a bitch dragon. You know what I mean? They say if you have like a bit, like uh, they said Eamon's... Actually, no. Shout out to one of my fucking viewers. Oh, no. Terrible time. My fucking camera did that thing right now. Oh, no. Uh, oh. We'll give him the proper shout out. Yeah. 
back. Uh, yeah, shout out to uh, what's I had a, I'm dead serious. I think his YouTube handle is Dame Targaryen. To be totally honest with you, but after the uh, the episode when I was like, when I was actually kind of bitching about how Aemon's looks like so much older than his brother now, he said, "Oh, actually, if you have like a if you say if you have like a really big dragon and you're like raised alongside of your dragon, like you'll like in the books they say like you'll age quicker, kind of like you'll get stronger, you'll get bigger, like almost you're oh, wow. matching your dragon sort of." Cool. So, yeah, I've never so, caught that. I like that a lot. Yeah, when he told me, he, told, he said that to me like I would do like 15 minutes after I posted that episode, whatever that episode, episode eight, I think I want to say. Huh? Uh, and I was like, oh word! I was like, I I love that. I was like, that's a like a perfect story explanation for why this is the way that yeah, it is. And looks not just eight years older than his brother. <laughs> yeah, right. So actually, I really liked that. But maybe this is a kind of a case like that. You know what I'm saying? He's got a peanut dragon, so this kid never really grew up, and he just kind of stayed being a bitch. Who knows? Huh? I like it. Uh, but he's going to start kind of making his way inside, and then we get one of these awesome, awesome visuals. We get a massive bolt of lightning, and he kind of looks over to his left, and when the lightning hits and the sky kind of illuminates a little bit, we see that Vega is pocked out fucking side. Like, way bigger than any building in oh, Storm's yeah. End. Looking massive. Storm's End is huge. They, yeah. They're known for having, like, three levels of walls, like, outside their keep that are, like, 60, 80, and 100 feet tall. No shit. Like... It's a big ass tough place to get big into. Big ass place, yeah. yeah. Impenetrable, other than by dragon. Right. And yeah. So that's that just shows how big how big Vagar is. Like, no shit. Yeah, I mean it was a cool like I said, wicked cool visual with like the landing. Reminded me of there's a Jurassic Park scene that's just like this. Is it from the first Jurassic Park? Where like the T Rex is lit up yeah. by the lightning. Yeah, I yeah. think uh, the second Jurassic World. Oh yeah, there you go. Like, cool well, I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. The combo of the rain and the lightning too, just like know, really cool effects. Yeah. And they, they pulled it off well. Yeah, reflections. It did. It looked very, very, very cool. Yeah. But obviously, sets a sets a tone of like, oh shit, kind of a thing. Like, all right, that means Amon's here too, obviously. So like, someone's here before we are. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, we're gonna stroll on into like basically the hall, and Lord Baratheon and Prince Amon are already fucking chilling on in there, waiting for them to walk inside. Luke tries to deliver a message, but he's cut off by Lord Baratheon real quickly. Like, oh, you're sending me a message from the Queen. I already got a message over here from the King. It seems like the Targaryens can't figure out who the fuck's in charge over here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just talking shit right away. Yeah. And then he's going to basically be, all right, you know, give me a message. Luke brings it on over. Find out right away. Lord Baratheon, while he might be a bit of an intimidating guy, can't read for shit apparently because he's like, hey, Mace, come read this shit for me, please. Tell me what it says. I can't read. And then it turns out uh, there wasn't much of like an actual offer, really. It was more of like kind of just like, hey, remember you already bent the knee? And Lord Baratheon did not like that at all. He was just like, that's it. Like, that's you're reminding me of my father's oath that he swore. Like, at least fucking Prince Aemon brought me a marriage proposal. Like, right. and then he even asked Luke, he's like, who are you? Which one of my daughters are you going to marry? And Luke's like, I'm already betrothed, dude, which is just funny to hear, like, a fucking teenager be like, oh, I'm betrothed. I'm already, I'm already yeah. locked down. Sorry, dude. Don't ball and chain. Yeah. Uh, but Lord Baratheon's like, all right, dude, like, then, you know, get out of here. Fucking run back home to your mom. Tell her that you, you can't just call me like a dog whenever you need me. Yeah. So Luke's like, all right, cool. Starts making his way out. Lord Aemon, though, not so fast. Hold up, bud. Kind of starts picking at him a little bit. Calls him Lord Strong again. Luke's like, dude, I ain't going to fight you, which... Eamon, like, scoffs at it. He's like, yeah, that wouldn't be any fun for me either, dude. I'd whip your ass in, like, two seconds. I don't want to fight you. Yeah, wouldn't be a fight. And then he pops off his fucking eye patch like a gangster, revealing one of the coolest false eyes of magic. I, can only, I don't know what that thing is. I don't know what it does, but it seems magical to me. It literally looks like a starry night in his eye. In the books, it's a, a huge sapphire. So it's some... 
Okay. Yeah. I could see that actually. I was gonna say it looked like in the night sky, but I guess they're kind of like a sapphire. Okay. Yeah. Which there, there are some hints that like sapphires and rubies having power in Game of Thrones. Thrones yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Maybe I could it's see that. Cool. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool if he had. And obviously, it's like the size of a freaking walnut. You know. Yeah, it's, it's huge. Yeah. It'd be cool if it wasn't just like he already looks cool with the eye patch, but it'd be really cool if he just ditched went the eye bad eye moody and just like yeah. yes, I did something too. Or something. Ditch the eye patch. Yeah, <laughs> can see through shit or something. I don't know. But yeah. You're pretty gangster. Uh, and basically, he's gonna say, "Hey, like, just slags him a dagger." He's like, "I, I want that fucking from a couple of years ago. I want, uh, I want retribution here." Yeah. He's like, "I want your fucking eye. I'd make a great gift for my ma. Her birthday is coming up next week. I'm gonna give her your eye. I'm gonna wrap it up real nice. She's gonna love it." And guess what? I'm a great guy. You can pick which eye you want. I'm gonna take whatever one you don't want. I don't care. Just take me. Just yeah, you pick. Luke's like, no, no thanks. Right away, Lord Aemon's like, oh, so you're a bitch too then. You're a bitch and a traitor. You know what I mean? Like You're trying to take my brother's throne away. You don't think there's any fucking punishments for any of your actions. You took my eye out. You weren't punished for that either. Kind of starts making a move for him. Like, there might be a little bit of a fight. Lord Baratheon, though, says, you know, not so fast. Not in the my halls. Like, get the shit out of here. Basically, like, has Luke escorted, basically, because he's a child. Yeah. To his fucking dragon so that he can leave. But I was just like, that's kind of... That's disrespectful, kind of. Yeah, that's where it kind of seems like it wasn't a good call by Rhaenyra to it, send him. No, yeah, he's a little unqualified. Like, cause he he had no response or like thinking on his feet at all. Right. You know, he's like, all right, it's I got this young. message, and uh, like, no, I can't marry you because it's not my call, and uh, that's all I got. So I'm, I'm gonna go home and let my mom know what you said. He's too young, just like, yeah. and like I said, he's he's not like he's. Uh, this guy, like, he really carries himself well, and it seems like he might be a really great ruler one day down the line. You know what I mean? He seems like a fucking wimp. Like, he's always doubting himself. He's always doing the... Right. I mean, he did a good job. He did a good job of, like, his duties. But, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't going to be able to think on his feet at all. No. Or adjust or... Yeah. Not, not the best guy for the job and too young for it. Yeah, Not definitely. ready. Not ready. Uh, like I said, we see that he gets escorted basically to his dragon. The knights put him, go ahead, little boy, go fly home to your mother now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but as he gets out there, like as he's about to kind of climb on his dragon, he kind of looks back over to where Vega was parked previously, and he notices that Vega is already gone. Right. Again, fuck, bad sign. But then, right before he took off, I thought this was a cool, like, just a little tidbit that he threw in. He like, kind of almost goes and has a little quick conversation with his dragon, and like, yeah. Like, listen, it's very important that you listen to all of my instructions right now. Like, make sure your head's in the game. Pay attention. Give it all you got. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Calm, Irax. Obey. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I thought that listen. was. I thought that was cool. If anything, that was actually he was better at talking to his dragon than he was fucking trying to you know being a lord basically. Right, and it, it kind of enforces what we see later too that the the dragons are not totally obesent. You know, they're they do their own thing sometimes. Yeah. And this was, you know, this is kind of like our closing scene, but this was an awesome scene, especially from a visual standpoint. We see uh, Lucas literally flying through a mean storm. It seems like the storm's really picked up, like, everything. Wind, rain, thunder, lightning. It's going fucking crazy. And he's obviously on the lookout. He knows that Eamon and Vega have already taken off, so he's on high alert looking all over. And then we're going to get, you know, a couple of little hints of laughter in the distance that kind of tell us that he's prob- Eamon's probably not too far away. Very evil, like, menacing laugh. Yeah. And then we're going to get an awesome shot where the camera goes like from the ground up towards the sky under the belly of the dragon. Oh, so cool. And you see Arax like flying through the air and there's like clouds over him. And then all of a sudden the lightning strikes kind of and you see fucking Vagar fly right over Arax and you just see like 50 the times. Size difference. Wild <laughs> size difference. Yeah. 
even with the perspective, like he would look smaller than he really is being above him, you know? Like, right, he's yeah. Still he's still yeah. Just like wild how big this thing fucking looks, man. Like a Hershey kiss compared to this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Um, but fucking Amond basically in follow on Vega, and they're going to kind of just start um, trying to have a little bit of fun, kind of, you know? They're, they're driving on their asses, riding on their heels, doing a little fucking bandwagon and. Taking a little couple snaps, kind of, you know what I mean? I see you. Yeah, exactly. Just trying to be annoying and trying to be scary and shit like that. A couple corny lines. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But he he had that vibe going for him, actually, in that moment. He kind of had, like, that Disney character, just like, I'm going to get you. (laughs) Evil laugh. Yeah, for real. Uh, Then Luke is going to kind of do a little bit of smart flying. He's like, all right, dude, we're smaller than he is. We might be a little bit faster and more nimbler than he is. Let's go low. We'll dive into this valley where there's a lot of tight. It's a tight cavern. Obviously, Vagar ain't fitting his fat ass in there. Great move. He's able to kind of lose Vagar a little bit. Comes out the other end. Eamon's looking all over for him. Like, you know, where the fuck? Like, where the fuck did they go? He's kind of just laughing to himself because he had some fun. I think. I think in that moment, Eamon thought his day was over. Yeah. I think he thought, all right, I lost them. I wasn't gonna do any real damage. I was just trying to scare them, which I did. They're flying back. Like I'm gonna fly back. Yeah. He kind of just like, all right, that was fun. And then all of a sudden, as he's chilling there, fucking A-Rax, just completely not listening to his fucking rider at all, just comes blind by on the side and throws a little fireball, basically, blows a little smoke at Vega. And Vega does not like it. He, he that, that Michael Jordan gift, and I took that personally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can, you did not like it, and then he instantly does exactly what Arax did and stops listening to his rider too. And now we got two dragons, neither one of them listening to their rider, just like Viserys hinted at at the beginning of the show, episode one. The fact that we control that we control these dragons is an illusion. It's not real. It's fucking fake. Uh, and sure enough, Aemon, even though he tries his best, no, 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 a thousand times, basically screaming at Vega. Vega goes over and. In one, just little, not even a big gulp, just a little, like, a, like you're eating a chip. Yeah. Just, just rips A-Rax and Luke right in fucking yeah. pieces. Just swallows, probably Luke whole if I had to guess. Yeah. You see got A-Rax chunk pieces kind of dribble to the yeah. ground. But what is it? I couldn't tell if he got so a chunk of both or whatever. I don't, think he, I don't think he ate them because uh, I saw somewhere that the way that uh, Rhaenyra finds out. Is, is, yeah, that would make is sense. Is that the... the like the remains of the dragon and, and I guess no, Lucera think oh, like yeah, wash up to shore. Yeah. And like that's how she finds right. out. Like that's savage. Yeah. That's how she finds out what happened. That does make sense. Cause I actually, I think I, I definitely did. I said the, I said the stuff. I was like, it took three days for them to figure out that the fucking dead dad and the king of the kingdoms was dead. This kid gets bitten and no one was around for it at all except for Raymond and they know in two seconds. Right. <laughs> Washed the, up to shore. In the books, people apparently saw it happen from Storm's End. Oh, no shit. Oh, they, they saw like blasts of fire in the distance. Oh, my God. That, that's all they really know. That. That yeah. Fucking crazy. Like, oh. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Something's going oh on. Oh, my God! <laughs> yeah. uh, Eamon, though, after, like, after, right after Vegas, like, you know, just smacks down on these guys Eamon you can tell is just like oh fuck like I didn't want that to happen that was not my intent like I just I fucked up I fucked up yeah like oh shit my mom's gonna be so mad at me (laughs) shut up scream but you can tell like I said it seemed like he was just trying to you know fuck around with him scare him a little bit intimidate him a little bit but he wasn't I don't think he was trying to do this yeah which which is different from the book too it's it's, uh, 
portrayed as a much more intentional killing. Oh, really? Yeah, it seems like he was pissed off. I was telling Seth before the show, like uh, one of the Baratheon daughters says something to Aemon right after Luke leaves. She's like, uh, did, did he take your balls along with your eye before he leaves? And so he, and then he storms off and they see all the fighting in the distance and the kid dies. Whether it was actually an accident or not is oh, one thing, but it's at least portrayed as more intentional. Eamon went and killed this dude, and no he meant to do it. Shit. Yeah. Interesting. But that's the the history bias too. Right. Right. You right. Know? Yeah. Like no, we, we've to, yeah, not to we say not to say it's how it really was. You know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like Seth kind of just said, the closing shot for the season. Uh, no words, just like you know, intense music playing. But we go to the council room. We see Damon enter it. He obviously just got the news from somebody, whether it be a Raven or somebody else, and he's going to stroll through. He's going to go up to Reynara, kind of just, you assume, tell her exactly what just happened, I would imagine, because then she's going to kind of turn around, and that's where we close with her, but she's just looking. She's got that Daenerys season eight look on her face. Yeah, for real. For real. She's been the most, uh, like, thoughtful, like, non-overreaction person so far, but she might be triggering something. Yeah. Some Targaryen shit now. We'll see. I think that's fair. I mean, you lost a kid. Actually, technically, lost two kids in one episode. Now that I think about it, I forgot about that. Yeah. Gave birth to a stillborn, unfortunately. Then she loses Luke. She lost her dad. Tough episode for Renar. The stillborn was also her only daughter. Oh, my God. No shit. They didn't yep. even mention that on the right. show, right? Right. And she was also going to name it Visenya, which is what she wanted her mom to name oh, the yes. baby if that's it was right. a, if it was a right. girl that's also. Right. and like. So that, that baby's known as Visenya. She's on the family trees and stuff as, yeah. as dying at birth. Oh, man. Yeah. That's brutal. That's a good, good bit to know, though. Only daughter, man. Poor yeah, fucking, only girl. Tough bit. Uh, but that wraps it up for the finale. Like I said, I loved, I loved the episode. I really did. I actually thought it was really good. I liked it. I just don't... I think that if it was episode nine, I would have came away and I'd be like, oh, my God, like, what an unbelievable episode. Like, this finale next week should be fucking crazy. Like... Yeah, you needed one more. I do. I, I do. I think it's a weird. I don't know. I just think it's a weird spot to kind of leave off on to me. Maybe, uh, maybe you know, like Seth said though earlier, maybe in five years from now when this show is on season four or whatever, I'll look back and I'm like, oh wow, what a fucking amazing first season. What a great ending. Who knows? But right now, it just left me wanting for more in the sense that I thought it was a weird. It was such like a weird cliffhanger moment. You know what I mean? To obviously seasons end with cliffhangers all the time. I get that. Like I'm not surprised by that. But this one just felt very different right <laughs> like such immediate immediate impact you know what i mean not like delayed impact so i don't know yeah i, I can tell you it's gonna come in hot next year they yeah there was a couple more that that was like the big one i, I was hoping they were gonna include yeah there was a couple more big things that are coming as like dominoes they're gonna fall after that i thought they might include which, yeah. I, which I agree would have made it a better ending to the season but it's gonna be really good. No, season two, save it for fucking. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna now, be really good. Maybe now, maybe we start season two off with a fucking absolute certified banger. You know what I mean? We come in yeah. just absolutely super strong, and you know whatever it is, a couple of years, two years, summer twenty four. It will be guaranteed. Yeah, I'm thinking summer twenty four is my guess. Oh, as far as timing, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, sorry, you're saying for the banger. I was gonna be great, yeah, but uh, as far as timing, I don't know. Yeah, hopefully less. Hopefully. I'm thinking this one started August twenty two. I'm thinking right around the same time twenty four is my guess. If I had to guess, but sounds about right. Um, thoughts on the finale? Any more before the actual finale before we start going into the season as a whole, kind of? No, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it, it would have been a very good episode nine. A good episode overall just can't be the can't be the finale, in my opinion. That's it. Yeah, I hear you guys. It's, I wonder if any of these moments... I don't want you to tell me any of them, obviously. But I wonder yeah. if any of these moments that Luke is hinting at would have left me and Seth better satisfied. 
Yeah, I think it would. Maybe. Yeah, and there was no con- like you say, there's no real connection to Lucer like Luceris dying at all. I didn't care. It's kind of like kind of like when Rickon died would be my comp- you know what I mean? uh, yeah actually that's a great Rickon died that's a and, great and, it, and it was like yeah. oh nice a star like a star kid died and like I the only one I really could give a fuck less about dying to be yeah, honest I when he did just right. and it was like kind of the same way with Lucerus. Yeah, his dragon wasn't even powerful and like, yeah it's like all right not, not a big loss yeah we're, we're, we're gonna be okay <laughs> yeah I, like i said between Kid the week. little screen time and then the fact that when he was on screen time he basically only annoyed me i really fucking face actors is a thing that really pisses me off in all aspects of everything that i watch it really drives me crazy and that kid just sitting there with that same fucking open mouth stare for every single emotional feeling that he felt drove me crazy i'm like dude i'm like oh uh, do you want a blowjob oh <laughs> uh, your mom's dead <laughs> do, do you want to go make a billion dollars he's just sitting there with the same open yeah. mouth it's like dude like act you're an actor act do something betray emotion instead of just looking fucking puzzled all the time oh well, he's like, gone now yeah I'm, I'm, I'm happy I'm not gonna lie um but for that let's go into our kind of season thoughts as a whole I, I asked you guys to come away with a couple of ratings I know that last week, me and Seth said that uh, we actually entitled it the episode. We said Rings Jump the Dragon. We said we'll kind of see how the finale plays out. Maybe it can make a comeback and bounce back. Mm -hmm. I gave Rings a 9.1, and it definitely beat this for me. I came away. I gave it an 8.4. Yeah, it's it's 7.9. Ooh, C+. Tough grade. I I think it's going to change a little, like I said, once we get in. in, Once I'm on HBO and I can flick to just hit next episode and it's season two. But just right now in the moment, it really, like I said, it really does bother me that I'm waiting two years. You had, like I said, episode nine was you got the high towers where they are. The finale shouldn't be the Targaryens where they are. Yeah, it should be eight was high towers, nine was Targaryens. Now we, I'm not asking for the whole war. Yeah, right now I got you. And now it's like the fallout, a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Where I we're going? Feel like, I feel like you can't have it end like that. But again, overall, the you know I, I did really enjoy the whole season as a whole. I think it was just kind of the pacing of the last two episodes. Um, the Rainis thing still bothers the fucking hell out of me. Um, just for what she did at the end of the last one, but. I think it would have been higher if it wasn't for the last two episodes, or at least where they were. I think that's fair, too. I think that's definitely fair. The last two episodes definitely left me wanting, so I I agree with that. Luke? Yeah, I mean, I I see where you guys are coming from. I I definitely have a little bit different point of view, because I'm not worried about what's coming next. So, like, I don't know. It's true. Um, I definitely loved Lord of the Rings, too. um, Or Rings of Power, so... I think they're both A's. I think, A's. yeah, I think I think one maybe I like this. tough grade, a good grade. Maybe Ring of Power. I mean, I like both of them. That's my. I'm definitely biased. Those are like things I want to love going yeah, into yeah, them, yeah, yeah. you know. And as critical as I am, I, I think they they did a good job too. So yeah. I don't know. So I'd say, I'd say show like, was bad. That's for yeah. Sure. I don't know. I'd say I'd say nine for Rings of Power and like nine four for oh, House of the Dragon. Oh, goes ahead. Oh yeah. wow. No, I, I like House of the Dragon more. Uh, like I said, it's my shit. I I've put in. I put in thousands time. of hours reading yeah, yeah, and watching no, and shit. You. Like that's I, what I like. Let me tell you, if you but, if I had if you had told me that I would have said that going into the two shows, I'd have been like, nah. I would have been. I wouldn't have said like you're crazy. No way. But I would have been like, yeah. mm, nah. You really yeah. like? If yeah. that's the case, Rings is gonna be a banger. Then I guess. And it, it, it was. Yeah. I thought Rings was an absolute fucking awesome first season. <laughs> but I like too. Like I said, eight point four. It's still a solid B. So we got a C plus. Yeah. We got a B, and we got an A. Yeah, I'd say similarly, like how uh, Fellowship of the Ring gets so much more power because of how everything else goes. Yeah, it's gonna be similar. I don't okay, know. it's gonna be. I like that. It's gonna I relate like that. back a little bit and like, like okay, that was the boring one, but 
There's so much to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's so a much bit to more it. intricate details and stuff, and then just full out bloodshed. Kind right. Of. Where a lot of people like Fellowship the most, you know, like it's, you know, it's the setup. It's the. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm optimistic. I'm I'm biased too, like I said, but. All right. And then we got uh, four awards that I wanted to give out, just like I did with Cobra Kai. Same exact thing. Mm. I'm going to start with the LVP of the season because I would be shocked if any one of the three of us didn't pick the same person. Yeah. If it's not, if your answer is not Cole, if it's not Sir Kristen Cole, that I, I don't even know what to say because that guy is the biggest fucking loser of all time. Not even in just this show. Yeah. That guy I stinks. Had, I actually added a little bit different. I was hey, thinking, let's go. I was thinking of him, but just like the overall storyline of it. What we got? Um, not saying the character was bad or the actor was bad. Yeah. I just treated it in terms of the storyline. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, for me, it was Viserys just because mm. he. there were so many things that this the whole thing could have been prevented by if he just wasn't such like we were saying like he was a good human but a horrible king yeah so i think the fact that he just wasn't you know he wasn't a very good king and he's i think what his downfall is what led to the what led to this whole war to begin with i think if he was just a little bit more stern and a better king a lot of this could have been prevented so that's why i think he was kind of he's going to lead to a death for a lot of people when he could have prevented a good amount of them too that's a pretty good answer. He wasn't a bad guy, but right, also good human not, being, not a good, not the guy that they needed to. You can't be both. Avoid this shit. Yeah, pretty yeah. good answer. That's a pretty good answer. Like I'm not gonna lie. Um, I, I assumed you guys were gonna pick either Kristen Cole or Otto Hightower as like because they're the most hated and like. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, Otto. That's funny to me. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep I know. I, I bet. I bet Mitz loves Otto. Otto came around. I didn't know what to think. LVP as in like the most useless guy or the person you, you hate the most. You want. These are all figure ones. So, so the people I hate the most would be Cole and. Cole, I just thought and Otto. Like, when I think of that, I said I think loser yeah. of the season. I don't think anyone do that. I think no, that's a good one. I think almost everybody after the first two episodes of this show was like, I like this guy. Yeah. I said I want to see more from him. I think he's gonna be yeah. a character that I really like. And then my God, not only did it just turn, he's insufferable. Yeah. He's such a little fucking yeah. bitch. He just cries. <laughs> his penis cries. his penis was cut off. He was! He was yeah, absolutely yeah. Yeah. Reynard just fucking cut him off, man. Oh, I couldn't stand that guy. I can't wait to see him die eventually in season two or three or whatever the hell it happens. I can't wait for it. I hope Damon fucking eats him. I did decide. I did went with a more obscure one because I thought you guys were going to take both of those. So I, I went with Boros Baratheon because he can't read. And uh, he holds some grudges. And uh, <laughs> he seems like kind of like Walter Frey almost. No, He's like, what are you going to do for me? What's in it for me? What's in it for me? <laughs> he fucked it up completely. Like yeah, that's a good that was fantastic. And friggin' oh, uh, he's, he's like Rainey's relative. Like that was why they thought Luke would get along great with him. He'd be like, "Oh yeah, it's a prince. You're related oh, a little bit." Oh yeah, yeah. He didn't even play that card. She should have gone. Yeah, no shit. That but, made sense. Yeah, they're related. No shit. But he just—I don't know. He's just a scrub. He's, yeah, no he's just like a—I don't seem like a spoiled leader guy who's just not anything like even the shitty Brathians like Robert. He's not like Robert. He's not like. Uh, Stannis, he's not like friendly. It's just a big miss. He's more like Walder Frey. Yeah, I, I, I like that's what I got. That's what I got. I like it. I like that's it. I got. LVP. I like it. Uh, for MVP, I don't think it's going to be any shock at who I am picking, but I honestly think it totally plays from all senses. I think whenever this guy was on the screen, he was must watch. He was the number one thing that everyone had their eyes on. I think he stole basically every single scene that he was in, mm-hmm. and I also think from just a standpoint of the actual term winner. I think that this guy is now king consort. He's married to the heir. He's got fucking 
two badass daughters with one girl. One of them's a dragon rider. One of them also eventually might be a dragon rider. Now he's got two badass sons, uh, I'm sure, are probably going to be pretty badasses with Reynaro. He's finally got the war that he's clearly always wanted. My pick is Damon. I, I don't... He's the man. You know what I mean? He's a beast. His dragon is awesome. Wild card. His also. connections with the dragon. His yeah. His scene. I like all of this. I don't know. I, I every time Damon was on the screen, I simply couldn't like look away from the fucking screen. I couldn't. And his lines. Every time he. I mean, he just verbally abused Otto Eitower. Every time they were in a room together, it was great. Whether yeah. he was making fun of his dead wife or calling him a cunt, it was fucking fantastic to me. Every time I loved that, I couldn't help it. For sure. He, he crossed some lines, you know, choking out Rhaenyra. Yeah, I did, trying I did to, love it. Trying to touch up Rhaenyra. I like, didn't love know, it. Bunch of weird shit, but... I didn't love it. I would have preferred for her to say, choke me first. You know what I mean? If it was one of those situations, yeah. it would have been different. She seemed seem cool with it, but... <laughs> <laughs> I was... Let me tell you something. I'm not going to lie. The first time I watched that scene, I was waiting for it to turn sexual. Yeah. I was waiting for it to turn sexual. <laughs> I was waiting for him to just be like, the next thing you know, it's going to be like, he's talking to a crazy motherfucker. Yeah. What do you guys got? Winners. Winners, winners, winners. Uh, MVP, I got Otto Hightower, man. Uh, yeah. MV Otto! Oh, MVP. no! So, uh, like, <laughs> that effective. reaction right there he's is effective. why. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. love to hate him. Yeah. I think uh, he saw early on, like, he had this plan for so long with Allison being a teenager. Like, he was drawing this out That's true. years down That's the line. very true. He spotted early on that Viserys was not fit to be the king. We have to come up with something else for the new heir to the throne. Also, knowing, I think, when he kind of went away for, what was it, 10 years or whatever it mm-hmm. was, I think he knew that that was kind of part of the part of the plan that he needed to be at that point. Um, so I think just the way he's played it up until this point, it's it's going to be auto for me. And it's a part of like the villain. If you can side with what the villain's yeah. like idea is, then he's a good villain. Yeah. And there's definitely parts of Otto Hightower and like where he stands that you can definitely side with. Not your head, Sarah's right. on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that Otto Hightower that gets it for me. Enviado. Yeah, as far as being an effectively portrayed character yeah. and all that, yeah, he, he's a great villain. And you're absolutely right about as far as what you said about his having effective. a plan and coming to fruition because you're, you're absolutely yeah. right. And he even, in fact, he lost his hand to the king thing for a minute, got that bitch back though. Yep. yep, he's working with less than the blacks seems like, and they're winning so far. You know. Yeah, it's all right. No, I'm with you. What you got? Um, so I'm definitely team black like you. Uh, so I was I was between like Damon, Rhaenyra, Rhaenys. Okay, I, I decided to go with Rhaenyra. Okay, I, so I didn't go with her yeah. in large part because of I would say like this episode, and I felt like there was one other episode that was I didn't that she kind of annoyed me in a little bit that I, when I was thinking about it, but I fucking can't think of it now. But this episode was one of the ones where, like I said, a couple scenes where I was just like, "Come on, man!" Yeah, I think she just she just wants to be really sure, but but yeah, I feel like uh, both the actresses did a great job. I loved both the yeah. young and and old Rhaenyra. Yeah. Um, and even though I do like Damon and the other people, they kind of all need to respect her if they, they want this to work out and like follow her. Yeah. She's she's still the one that they're in support of, you know. So she's still in charge and she seems like she's the mo- like the right person for the job too. She's she's going to war now, so she's getting to the point that Damon wanted her to get to, but she made it. I don't know. Slowed her role. Uh they needed to kind of take their time and build their build their team first anyway, so Interesting. Like she's the right one for it. I'm uh, I'm rooting rooting Team Black. Let's go. I like it. And then the last two I did is going to be kind of based on season two. It's kind of like characters that you might think have. I did it actually kind of almost like the role in the show. Like I think, say like for instance, actually I'll just kind of stop. My stock fall. I actually picked Otto just because he was such a major player in this season. And I feel like a lot of what his 
part in this dance was. I feel like he just did it. I feel like because of kind of what Seth said, because his plan came to fruition, he kind of did what he was kind of brought here to do. And then I also do think that Allison is a little bit more on guard with him than she obviously has been throughout the rest of the season. She kind of sees him for the chess master that he is for using her and stuff. So I could see now that the like the dance is actually going to stop popping off and stuff now that Aegon's already king. I can see Otto kind of falling to the wayside a little bit. So you think he's yeah. someone to watch fall? Yeah. 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 Okay. I don't like. I'm not even just like I said. Not even necessarily like die or anything like that, but just lesser role, less screen time, even kind of a thing. Because he was a major, major player in this first this first season here. Yeah. And like I said, I think because some of his plans have kind of come to fruition and stuff like that, I think he might take a little bit more of a back seat now. And I I don't know at all. It's just a guess, but I don't know. Maybe just kind of. Yeah. It's like a, it's like his chips are all in now. Yeah, no, it's just kind of let the cards. Let, he's not gonna be on the battlefield. Let the cards think. play out. No, you know what I mean, yeah. you know, he doesn't look like much of a fighter. So. Yeah, sure. And, and him and Allison kind of seem like to be butting heads. And uh, right, yeah, like I said too, I think she might keep him at a little bit more arms range, uh, especially too. Like she knew that he was secretly pu- putting all these coronation things into preland, even behind her back. So I think that she's gonna be a little bit more on guard with him now going forward. Yeah, I agree. So that's a good call. That would be uh, that. That's what my pick was, and I feel like that was the best way to explain it. If you guys have one, yeah, I treat it a little bit differently. Yeah, um, just not in terms of like the character time in season two, but I think like how everything ended up and in leading into season two, uh, it's gonna be Amon for me. Okay, just based off of Ooh. I thought he was past this point of not being able to control his dragon, so that was a little surprising to me that he couldn't control his dragon at the end of the season. Um, not only that, when whenever he whenever he gets back, he's got a he's got, <laughs> he's got some splaining to do. Um, so that that's obviously not going to go well with with his uh, you know with his mom or the, the all the greens for that matter. Um, so I think just based he's an awesome character. Like I said, I don't think that's he's going to lose screen time or anything. But right, no, I, I think in you. terms of the storyline itself, like he's uh, his stock's falling a little bit going into season two. It's a good one. Yeah, it's a good answer. I yeah. like that. I like that too. You got anybody? I decided to skip this one just because I I've read ahead a little bit. Yeah, I have some input for inside us people uh, people yeah. on the rise because there's some stuff that hasn't gone the same as the book. But okay, I don't want to I don't want to predict that, a fall. What's the uh, last one here before we wrap things up for our episode? Running long as always. Uh, Louis should be having a fucking aneurysm right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, my stock rise for season two is actually Young Jace. I think that um, mm. now that. The heir to the throne. Yeah. Now that he's the heir of the he's the heir to the throne, he's obviously of the right age. His uh, little brother just was you know killed by his cousin, who he's already had some you know some little beef and quarreling with in the past. Um, I think that he has his dragon's pretty big too, isn't it? Isn't he on one of the bigger ones? Yeah, we haven't seen it since. We haven't really. Uh, but, but I thought I remember seeing reading that online that he's on one of Merrimack. No. I think it um, hatched when he was born. So. It's it's like four years older than Luke's okay. dragon, so it can't be that big. But, oh, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, we'll see how big it is. Yeah, yeah, we will. They don't they're all the same. There's big dragons and small dragons. So. Yeah. Um, even from like the beach scene we saw in this in this tenth episode, like I said, it seems like he's starting to. Even though it was kind of like a little mean about it to his brother, it seems like he's getting it to be like more of a man, more of a man, more of a soldier, more of a general, like ready to kind of go to war, ready to go to battle. Yeah. I think he's gonna want to represent it as not like not only heir, but the fact that it, like, he seems like he's very close with his mom i think he's gonna kind of want to do right by her that she was robbed yeah i think uh i think we're in for i think now that the battle's popping i think chase is gonna be in for 
Good, sh- good showing in season two. I think he's going to be a, a bigger role. And I think I think Jay's going to be turning a little bit of a badass, I got a feeling. I can see it. I think yeah, so. That's a good call. Yeah. Um, I went with Corliss for this one. I think now that he's Ooh, back, nice. back from six, you know, six years being away, I think he's, you know, he's got a lot of information along the way. Based off of where he is now in the war, I, I think he's got a big part in controlling not the battlefield necessarily, but cutting off supplies, yeah. food, things like that. It's going to be crucial. I don't fully still think he's on the Targaryen side. I think he could still kind of... I think he's more on the fence for me. He could kind of pick which way he's going. Um, so I think he's got a he's got a pretty big role to now that he's back and uh, going into season two. I'm keeping an eye out on him. And it's like the original episode that I would you know I was. Uh, That's right. That was your guy, right? Yeah, I was looking out for him <laughs> at the beginning. So I'm kind of still yeah. holding out. You know, my judgment still on the fence about him too. I like that pick. I think it's a good one too. Yeah, and they have a spinoff on him coming out too. So, nice. and he had kind of a week-ish season. So they're definitely gonna. I feel like they're gonna turn up his yeah. season two also. Yeah, yeah. But his things yeah. what they call him like the nine voyages or some shit like that. Um, he, yeah, he, he could have been the LVP for a lot. Like his family yeah, just yeah. Off, like, I know. wiped yeah. out. And also just the way that they kind of built him up. I felt like yeah. you look at the trailers and, yeah. the, and the the marketing for this show. I thought he was gonna be a little bit more badass, a little bit more involved. Yep. And he really did spend a lot of time just at like, at, a, at the stepstones. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Whether it was in the beginning part or the second part. Yeah. That's a good call. I like that one. What do you got? Uh, two quick honorable mentions. Cool. Uh, one, Reyna um, Valerian, or Reyna Targaryen, actually. She's the daughter of Damon and Lena. Oh, I like her. The Alicia Keys. She's, I like she's, her. She's going to be one of the dragon riders, supposedly, right? Okay. Possibly dry, riding one of the wild dragons. I like um, that. Damon gives her that look when he mentions the wild yeah, dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also wondering about the white worm, Masaria. Oh, Damon's yes. old lady, who's gonna be? That's a great one. I didn't even think of her. So Fuck. she, I mean, she showed that she's kind of on both Fuck. sides, right? She's Damon's girl, yeah. also Otto's Otto, leak, yep, and yep, like yep. all kinds of shit. Yeah, and I keep I've read online a bunch of times now where people just keep going like, "Dude, you think she's doing shit now? Like you ain't seen nothing. Like this bitch is a fucking problem, like a problem." Yeah. Yep, she's got some ambition. Um, but the one I actually went with was I'm wondering about Harold Westerling, who's the. Uh, the Kingsguard guy Kingsguard. who, oh, who like dismissed true. himself. Yeah, yeah, very raw. Uh, um, fucking um, what do you call it? Renly, not Renly. Jesus. Uh, Barristan Selmy. Yeah, yeah, I have that in here too. Yeah, because he um, in the book he dies like eighteen years before the dance happens. Oh my god! No and way. And Kristen Cole's named the the head, head of the Kingsguard King's in in one twelve. The dance doesn't start till one twenty nine. Oh Jesus! Um, so oh, so that's way different. So they've already completely. Gone off track. Yeah, that's why I feel like I can I can say this one. I'm I don't know what his track is going to be. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's actually yeah. That's a great call for you. And then he's also Graham McTavish, one of the best actors that they hired for the whole show. Yeah. And he's only done a little bit so far. Yeah. Um, and yeah, cl- the way he left out, he clearly has a lot of honor and didn't seem like he agreed with what the Greens were doing. Right. Seems black supporter. But right, right, right. We don't know what he's doing yet, so I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with that. That's a great pick. So that was a great. I like that one a lot. I like the I, all three of those. Wait, where else? Those are good. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they do. Good job, guys. Good job. Um, but I think, unless you guys have anything else you want to add, I think that's going to wrap it up for uh, for a House of the Dragon season one friggin' recap review, all of yeah. it. Yeah, I think we did a good job. A full, awesome season. Thank you for having me on so many times for oh, this. Man, you kidding me? Thanks for coming on. I've had a blast. It's been a great time. We're going to have you plenty on more, too, in the future. We'll, we'll find more things to talk about. You know what I mean? Star oh, yeah. Wars, Mando, whatever it is, we'll find it. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. This is definitely my specialty, but I, I'm, I love all movies and shows, yeah. so I'll be into it whenever you need me for. Yeah, no, definitely. We'll, don't, no worries there, but you'll be back for sure. Don't worry about that. 
Um, that's going to be wrapping it up for us here today. A long one for you guys. Like I said, Lewis will be having Ooh, a fucking aneurysm 316. right now. But we had, you know, we had a big episode. I actually had a lot in the beginning that I was going to go through, but I hope you guys all enjoyed the show. I hope you guys enjoyed the hearing Andor on our regular show for the first time. Like I mentioned at the top, we will be back here on Friday night to record our Halloween podcast. We'll be on the lookout for that this weekend. It'll be up first thing Saturday morning. It's going to be a really fun watch. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Um, but for now, as always, all I ask is that you guys please, please, please share the show around. Share it to anybody, Star Wars fans, Game of, Dra- Game of Thrones fans, whoever, Lord of the Rings. We're going to be covering it all, especially now going forward. We're going to have a lot more freedom to talk about anything. I'm going to try to open things up more too as far conversationally, like on the comments. If you guys have things maybe that you guys watch that you might want us to check out and then we'll review, stuff like that kind of. I think I'm going to try to do a little bit more of that going forward. Uh, but for now, like I said, please share the show around. Uh, subscribe to all of our channels. Leave a comment. Leave a rating because it all really does help and we really do appreciate it. Uh, but that's going to wrap it up for us here tonight. As yes, always, Mr. Seth Rogers and the ones and twos yep. couldn't be here without you. Thank you, sir. No problem. Pumped to be back Friday. Aficionado of Westeros. Thank you for an awesome first season of House of the Dragon, bud. It was really great. Of course, of course. And uh, we'll talk to you guys all soon. All right. Enjoy. Night, peeps.